0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, it's uh, Saturday actually, Ben. What Saturday? It's Saturday, Saturday, October twelfth uh, at four o'clock.
1: Oh. At four o'clock. Well, I messed this up, didn't I? Yeah. All right, that's okay. You oh, know, great. guys, I was at Hot Topic the other day.
2: Oh uh-huh. yeah. And uh, I, I, they were asked, "Oh, are you going to LA Comic Con?" And, oh, yeah, uh-huh. and I said, "I said, no, I'm a panelist." And then you put Ooh. your glasses on,
3: <laughs> and then explosions in the background.
2: It's <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever had to say.
3: Oh, this is a true story. It's a true story. Oh, oh it's amazing! Oh, okay. Yeah. This is awesome
2: because we are having a panel. We are. We are at LA Comic Con. Can
3: you believe it? We can't. I better call work now. <laughs> Absolutely, cannot believe it.
2: We're very excited. Mike Matola, Mike Matola's Impossible Movie Trivia Challenge, featuring the Fake Nerd Podcast. Heck yeah! Yeah, featuring uh, us. You guys know it from the show. We do our hit. We do the Mike's Impossible Trivia Challenge,
0: fan favorite event. I've been
2: told <laughs>
1: it's my favorite event. It's <laughs> also my favorite event. I love doing it. Yeah. You can, every time he comes on the show with the with the um, trivia challenge, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: we, all, we all, you all love him. We all love him. So Mike will be there with us to debut his Nightmare Before Christmas print. This Wee- is Halloween, baby. This is
1: Halloween. This is Halloween. I'm coming for you, Sparks. I'm and excited. absolutely.
2: You know what it's that my, means. It's my
0: favorite event. Ben always goes home crying
1: and empty-handed.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben, you haven't <laughs> won one. I, hope you can
1: I know the audience can't see this, but I'm flipping him off as but hard ben, as I can.
2: Ben, yeah. when can you redeem yourself?
1: I can redeem myself on Saturday, October 12th at 4 o'clock in room 407 at Los Angeles Comic-Con at the Los Angeles Convention Center in downtown LA, California. Hell yeah. United States of America on the planet Earth in this solar system. <laughs> okay, we're guys,
2: done. We need more <laughs> generics. If you guys are going... To LA Comic Con Please come It's going to be a lot of fun We're all really excited You all should be too
3: It's going to be so fun Making this three hour podcast Into 50 minutes Yeah (laughs) We're going (laughs) to do it baby We're going to do it Because we're not going To talk about news No (laughs) I know know We're we're probably No book club
0: (laughs) No book club No no news Just topics. Just
3: us We're a podcast We're not going to podcast Live
0: and nude No (laughs) The puppet might be nude
3: See they said no But I said
0: oh (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right, guys, final time. Be there. Los Angeles Comic-Con, October 12th, 4 o'clock in room 407. See you after
0: the break. And here we are in one of the lightest of news weeks. There couldn't possibly be less news. We're here to talk about the movie Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix Project with Todd Phillips as, as director and we're all just gonna go on through it and, and just have a good time. We're all just here at the Fake Nerd Podcast, just having adventures, adventure times. Uh, this is this is how we do podcasts. Is it? I've, is it? I'm Sparks Witty. <laughs> Thank you. This is, uh, the, I'm I'm here with uh, the, the very good person Ryan Iliopoulos. What episode is it? It's it's 163. This cool. Is episode 163. What I said an at intro. The top. <laughs> don't don't even pretend that we didn't. <laughs> episode 163. I'm here with Ben Magnet. Ben Magnet's real cool. Shh. I'm, uh, the we, yes,
1: oh. is, I'm the Brandon now. Yes, Oh, I'm the Brandon one, now. I'm the one. I'm the one in the first microphone slot today. I'm he's, the Brandon now. He's
0: the Brandon now. He has the control. I do. Brandon's not here. He's not. No, he's we're, not. we're here. We're all here recording i love you brandon hi hi guys what's up up? we're talking about joker and
1: also first of all um excuse me flag on the play i call bullshit on the light news week
0: no it's it's the lightest news it's gonna be no there wasn't
1: a big comic con or anything yeah there's nothing there is nothing going on in new york however the one comic con you should be aware of is the one that's happening next week Mm. next saturday Mm. specifically because what's going on next
0: saturday boys
3: um uh, i'm gonna sleep in
0: i was gonna say the same
3: okay yeah, we don't have a panel. That's oh, or right. That's happening this Saturday. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. That's
1: awesome. I know. I keep forgetting. I'm so excited. What less than a week away,
3: dude? I'm just ready to go to another Comic Con.
1: Same. It's s- been a, it's been a while. It has. I'm we we missed Long Beach, and I'm. I think the last con we I was at was WonderCon. Was that this year or last year? Yeah, it was this year. Did I go with you? Yeah. I do. My memory's so bad. I want to say that. you did. I, w- I know. Did you? No, you didn't go. I don't go to cons. You well, should though. You're I'm
0: probably going to be sick at this one. Let's be honest. Aw, uh, oh boy, It's not going to be there. Michael Toll be... is on, so that's the inevitable pattern. Uh, stumb- <laughs> true, yeah. What what I realized is as I was starting the intro, I'm like, I'm stumbling into a Justin Royland character and I'm okay with it. Oh yeah, you're oh, sh- yeah. you're
3: like a Rick and Morty episode right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's cheese oh, like, hey, sparks. It. Hey Sparks, I, I, I need you to do this oh, I can't I used to be able to do a decent Rick and that was horrible. My yeah, it,
0: it was more it was more in the nature of like how they do just the random like we can't make up anything anymore for like the improv. Uh, multiple universe episodes on on TV. Anyway, uh, Brandon's not here this
1: week. <laughs> no, he's not.
0: Uh, he's in Monterey visiting his. He's in the Cheese Bay. His parents. So
3: uh, che- oh, we, I get we it. We
0: will charge ahead in his absence. And anyway. I have my
3: charger right here.
0: There you go. There you go. No, it's an entirely heavy news week.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. That yeah. was a joke. Yeah. But
0: before we get into the news, how was your week, Ben?
1: Well, my week was full of ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Let's see. Um, So, well, an up is that uh, Fanny played Untitled Goose Game. Mm
4: -hmm. And I'm
1: watching her play Untitled Goose Game. I'm going to start playing a tile goose game eventually. That game is freaking hilarious. I've
3: I've avoided every single video that I possibly could because I want to go in, into that game uh, as blind as possible. Yes, because I already know more than I want to. Good. Yeah, I do too. That game is effing great. Yes, it is
4: so
1: good.
3: Yeah, it's Just, uh, taking the world by storm.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently, that game beat out Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening for when it came
3: out. Oh, you mean like selling? Selling wise, I'm not surprised. I'm. It's. It's. It's half. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm real excited for that Legend of Zelda game, but that's a sixty-dollar game. Yeah. That is too much for that game, if I'm being honest. Okay. That is a, isn't that a game like the original one's a Game Boy game? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is a remaster of a Game Boy game for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's the same game that looks prettier for yeah. sixty dollars. Yeah, so that's that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of sh- that's a lot of shekels, guys. Yeah, but you want to know the funny thing about Untitled Goose
1: Game? It's thirty dollars. It not anymore. No. The first week it came out, it was on sale for fifteen. I should have bought it. Shit. It's probably still on sale. You Good. probably still can get it for fifteen bucks. Good. So we, we got it. I'm going to play it. Uh, I really want us to play it for baseball Arcade. Uh, I think Sparks and I to, actually, we talked about that, yeah. We need to play it for Base Arcade. That is like, I will hard press for that for Basement oh, Arcade. Yeah, it's a fun, that's a fun and game. And it's a quick
3: game, too. Like, the completion is complete the whole thing in seven hours. Yeah. Dude, I saw, actually, I didn't click on the video, but uh, somebody beat it in 16 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool that's, thing. That's I love oh, games yeah. like that. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Um, let's see. I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem. I don't want to get too much into spoilers, but I gotta, don't don't.
3: Cause we're uh, gonna no, because we're
1: all going to play because No, because while I was playing it, one of my favorite characters who, after the time jump, said he died, and I was really sad. And he didn't die? And he came back in a mission. Hell yeah. And I was playing this at three o'clock in the morning, and I was like, cheering, was, like, oh, my boy, my boy's back. My boy's back. back. That's cool. And point. I was being really quiet about it, so I was like, my boy, my boy, Because Faye was asleep. Faye was asleep fanny I know, <laughs> I know you're asleep but my, my boy's back yeah i was like just you're like just whispering in her ear I, No, i was whispering to myself because yeah. i was so happy that this character showed up and i was like yes
3: he's alive he's not dead
1: It's nice and i'm getting really close to the end of the my first playthrough and i got apparently three more to go Yay. yeah hey man uh <laughs> or don't I, I love this game yeah I love this game. I love this game i can't wait for it i am
3: this is a definitely worth the 60 the 60 bucks well yeah that's of course yeah that's a almost 300 hour game compared yes. to yes again a game boy game yeah and you'll be proud of me i did download last of us so oh
1: I'm gonna, the free one yeah the free one yeah Good. so i'm gonna be playing last of us soon
3: um uh, you're gonna be crying boy <laughs> i know i know Hell yeah play that with fanny she would i would love uh, i would love gonna, to get her reactions too oh i'll you know what? i'll talk to her about it yeah and uh oh yeah she, watched she would love to get her what
4: reactions oh, okay That's what, what, what do you think thought? i said oh, yeah, she loves her directions
3: oh no oh my no sorry no <laughs> not into it yeah. i am into fanny's reactions there you go about never mind about uh about last of us <laughs> i was about to get worse <laughs> keep a pg today oh my god <laughs> last of us is a great game guys so i've been told it's I... on ps plus you should download it
1: for free yep and let's see dodgers are in the playoffs so woohoo that's an up uh, i know you guys don't care but i certainly do that's no, cool and oh I yeah was, i was
0: proud of uh the gif
1: i sent you yeah and how many times has your team made it to october again I don't know how many World Series have we won in the last decade. How many World shit. Series? Have, oh, I hate you. <laughs> hey, at least the Angels fans, Got every time
4: em. they give me shit
1: for saying, oh, but you guys lost a World Series, like, yeah, how many have you been to in the last decade? Because they only went
3: into one and in two. The Lakers were playing at, at my work yesterday, and I'm like, oh, cool. Sports.
1: Oh, yeah, they actually won, too. No, I'm happy
0: that, that your team made it to October. Seven
3: this is where straight they always choke.
0: <laughs>
1: That's yeah. This is the year. I feel. I feel this is the year. This is the year. You have you been last? saying
0: that for Ben? You've been saying that every year. That I you've know, done this podcast, But I'll keep bro. saying it until it's true. <laughs> hey
1: man, just keep the faith. Someone's I gotta keep the damn faith every year. Oh my god. But uh, oh well, yeah. Down is that guy who came into my freaking trunk and stole some of my stuff out of my car. Oh, that sucks. That that happened here, right? Yeah, right in front of the we high were, school. We, that's crazy. We were recording pretty late because i get off work late for uh, fake nerds watch which is up mm-hmm. the episode of the dark crystal i'm in half is, that. Is up and apparently i was must have been sitting here's the, the stupid thing though i was just sitting wrong on my keys and my car is right outside yep mm-hmm. i was in range and my trunk just pops open a little bit some guy walks by the fudger steals my work gloves and a box of old documents mm-hmm. that don't mean squat yep so it's like Here's what I what is in my trunk like two wooden swords that I've had for
3: years I just had, haven't gotten rid of. Funny enough, I also have two wooden swords in my trunk from medieval times.
4: What a weird thing oh, we, really? haven, we have yeah. what a weird thing we have in yeah. common
1: yeah um, a handmade bow that my roommate made me like an actual bow and arrow that he handmade and, and my axe and just a bunch of like plastic uh, reusable bags and stuff and then he steals my work gloves. And just a box of random papers.
3: I guess it's the one time that I'm okay, that I'm happy that I don't have any power stuff in my car because it's all like roll down the windows yeah. and music getting like that's. That sucks. Mean, like, the good
1: thing is there wasn't any forced entry. Like this person didn't look around the rest of my car to yeah. try and come. There wasn't anything of value in my car anyway, um, except maybe just like um a charging cable for my phone. Mm-hmm. And he just takes my gloves and a bus. So I'm hope I'm hoping it was just some dude who just walked by, saw papers, like, oh, I could make a fire tonight, and I won't freeze to death. I, Unless, at least, that's what I'm hoping. I,
3: I don't think we're exactly in the neighborhood for that kind of thing.
0: I think no, I about, was going to say we're, we're we're. I think it little, might have been just like a dumb we're high school a kid. Too, yeah, <laughs> Probably. I, I think that's far more likely. We're a little Probably. too close to a, yeah. a police station. A police station for that to yeah. be yeah. likely.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I did go to the cops. I told them everything, and sure. there and there was one document that might have some sense of information. So they said they'll keep an eye on it. But cool. even then, the item it's um, the documents attached to that thing is gone. It's like. Probably just dest- it's destroyed somewhere. I don't know yeah. what happened to it, so it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, damn it. At least I didn't take like actually important, like super important stuff. As far as I know, because yeah. th- well, the box itself ha- was during my move, and it was I know because all my super important shit is in my house.
3: I was gonna say if it's still in your car after moving, Ben, it's probably not
1: important. It pro- yeah, it probably wasn't yeah. important, but
3: but yeah, uh
1: Fire Emblem, Goose Game,
3: Dodgers. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my week. Right on. Yeah, we got a beautiful puppy on our couch and i was about to say hey luna what did you do this week <laughs> but they, the audience wouldn't know unless i said in that in lieu of brandon in lieu of <laughs> yeah. brandon yeah um i'll well, go next well, hold on. What, was go- what was that luna oh she's, she's she says wolf oh that makes sense she is a dog yeah um what did i do this week so um house of x ended this week uh uh and, it, and it's a real good issue guys i uh, can't wait for us to talk about it next week the whole the whole nine yards whole 12 issues but uh a good time to be an x-men fan oh yeah, yeah. Tell oh my gosh um i picked up the new ghostwriter comic that came out this week Ooh. that book's pretty dope uh uh it has danny Ketch, who is the second ghost writer yeah it so, does did you read it not yet not yet okay I, uh i've had a lot of school stuff Yeah, i got you yeah uh that book's really cool there's also a new boom book Called Strange Guys Over East Berlin, and uh, yes, I, I, follow I, the, that too. I follow the creator on on um, on Twitter, and he's like, "Hey, I got a new book coming out," and he said, "It's like it's like um, political intrigue meets the thing, which is my favorite horror movie." So it's about you know it's in 1970s when when uh, Germany was divided uh, by the Berlin Wall. And, but it's, like, super heightened and super, like, uh, not sci-fi, It's a little more uh, totalitarian. Uh-huh. And then a mo- an alien comes and lands and, like, takes over somebody. So it's, like, this really weird mix of two genres. That's a, a really cool first issue. Huh. It's a really cool first issue. Uh, and I'm glad I picked it up because uh, that's exactly my kind of thing. Very neat. Um Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I don't know why I looked at you first. Uh, <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance three had a DLC pack come out that had a uh, uh, Moon Knight and Blade and Punisher and everyone's favorite character Morbius, living vampire. <laughs> and he's the last character you unlock, which is I don't know why he's the last one you unlock. Um, really, he's yeah, the last one. He's the last one. Yeah, he's the he's the, the quote unquote strongest one or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, uh, that game still. All right. It's still all right. It's still all right. Um, I'm sad. It's all right because I
1: was really looking forward to dude, it. Me-
3: hey, me too, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least it's still fun. Yeah, but it's uh, but everything I've heard about it, the- even just by listening to your reactions, is like, yeah, it's not. The problem
3: is, enough. so like, you, you, uh, our wonderful Sparks here bought the game, and he got like the DLC and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just mooching off the rewards. Uh huh. Um, but you, you, you but leech. I leech. Yeah. Uh, he was a great mutant, by the way. I read X Men. <laughs> uh. So you download the DLC, right? And then you have to do this thing called the Gauntlet to unlock the new characters. Uh-huh. And the Gauntlet is just like a series of. Of uh, missions that you do to unlock characters, right? It's like uh, um, the Fire Realm in uh, God of War. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, but again, the thing is, like, unlike a lot of these other games where you get to like repeat stuff, you're just replaying the same missions from the story over and over and over. So I fought Kingpin like four times in a row. That's Ugh. rough. And I'm just like, I, I understand this is like a like it's not even a loot game. Like it's it's a dungeon crawler with no loot. So it's really it, I, I got the characters and I'm like I don't want to play anymore of this. That sounds very and it's it, it, Playing with, uh, a lot of my Twitter friends are playing it together, like co-op, and that uh-huh. seems to be where the fun is. Okay. Um, so maybe if I played with other people, it'd be more fun. Probably. But uh, it just makes me long for those original games more. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, besides that, uh, I played so much Minecraft. Uh, I'm making lots of tre- tree houses and towers and shit. Um, That's good. I'm thinking about somehow trying to incorporate a comic book video game Minecraft series that I'm I'm working. I'm talking to people on Twitter about. All right. Yeah. Uh, our friend uh, Richard, uh, who I was on his podcast oh, yeah, yeah. a while ago. Uh, Man, is he th- still
1: doing his podcast? He
3: he does uh, uh, various things. Okay, uh, I'm not honestly. I'm not really caught up. Uh, uh, I know he started a YouTube uh, uh, series. Uh, I don't know if he still does it. Okay. I should. I'll, ch- I'll check on on with all that. On that. Um, besides that, uh, I don't think I did anything with you sparks.
4: Did I? Uh
0: Well, we no, not really. No. Okay. No. Then that's that's sweet. me. Uh, didn't you do a live? talk with somebody else man dude that
3: was like tuesday is like last year Like (laughs) that's how long the week is uh yeah i did a live uh talk with uh michael from downright nerdy uh that hour went by super fast uh talking with that guy is super nice and easy um and uh again that's what kind of inspired me to want to do more live stuff more video stuff uh that was a great conversation thank you for bringing that up yeah you're welcome yeah i was listening to it man it was great yeah that was uh uh he's a he's a cool guy great guys over there yes he is
1: That's it, that's me. I think,
0: I think your comic discussion series would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool stuff we could wind up doing. Heck yeah.
3: I just want to talk about comics all day, baby. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I I don't have a lot of time. Midterms are about to happen, so I haven't had a lot of free time. I haven't thought um, about the word midterm like, in so long. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, man. Uh, no, I'm in it, and... Uh, and we got the con coming up and so it's just like there's not a lot a lot of free time but that being said um i did find the time to catch up on doctor stone heck yeah oh yeah uh, oh. that anime is still super good
3: i'm hearing a lot of really
0: ooh, really voice good. Crack. Um, I'm hearing good things about the it the last episode introduced a, uh not not a new character he's been there but like a character's like design new design that is like okay that's cosplay goals uh oh, it's yeah? so good It's the moment is so great it's it's uh comical but but kind of awesome at the exact same time in the best way cool mm-hmm. so that's a that's still a great show um it's coming to an end soon i think it's only got maybe two or three episodes left
1: mm-hmm. oh it's a, it's a one and done season it's no, not a no
0: no no i mean like there's there's more to okay. it but like the season is coming to an end okay um and oh, yeah, that reminds me i
1: need to catch up on a uh, uh, dungeon mm.
0: uh, i also uh finished season two of final space this week nice um that just wrapped up and uh that's also a really good show and i i hope that they get to see it through its full run he said uh i believe he said he has six seasons
3: six seasons uh, and a movie in his,
0: in his mind of a uh, story
3: is it a uh, cartoon network no this
0: is um well it what it started on tbs because uh conan o'brien Helped uh, Olan Rogers produce and create the show. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. And he now is a voice of a main character on the show. Cool. Um, and uh, then this year, it wound up being shared on Adult Swim because they're both owned by Time Warner. Yeah. So um, it's on Adult Swim and it's on TBS, uh, both channels at the same time. Nice, okay. Um, so yeah, so it's getting a little more attention that way. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it, it sticks around. There has been no official season three announcement yet, but uh, I'm, I'm hopeful because it's a solid show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really breezy. Anybody could get through. It. It's a uh, ten episode seasons. So, anyway, um, that's
3: most of what I did. Do we do we talk about the stuff we uploaded, or is that later? Yeah,
0: we can definitely do that now. So uh, I did like uh, amongst all that, I did have the time to upload. Uh, Basement arcade. We have started our October gaming spooky season with, has begun, baby. With, uh, and Bullet Blair Witch.
1: is the goodest boy. Bullet is, is
0: goodest boy. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll be getting up more Blair Witch. Uh, throughout the month. Among other things. Uh, Blair Witch is a full playthrough that'll be going up throughout the rest of October uh, in pieces and we're working on some other stuff probably even later today. Heck yeah, we are. Um, And Fake Nerds Watch will also be putting out a new episode of that within the next Mm -hmm. week-ish. I'm not going to make big promises because I know our schedules are a little nuts right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, But we're doing our best. Um, We will... At least uh, my intention is that when Watchmen drops, which is coming up on October 18th.
3: Holy shit, guys.
0: We oh, will, my God. We will be just following Watchmen week by week. That will be one episode to one episode. And we will just do that regardless of if we finished Age of Resistance by then or not. Yeah. And Age of Resistance will just get done when it gets done. Yeah. Um, and, we will finish but I am, it. We but just I don't I am know really when. Happy. Yeah. I am really happy. Age of Resistance, I think, uh, the first episode is now, is currently, it either is close or it is our most watched episode. Uh, really? The Game We're of Thrones.
3: Now the Game of Thrones first episode is still our biggest <laughs> Oh, is it still a no? Yeah, okay. by by double. Oh, by double. Yeah, it's at like a hundred. Okay. No, yeah.
0: because uh, that one's uh, I see the Age of Resistance one going up every time I yeah, get on. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I saw yeah. too.
3: That makes me happy. Uh, see, and that really makes me happy because people seem to actually care about that show. Me too. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really glad that we decided to actually spend some time and talk about Same, it. Same, because it's, it's a good
3: uh, show. It's a great show. It's just a problem with, again, it's a streaming show that's all out at once, yeah. so it's a lot harder for us to, to it's schedule. schedule. It's harder yeah.
1: It's harder. For, it's, for me, especially since the whole season's out. I love, you know me, I love binging my shows yes, you whenever I can, mm-hmm. but it's like when I, like when we finished the last episode, the episode four, for when we recently had our discussion, I was like, I want to watch episode five, but I can't. Exactly, yeah. I really can't. I'll just come back to this later. It's like,
4: <sighs> Yeah.
3: Well,
0: it'll, it'll, it'll be there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and other than that. Uh-oh. Uh, Luna,
3: are you about to make a mess of this whole thing? Oh, Luna. Oh, God, guys. This is awful. Are we okay? Is everything yeah. all right?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. we're fine. Sweet. We're fine. Dog crisis did not just happen. Dogs around wires. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. It's been a lot of like uh, school focused work. It's weird because sometimes that work is watching movies, but that's part of what I have to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that makes it a little unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up comics, but I haven't had time to, to sit down and really enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's mostly my week. Um, now we're, we're getting into prepping for the con and everything. So
3: Hell yeah, baby.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, That'll do it for yeah. the nonsense stuff?
3: That's it for the podcast. Um, Thanks for checking in. FakeNerdsPodcast.com slash gmail.com. That is not
1: it for the podcast
0: right uh, now. We shall move into our very voluminous bread and butter. Oh, Ooh. Lord, yes. All right, here we go.
4: Oh, Lord, yeah.
0: And
1: here's your bread
0: and your butter. Is <sighs> it been
3: butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you.
0: All right, uh, we'll start off with um, some light news uh, coming out this week uh light the, as in like it doesn't light, weigh, weigh a lot or light, light as in like uh, light as a feather w- it's to the not part? gonna take us there's very few details we're just kind of gonna breeze oh, through no one died
3: this week right um i mean everyone always dies i but... mean
0: people die i okay. i don't know of any major ones i didn't that's why i, didn't I meant. register any i don't i don't think so
3: let, let, let's have a let's have a news week without death this week yeah that's that'd be not, nice
0: yeah. uh so we're right off the top uh mostly for me yeah uh, it was announced that the new series for Cartoon Network, Steven Universe Future, Oh yeah, uh, is the next series for Steven Universe, which had Future. been long suspected that it was going to be a, a officially titled whole new series kind of thing. Uh, now we have that. Uh, clearly they dropped the intro, which shows a whole lot of uh, crazy cool stuff that they're going to be doing very universal in scope, uh, traveling through it. space and everything. I um, when it was dropped at NYCC, the description listed it as a limited series, but no, none of the creators have really commented on this, so no one's really sure what that means. Huh. Uh, limited series at Cartoon Network can actually kind of mean a lot of things because uh, uh, Infinity Train also dropped as a limited series, but now also has multiple seasons coming out in the future. Maybe it's just so, like a test. Y- so we're not really sure what that means at the moment. Um, but it's but, back. but Steven Universe is coming back uh, as Steven Universe Future uh, and it's really cool, and it takes place uh, not long after the film, which is a time jump later from the original series. I love time jumps. Um, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, Inspector Gadget is heading back to the big screen. Disney has ordered a live-action Inspector Gadget movie by Aladdin producers Dan Lin and Jonathan Eirich and it's got saturday night live writers Mikey Day and Streeter
3: Cedell mm-hmm. penning the script. Uh Mikey I think is the current head writer at SNL. I think you're right about that. Dude's that dude's a real funny guy. Oh yes,
0: yeah. he is. Uh which is why I'm like this has this has potential. Yeah. Uh
3: somebody threw out Paul Rudd for Inspector Gadget and I'm like shit dude I'd watch that movie. I the second you said that i'm now yeah. i'm now interested because yeah. at,
1: at first i was i was fine with inspector gadget just being a cartoon i was fine we had two live action movies already i was like we don't need another They're not that great they're not they're they're really not i love me matthew badrick but that movie's not that good yeah uh besides that i was like okay yeah inspector gadget that's one of those nostalgic things from my childhood that i'm kind of like kinda, i don't really
3: have like fondness for yeah it. i mean the I. theme song on the other hand
1: doo- yeah i love that dude
0: dude um Paul Rudd has that new Netflix movie coming out. Did yeah, you see where he plays a twin where, he, where he's like he's not like, like a clone, a clone, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, I I didn't watch it, the trailer, It reminds but I saw. me a lot. It reminds me a lot of like a more comedic version of the uh, that that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he got cloned and came home and found oh, himself uh, with his family. Uh, it's like the 6 something. The sixth, the day. sixth day. The sixth. Day. That's yeah. a sci-fi hard
3: action movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the Paul sixth Rudd movie day. gave
0: me a lot of those vibes. Anyway. Um, it's unclear at this moment if this is a like, the official theatrical release or if this is a Disney Plus project. Mm. I mean, what's the difference
3: now? <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I-, I feel like it'll probably probably find its audience more easily on Disney Plus. I, yeah. uh, I would say- uh, I just don't think Inspector Gadget in theaters is gonna draw a lot of attention unless you put someone like Paul Rudd in. I it also
1: in. think because, I mean- Especially at going after the last two films we got, especially that was awesome, because I heard that last one was really bad. I don't even think it was in theaters. I think it was straight to DVD. No, I'm pretty, I, that the, was in the theaters. French Stu- no, the second one. The yeah. second one, French I re- Stewart. I remember wow. seeing that. I remember seeing trailers for it, and then I said, and my mom asked me if I wanted to go see it, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm okay, mom. That's I don't fine." Feel like it was in theaters. I want to say it was not. But French I, Stewart can't lead a I movie. could be wrong though. I could be wrong. But even the first Inspector Gadget movie, my mom, my parents took me to see because I love the cartoon so much, and. the... Uh, Louis was that okay. Movie had a uh, what's her name? Matthew Bodrick. Uh, what's her
3: name?
0: I, oh, said? Yeah, I uh, said Michelle Trackenberg as huh? a Penny. Uh. Yeah, yeah, the the first one did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Direct to video. Yeah, Inspector uh, Gadget yeah. too. That okay. was not a You're, theatrical. Never mind. Voice. I
1: was. Why did I see the tra- Oh, it was probably on Disney Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah I mean like all all commercials for. You're you, watching, yeah,
0: watching Disney the Disney Channel. channel. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, moving on. Black Panther director Ryan Coogler is lending his producing prowess to another comic book film. Uh, He has signed on to produce an adaptation of the Image Comics series Bitter Root, along with his wife, Zinzi Evans, as well as his Fruitvale Station collaborator, Sev Ohanian. Mm -hmm. I have
1: no idea what this book is about, but Ryan
3: Coogler is attached, so... Bitter Root.
0: Is uh, was created by David F. Walker and Sanford Green along with Chuck
3: Brown. They did Power uh, Men and Iron Fist which was a book club that I did.
0: Oh! The comic is set during the vibrant Harlan Renaissance of 1924 and follows a fractured family of once great monster hunters who must face an unimaginable evil that descends upon New York City. For generations, the Sangriers have hunted and cured their, those infected by a supernatural force that feeds off the prejudice of the era, transforming human beings into hideous monsters. But their heyday has faded and with most of the family dead and the surviving sangriers at odds between saving or killing these creatures, the remaining sangriers must overcome the wounds of the past in the hopes of thwarting an invasion. So, uh, this is a currently running comic series yes. up to uh-huh. five issues. Yeah. So,
3: you had me at Monster Hunters. Right. It's 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 Van Helsing with with Black Prejudice. Like this yeah, is like, such the, an oh. incredibly cool. Well, concept. And the whole
0: idea that like you having prejudice makes you a monster. Yeah. that is so yeah. cool. It's it's Ooh. like a really cool idea. It's up yeah. to five issues. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. up to five issues currently. Hell yeah. And what's it called again? Bitterroot. Bitterroot. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested. This mo- this. Very well, maybe a book club in the future. Yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. a trade out? No, there's no trade out. No, not it yet. Will okay. There will be Ooh. soon.
1: Okay, I have to. I have to keep my eyes out for that trade then. So
0: uh, this is exciting. Yeah, um, especially I'm with Coogler
3: attached. Like you know, it's going to be impactful and, 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 and real.
0: <laughs> and his like team from previous works. No, so I want to read this. I is wanna, awesome
1: You know, I can make a good note of this.
0: Where's my phone? Um, moving on to TV news, uh, the streaming giant of Netflix has handed out a four season mm-hmm. renewal till the breakout hit Stranger Things. Who could have seen that coming? Did you guys see that um, little promo they they put out? Yes, the one where it says uh we're not Hawkins, we're not anymore. Hawkins anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Going to Russia. I just, yeah. I'm still excited. Yeah. I'm uh, still stoked.
0: The the big news is that signed creators um Matt and Ross Duffer to a multi-year film and television overall deal that sources say is worth nine figures. Dude. <laughs> okay, so these guys are going to be there a long time. Obviously, this does include Stranger Things, but they're also going to be making some other stuff for Netflix. It's okay, It's
3: Netflix also just signed uh, DB, Y and Benny Benioff, to, for like this multi-year, multi-film, nine-figure deal. Remember, Netflix is broke. Yeah. Um, How do they oh, keep doing these million-dollar you know deals? This is
0: a great place for me to bring this up. So part of my whole thing uh, being in school and studying film and television and media, we had a guest lecturer... Uh, this past week, oh yeah, on Wednesday, and was he's it? someone who was at a uh, streaming service discussion summit at UCLA. Wow! Um, and uh, he told us about how Netflix is not only confident—they are overconfident—in their future against Disney Plus. They consider Disney to be their only competition. None of the other streaming services do they believe are going to oh. pull attention from them. They are looking to expand to an international market by creating more shows geared towards uh, the other markets they're but already they, kind of doing that but they that, have yeah. yes yes and they're pushing for that direction to gain more subscribers there because in their belief system they do not think and I, I think they're right that they will get any more us subscribers than they already have yeah they're at the peak however they are so sure that they do not need to lower the cost of their service for us subscribers and they're not going to do it and they're not worried about it and they do not think they will that lose anybody That is bullheaded Ooh. for real oh. a lot i got i told him i told the lecturer that i'm like i'm getting a lot of movie pass vibes guys I'm getting yeah. a lot yeah. of movie passwords. Can't rides. be this yeah. confident, guys, <laughs> especially no. when you're when
3: you're broke. Like they're like, no, nah, we're just gonna double down on these creators, and hopefully they'll bring in the people. Mean, people. I'm like, it's Stranger. It's, I mean, looking at just the merchandise rights for Stranger Things alone, I was
1: at Target the other night, and there there are so many things with yeah. Stranger Things. Like there was a Dungeons and Dragons, and I kid you not, a D and D starter set, red old school red box, but the cover had the Demogorgon, and there was an actual Demogorgon mini
0: for it so
3: it's <laughs> awesome
1: so
0: he also told me that someone who was there discussing amazon prime someone from amazon prime said uh they think netflix is on the chopping block yeah that they're headed for death <sighs> not not soon but they said uh this is the beginning of the end yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> Which sucks because i love netflix i mean it's
3: it it was like the first netflix, netflix,
0: netflix shouldn't have spent so much money to keep things like friends no no that, All mean, was, a, that like, was its mistake also yeah. they losing, losing them? friends they are yeah and Friends the office yeah. and everything they, they spent all this money to keep these things they didn't own yeah and that pushed them further into debt rather than like just letting them go and putting confidence in their own stuff and that's why they're they're in trouble anyway yeah uh i just wanted to touch on that because it was that's, super interesting to hear God, i can't i can't believe netflix thinks that way yeah <laughs> that's yeah. awful uh snowpiercer the television show has switched networks once again now it's it's switching networks but switching networks under the same umbrella company so it's not that surprising yeah um the show which was originally ordered to series by TNT was moved to TBS and now it's once again going back to TNT. Uh, their quote said, we've had the unique opportunity to more thoroughly test and explore where the show will best perform while we are still adding dramas to TBS after further research, because TBS is a lot of comedy. Yeah. Um, after further research and consideration, we've decided to keep Snowpiercer on TNT uh, network president Kevin Riley said, now that we've seen this incredible post apocalyptic sci fi series in its entirety, they've watched the whole thing and they better understand the audience the show will appeal to. They're confident it will
3: perform strongest on TNT. Yeah, that makes
0: Which sense. Which ultimately makes sense, uh, to be honest. When they announced the move to TBS, I was
3: like, That's, that just doesn't seem like the network for TBS, it. TBS, we know funny. T- 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 T-
0: TNT, however,
3: does attract that that yeah. right audience. So. I'm looking forward to it. I still. I still, like, that trailer that we watched, like, it's still really good. Like, I love the idea. Absolutely. I'm still bummed out that Scott Derrickson was a part of it, and then, like, it didn't work out with him. Yeah. Uh, that, so that is a bummer. We'll see how it goes. Um, James Wan
0: is sticking with comics as his source material for his next project, as he and his Atomic Monster production company are joining Hive Mind in bringing the Image Comics title Gideon Falls to television. Yes. Wan and Atomic Monster's Michael Clear will join Hive Mind's Ling... Uh, Sham, sorry, hold on. Sham dasani there we go. Brown and Sean Daniel and Gideon Falls creators Lemire and Soriento as executive producers on the series, which is being developed as an hour long drama.
3: Can't wait for it to cancel after one episode.
0: Uh. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> for real. No, yeah. uh,
3: Brandon and I are reading Gideon Falls. Um, uh, uh that book is the. The, the it's cl- on my list. It, the closest thing I could describe is like a really horrific Twin Peaks, yeah. like like it, like super weird mystery in a town and like crazy supernatural stuff. Um, it's fantastic. Do it's really brutal. Do you feel like it's too soon to make a TV show out of Gideon
0: Falls? Yeah, No. like you know, not not enough. Eventually, like because of how TV shows go, yeah. like they'll they'll wind up having to surpass the comic.
3: No, it's. I think it's far enough along now. Um, that they can definitely they can definitely. There's a lot there's a lot there. Okay. They can do a lot. Plus if they're actually bringing in Lemire and Sorrentino, uh they can add stuff that's not in the comics to make it. Because sure. if it's an hour long, that's a long time. Right. So like uh I think uh, I, just, I think there's plenty of, of it, time.
0: I just asked because I'm thinking of like um it's it's Outcast. Outcast, yeah. Outcast, yeah, where the, the show wound up like Kind of hitting up to the point the comics were at, and then mm-hmm. the show still had to be in production, but the comics weren't coming out fast. You enough. You watched that first season, like I did. Yeah, I, yeah, that that is
3: one of the closest
0: adaptations to a comic I've ever seen. Yeah, really, it is, it is like is. Sh- almost shot for shot which, the comic, which is why it was so detrimental when they didn't have source yeah. material yeah. anymore. Almost was like Game it outcast Thrones. by Rick Remender? No, no, no That's was, um, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now I, rem- I that. That's what I was specifically thinking of. Is I'm like, I hope this isn't that. No, no
3: I, I think there is there's enough. Like it's it's a year in. It's over a year in. There's like yeah. You know what? I actually forgot Outcast had a television show. Everyone did. Everyone does. Yeah. It's um, a shame because I, I didn't watch the second season, but that first season is legitimately great.
0: And part of the problem is that the second season wound up airing in the States like five months after it aired in Europe for some reason. Really? That, that is yes. weird.
3: That, yeah. Huh.
4: That's
0: weird. Don't know why that happened, uh-huh. uh, which is why I still haven't seen season two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway,
3: because uh, I really like that show. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm over. I, I love that James Wan is sticking with comics. because, like, it's, yeah. it's That guy clearly loves comic books.
0: Moving over to the DC Universe app, they clearly still have some faith in this app. They are yeah. not yeah. Uh, giving up on it. Hell yeah.
3: Um, Harley Quinn,
0: after months of anticipation, the premiere date has been announced. Was it? it the anime adult series is debuting November 29th, 2019 on the DC streaming okay. service.
1: Because I remember the reveal trailer, was it at Comic-Con or was it at- I think it was Comic-Con. Like San Diego or New York? Well, New York just happened.
3: So yeah, well, because okay. I'm pretty thinking. sure it was SDC.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, was,
1: okay. it was earlier this year. Because I remember, I can't remember when we saw the trailer. I know it, it was, was It was a couple months ago. Okay.
0: Um, we, we saw, like, a there was, like, an art clip, just, like, a proof of concept, like, a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, the the, act- but the actual trailer was, like, earlier this year. Okay. We talked about it at the Comic-Con. Um, okay. They also announced uh, at New York Comic-Con um, a brand-new short-form anthology series titled Bizarro TV which will put the focus on some of DC's more obscure characters and locations. In an official statement, DC Universe revealed that it will feature such deep-cut ca- DC characters as Space Cabby, Ambush Bug, Slam Bradley, and The Creeper. Hell yeah, oh. dude. All right. Furthermore, it will be a mixed media series, blending animation and live action.
3: Huh. That's cool. Yes. Okay. I can live with that. Ambush Bug's dope.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah.
3: Interesting. That reminds me, it sounds like um I know it's not but like Hulu has like their own little department of like all the weird obscure characters like Modoc and stuff. It's like it's cool that like they're that... although maybe not anymore if you I, yeah, be maybe. believed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just glad that DC is Oh no, getting... the animated ones are still happening. No, yeah, that's that, official. Th- that like the what the uh, they have like a weird name, like not the defenders, like the the, I, offenders. I, the, yeah, the, the, the offenders. offenders. Yeah. They're called the offenders. Because the offenders. Howard people. the Duck <laughs> and uh, and Modok. Hell yeah. yeah I'm not, just yeah. yeah. I'm just
1: glad DC's putting the spotlight on. More, their more obscure characters. Yeah, Bizarro's super cool. I love that guy.
0: There's yeah. There's definitely. I some have an action figure. Interesting rumors flying around about. What's happening with Marvel TV live action? But we won't go into that too much. Yeah. Also, nope. since I'm bringing that up, uh, it's not in our news, but Runaways because I I haven't finished Runaways season two, and I know nobody else has, so yep. I didn't want to watch the trailer. But Runaways season three did drop a trailer. I did oh, cool, cool, watch see? the trailer. Um, I watched only a piece of it. It was the Cloak and Dagger piece because that's all I cared yes, about. Exactly. And I'm just really excited. I also did see Elizabeth Hurley's character Morgan. And Lefe. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm so okay. So I'm anyway. I'm gonna watch Runaways and Cloak and Dagger soon. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so good. That trailer really got me. So, so much much I'm so into watch. it. So much anyway, shit to watch. Uh, anyway... DC Universe wants you, Ryan. Me? Yeah, and you, Ben. What? What do they want me for? DC Universe is turning to its fans for its next unscripted project. At this year's New York Comic Con, the streaming service announced it has teamed up with Ideas United to launch DCU Unscripted, an initiative that invites creators and fans to submit unscripted series ideas inspired by DC properties. Quote, The DCU Unscripted project will be open for entries beginning the evening of October 3rd to November 18th. To any Ideas United network member who is over 18, and a U.S. resident. Any creator is welcome to easily and quickly apply to join the IU network. During the submission process, talent and fan enthusiasts alike will be able to submit their unscripted slash reality video series ideas, ranging from game shows to gameplay to hot food and hot takes. Hot food. Hot ones. The top 10 entrants chosen will travel to Los Angeles, California. (gasps) Hollywood! To spend a day with industry professionals to refine their concepts and have the chance to pitch their concepts in person to a panel of D.C. executives and entertainment luminaries. Three Finalists will move on to have unscripted pilots produced by Ideas United with one final entrant receiving a series order which will launch exclusively on DC Universe.
3: Thanks. I hate it. No,
1: thank <laughs> you. I am hard out. Why? Scott, Tell me, Ben. Because of the word unscripted. I don't want a damn reality TV show on, with uh, comic books. They had one. It was called Powerless and then they effed that one up.
3: See, that's not what bothers me, Ben
1: what, and what, what bothers I know me. What bothers, that's bothered me and also bothers me is what bothers you Ryan and
3: but I'm gonna let you talk about that because you say that a lot more eloquently <laughs> than I ever uh, every time this happens I hate it uh, yeah because companies ask you for good ideas that they can't come up with. And then say, "Hey, here's five hundred bucks. I'm going to take your idea, and then possibly make, and then millions. and then yeah, literally use it for the rest of time, and you don't get any any uh, royalties or benefits from that. No, uh, I've not looked into the fine details, but most of all of these that happen like this, it's like that, and it's, it's and it's. I find it really shady. I mean, it does
0: it, it does seem like at least in the in the description of it, not that I'm just dis-
4: no yeah yeah uh,
0: you know. Dis- I haven't looked fully into it to be I, honest. It does sound like if your thing is picked, you are the show, like you're the person on the show." If you're in it, you're in it. That's what it sounds like. It just man, it just seems weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> I never I it's like hypothetically what it sounds like to me is not that not that this is what we do, but like let's say hy- hypothetically you create the game show. You'd create the game show thing. You go do it and you are on it. That okay. seems but 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 like I'm not I'm not saying like what you're saying isn't uh, problematic. No, I, I'm just saying like I, I think that the implication is you are to
1: be the
3: person doing the show. Okay. If that uh, if you're full if if you are fully involved then that's great. Yeah. Cool. Th-
1: that's good. But it, there could be a double edged sword where you put all this effort into the show and then it gets canceled after the first episode drops. There's just a lot. Th- the thing for oh. me is it's it's, un- it's taking ideas Damn. from
3: regular people. Yeah. And and like if you do, like this is uh, for me this is for people who are like oh I don't want to be a creator so here's a cool idea and I'll give it to you guys but there's a lot of people who want to be creators. Yeah. And, well, and and it just things like this always bother me because. Mm-hmm. Again, I have to look more into it. Maybe there is, like, a package deal where you do get royalties, but, like, every time this happens... Again, what was the game? Um, There was a a game at E3... uh, uh shit I forgot uh, where they asked for hey give us your ideas for this game you know oh, this art oh yeah. I heard about oh it was uh, wasn't, oh it's, um, it's, it's yeah. uh, like the Ubisoft good, game good and evil yeah beyond good and evil too thank you They're like, hey hey, send us your music send us your art we'll put it in the game uh, but Fair. you're not gonna get paid for it yeah and They're I'm like and oh exposure exposure and that do jack is, shit. The, is the biggest lie in art and yeah. entertainment you should be paid for your work yeah
1: which is complete
3: bullshit yes. like whenever
1: someone says oh yeah but you'll get great exposure no I need to eat whatever. I need exactly uh, and, also, and also another thing that bothers me not as much as I mean not as much as what you said Ryan but the whole unscripted thing quick side note i would like i would love to see a red hood and the outlaws show mm-hmm. i think that would be really cool you have starfire arsenal and red hood going out not the new 52 hey man you watch titan season 2 uh, yeah yeah but just the like before the whole titans thing i just thought like during a uh, arrow and flash i was like you know what red hood and the outlaws would be fun to like take one that one good arc from new 52 also there's probably some other good stuff just watch them get into a bunch of hijinks it's like a comedy action show. That I think that would be great. Yeah. I would love to see these characters g- go out and have some fun. But the whole unscripted thing, I, like, I don't well, want... Well, it's, uns- not, it's not meant to be like something,
0: it, you know, it's meant to be like, I think, something like what we do. Yeah. Like oh, yeah? a yeah. podcast show okay. or a talk show or okay. a game show yes. or something like that okay. related to DC characters. Okay. But it's not a,
1: like, a. you know, you're not a pitching a Superman television show. Right. show. Yeah. That's right. not what it is. That's that. I mean, if they said... I would rather pitch a real, honest-to-God television show. than... Well, who the heck
0: wouldn't? Obviously, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I think I just need more information. I don't know, just the, word, the yeah. just the word unscripted puts me off. Well, of it. I mean, well, a show like us, okay, that's fine. I, I think that's that's, great. that's what it that's is. What that's it why is. they're calling yeah. it unscripted because
0: yeah. it's like a. Design a DC trivia show, yeah, DC characters trivia show, or like a hot takes news thing. Okay, that just your angle on creating something okay. an okay. interesting way to do. Essentially, what and we that's do. N- that
3: is not as bad as like the guy who sold Venom for two hundred dollars and doesn't see any royalties from that. This is not that situation. Sure, but for me, it's it's like, hey, give us your idea, but you're not going to get like full credit. That's just always bothers me. Yeah, again, if if the, one of these shows comes out and the dude who pitched it is the main person on the show. That's cool. Um. Uh, until I see that, because no, um, that's never happened in uh, entertainment before. Uh, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I don't really care. Right. Uh, Star Wars. I, that's something I do. I had
0: some news at NYCC. Um, there was news about the mysterious project Luminous. Um, the the uh, whole thing going on around this is that it seems, from what they've said, that the Star Wars books and comics that are connected to this are taking the jump into an era beyond the completion of the Skywalker saga, How going past Rise of Skywalker. Um, it's been a top secret project that we know next to nothing about, and this latest tease only offered a few clues. The quote for the tease is, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an enter- Thanks for the... Can you, can you do it like Palpatine?
3: the force <laughs> i'm just kidding oh i'm uh, to a shot
0: it's an energy field created by all living things until project luminous which implies some like we've kind of been hearing some changes to the force this seems to be connected to whatever arises skywalker might be doing
3: about that I guess I, as long as it's not medical because Orion, they use this
0: quote that said it's an energy field created by all living things until project luminous anyway uh then it lists the names of several writers attached claudia gray justina ireland daniel jose alder uh Kavan Scott and Charles Soule Yep. Uh, this this is between Delray Publishing and IDW. Um uh, Delray Publishing has promised more news in January twenty twenty after the Lay's film comes out. Yeah. Um, oh IDW. Yes. It's weird.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Uh yeah. Claudia the second you said Claudia Gray, what, what I still haven't read Lost Stars yet. And after She's our, like the Star Wars lady right now. Yes. Well, even after talking to Ken Knapsock uh, a few months ago, he said, start with Lost Stars. And that's yeah. the one book of I have, because I do want to read these Star Wars novels. Sure, I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. No, what, I do too. Once again, <laughs> time. Yes. Uh but yeah, but her writing a book after the Rise of Skywalker, I am so in.
0: I am genuinely curious about like obviously Dave Filoni, even though he's not mentioned here, obviously his hands in this because he's yeah. leader of Star Wars story group. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm very interested in what they they might be envisioning for whatever the possible future is of Star Wars past the Skywalker saga. The the fact that they're even thinking about
3: that being an open potentiality is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm all about uh uh again not Metaclorians, but I'm all about things evolving and changing for the for, for like cool story reasons. Yeah. So like if there is like a new. F- a new thing to the force that we haven't seen yet that's that's really exciting for me sure like quick quick side note when i went and saw the movie yesterday
1: there was the star wars trailer was the first trailer we saw yeah it was the new one with the so, with the uh, good. all the thing guys i'm so excited so am i yeah. i had the dumbest smile on my face just seeing that shit on the big screen just makes me so happy
0: yeah uh so my my theory has been because we we kind of talked about it in our thread uh you know like uh, brandon i'm not i'm not uh Knocking you, Brandon, by the way, for this. Um, but like th- this, th- it puts me off too. This kind of comment about like uh, that the force will be re- explained or re-understood in this mm-hmm. film, and and I'm I'm hoping it's, it's not that I believe this necessarily, but it's my optimistic hope that what this means is that perhaps the film is going to change the nature of the force. As it relates to all beings because of something that happens in the film. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, just like the, the universal connection to the Force shifts because the
3: Force is a balance of
4: nature. Because it, it is always and about balance a change. It's always
3: about good and evil, right? Like with Star Wars. Right. So maybe yeah, yeah, there's yeah. going to be like a fundamental difference.
0: And, I, and I'm interested in that as an idea. Yeah. So we'll, okay. we'll see what that is. Um, anyway, in other news, Timothy Zahn is doing another trilogy of books featuring Grand another Admiral Thrawn. With the subtitle of ascendancy, it is a safe bet that this will tie up all the threads that Zon has been hinting at over the last 30 years about the kiss ascendancy. Chiss. And, thank you, Chiss ascendancy, and how they might I'm affect a, a galaxy far, far away.
1: Hell yeah! So this <coughs> might be Thrawn's rise to power. Was that ever explained in the original trilogy?
3: Ah, uh, shit! I don't know. I didn't read it. I don't know no. either. But I do know his the the new Zon Zon, the new Thrawn, Thrawn stuff. Uh, uh, like incorporate some of that old stuff. So okay, yeah. I also am not sure where these books no, take. I'm place pretty in, sure uh, like relation re- to Rebels. The so. thing okay. he just read, it's like this is like his rise of power from the outer rim. Oh, okay. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. I've always been super interested in Thrawn, I just haven't read well, his I, well, I also
0: know that Zahn's books have been good, so I uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that he's making another series, so yeah, that's I've, awesome.
1: I've heard ever so many Star Wars fans like, oh, we need to do the Thrawn trilogy. Thrawn comes in season was well, season two Rebels when he shows up or was it season three? Thir- it wasn't until uh, season three or four. Th- oh
0: Season I, nine. I want to say four. Four? I might be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure he only showed up for the last season. Huh. Because the whole thing was up to that point. The Rebels had been n- not struggling too hard to do the things they were doing. Uh-huh. And then when Thrawn got in is when they were put on the backpedal like the whole season. Gotcha. Because Thrawn is like a tactician Because he, he, he was outmaneuvering them all the time, and he stepped in in the fourth season. That dude's playing checkers. pretty sure that's Everyone true. else
1: is playing checkers. <laughs> That's that's accurate. Yeah, um, I believe it. All the stuff I've heard about him. A
0: Clone Wars anthology book has been announced with several writers not named yet, mm-hmm. uh, doing different stories
1: in the Clone Wars time period. Due out August twenty fifth, twenty twenty. You know what? I'm actually I actually dig this. Yeah, yeah. I've always I mean obviously the following a set of characters through a thing, but I've always liked the idea of doing anthology stuff, or after like during during like the a big this conflict is, like, this the is a Clone lot
0: Wars. of uh this is a lot of what the show did when it was at its best is yeah. like you just get these little nuggets oh, like, of stories like
1: that episode of, that we talked about before that episode of the clones on the moon and a bunch of shinies show up that's, that's tr- one of my
0: favorites and I'm so oh, glad yeah. that that episode that's like episode 4 five, yeah it is the episode, first season and it's it really was very, I
1: remember watching Clone Wars on Netflix I was trying to get into it and I got to that episode and I'm like The second that clone said, what the hell was that? I'm like, yo, this show is great. One of my favorite Clone Wars
0: episodes remains this one where the clones are on a different planet and they stumble on a deserter who is a clone and he ditched the war and he actually married a lady and had a family. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And the clones wrestle with whether or not they should report him and whether or not he's doing the right thing. Oh, that's
4: 66.
1: Uh, it's a great episode. Oh man, I need uh, to... so
0: so so these anthology stories are where I think Clone Wars shines. universe shines. You know, I, it's a
1: year away. I need it. it's still on Netflix, right? Clone Wars. No, oh, it's, it's coming co- to Disney Plus. Oh, I'll just wait till Disney. They Plus, they though. pulled it because of Disney Plus. Okay, yeah.
0: okay, yeah. it'll can, be there. I can wait. Yeah, uh, and finally, the biggest news of Star Wars: Charles Soule is back oh, with Star Wars comics. Oh uh, God, yes, it was announced that Marvel will relaunch its ongoing Star Wars series in January 2020 under writer Charles Soule and artist. Um, is it, is it Jesus or Jesus? Jesus, Jesus says.
3: Oh yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, soul says. Were you gonna say something? I thought it was. I, a,
3: I thought I saw a different artist on there. Weird. Oh, sorry. He's doing the covers. Arby Silva, who is doing, who is drawing Powers of X right now, is <gasps> doing the covers for Star Wars. Uh, okay. Because I thought he was doing the gotcha. art in the inside. Yeah. He's the cover guard. Got it.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Sol says his run will address some of the untold stories between the events of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, such as Ooh. how did Luke go from being a miserable dude with his hand cut off to being that black uniform badass who waltzes into Jabba's palace <laughs> with his hood up? Yep. How does the rebellion go from this ragtag skier group that lost at Hoth to the hugely mobilized massive fleet that takes on the Death Star two? How is the mission to save Han planned? The idea that I get to leap into answering some of these questions—it's not just an incredible opportunity. It's a responsibility," Soul added. "So much happens in Empire that everyone seems to be in this totally different reset place at the beginning of Jedi. This is awesome because I don't think that this era has ever really been. This ignored. is no. the
3: this is the era that I want to be explored the most. This is same here. This yeah. is oh a, my god, same here. Because Empire a, is my favorite. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I, like everything you said about like how Return Luke of the became, Jedi is one of my fa- like, my, my favorites. So. Yeah, like, Return
1: Return is my favorite, but Empire I will say is the best Star Wars film. Yeah.
3: But like what I loved about the first
1: Star Wars comics when they were relaunched way back a few years ago, it was between four and th- four and five. I was like, oh, I love this stuff. Of course, the- that scene when Vader cracks the glass and finds out he has a son is... Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan stealing from you. Sorry, chef kiss. Mm-hmm. Between four and, or five and six... I am going to pick up Star Wars again.
3: I, I'm so much more interested in Luke becoming a badass than yeah. Luke still being the farm boy, like learning to like be a re- rebel. This is this is the exact era that I'm super down I'm to well, get yeah. back into Star Wars.
1: At first when we I heard that they were relaunching Star Wars, I actually thought about this. I didn't say it in text, words, but I personally thought I was like, they might be going between five and six, yeah. and if Every, they actually it's do like, this, all the this era, is great. Like,
3: the last four or, five, four, or five years has been like between four and five, and yeah. now, this, now this next era is five yeah. and between five and six. And yeah, like, I'm so down for this. I'm, 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 I'm super excited. Very, very happy with it. And Soul has like done nothing but great things with Star Wars. Like he oh, clearly yeah. loves it. It's so
0: glad that I'm so glad that they brought him back. Yeah. Uh, after the shakeout that happened with yeah. uh, his other project. Yeah. Yeah. I that was it, Star Wars. What, what, it, what
1: was the name of it again? Was it Vader? No, it wasn't Vader. Oh, I it think it was Vader g- related. No, you're—that's oh. a
3: different art. That's a different person. Soul. It's Charles Soul has been writing Darth Vader, and he's written other books. The, there's a guy who got taken off a of Star Wars book for being too political. That's a completely different person. Oh, that wasn't Charles oh. Soul. No. Okay. okay, that's All right. Chuck Wendig. Oh, Chuck Wendig.
1: Okay. Did he write Vader first?
3: No, this this is a completely different topic. Okay, there's a okay. guy who was like, who was writing a new Vader book that does not come out because oh, okay. he was too political on Twitter. Gotcha.
0: Um. Okay. And moving on from that into the world of wider comics, Disney and Viz are making a manga. Manga. Uh, Disney is returning to the world of manga. Uh, Viz Media announced that it would be turning Disney properties into series. The first two implying that there will be more, uh, that were announced are Star Wars and Frozen 2. Uh, in the wake of the release of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Viz will be releasing Star Wars The Legends of Luke Skywalker. Hmm. That new manga will feature the work of manga veterans like Akira Himekawa, who did The Legend of Zelda for yes, them. Yes, she did. Uh, Haruchi, Star Wars Leia Ojo no Shirin, that's previous work for them, mm-hmm. uh, Akira Fukaya, um, and Takashi Kisaki and Subaru. Next year, we'll also see the release see the release of Frozen 2, the manga, which will feature work from Arina Tanamura, who previously has worked on The Phantom Thief Gian and Full Moon O
1: Saga Shit. I didn't read Frozen One, the manga, though, and it's based on the film with the same name, obviously. Yeah. So, well, uh, which I quick I find it odd because Disney, like Tokyo Pop, went under, and then I wanted to say Disney bought Tokyo Pop and they brought it back because a lot they were publishing a lot of manga with disney titles like there's this one princess tile called princess camilla i think i could be wrong on the tile, but she it was like kingdom hearts but she was just going straight through all the disney princess stuff mm. so them going with this i don't remember little,
0: if they bought tokyo pop
1: or they had or they brought tokyo pop back i know there is some like a frankenstein something, something went wrong with tokyo pop and then it came and then no it i know something went up. wrong with it tokyo popped. pop I'm, I'm not sure i don't know um
0: either yeah this is the it's interesting that they're they're diving into that market as yeah. much as they are. um the legends of uh, Skywalker, the first piece of art for it is already out. It looks pretty cool. I still um, wanna... I definitely have an interest in that on yeah, some level same um, I have no idea if this is going to be a manga recreation of the Star Wars stories right. Or if this is going to be kind of its own tale about Luke Skywalker, who just knows? like the comics are right. Yeah. It's it's unclear. They did not say it's directly based on the adventures of the film, so we'll see.
3: I still want to read that back to the future. Wouldn't that manga? be weird?
0: Oh, Wouldn't yeah. that be weird if like it was about Luke right after Return of the Jedi, and like that's you have to go to a manga to to learn that story? That'd be that'd dope. be so crazy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, I doubt that. But um, Alien Bones is a graphic novel created by writer Chris Dock. Wyatt. Chris Wyatt, baby. He's great. Marvel's Rocket and Groot yep. is uh, his previous work. And artist uh, Chris Grine from Time Shifters. Mm-hmm. Alien Bone stars a 10-year-old boy named Liam Mycroft who roams the Saw galaxy with his paleontologist father in search of dinosaur bones on different planets. When his father disappears in the ruins of an ancient civilization, Liam must team up with his friend Diana and his faithful robot and dinosaur sidekicks to unravel a giant mystery that affects all life in the universe. Did you say dinosaur
3: robot? Uh-huh.
0: I cool. Did. Very cool. Yep. I'm Um, into that. Quote from from Wyatt, the idea of alien bones came from me wanting to thrill my son with an adventure out in the universe. I can admit that astronomy can sometimes seem dry and boring in the classroom, so I wanted to find a way to encourage my kid to think about the cosmos as an exciting place to explore and discover. He was interested at the time in dinosaurs. A lot of kids go through a dinosaur phase, Mm -hmm. and my son was no different. So I thought, what about kids having adventures with dinosaurs in space? That's pretty sweet. And it's on sale now. What? It's on sale now. Is it a graphic novel you Yes. Said? It's a oh, novel. okay. On sale now. Cool. Spider-Man, the PS4 Gamerverse Comics, has announced uh, <laughs> that they are following the adventures of Peter Parker in a string of miniseries set in the Marvel Spider-Man Gamerverse from PlayStation 4. Um, now with the star of the game's downloadable content, a new spin-off com- comic series limited run of five issues, Marvel's Spider-Man The Black Cat Strikes by Dennis Hallam and Luca Maresca follows the events of Marvel's Spider-Man Velocity and Marvel's Spider-Man City at War, and sees Felicia Hardy after a new treasure while also delving into her past relationship with Spider-Man.
3: I'm pretty sure... Dennis Hallam is the guy who's writing Strange Skies over East Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, the awesome. synopsis is, As if the events of Marvel's Spider-Man Velocity and
0: City of War weren't harrowing enough, Spider-Man finds himself in the middle of a gang war in New York City. But as he butts heads with the like of Hammerhead and the Magia, Butts
3: heads with Hammerhead. The
0: unexpected reappearance of old flame Felicia Hardy, also known as the Black Cat, sets Spider-Man's world on fire. Sorry, I'm about to see- Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Black Cat's heroic days are behind her, but what is the secret behind the treasure she's thieving? And why would Spider-Man let her go? Delve into previously untold tales of Spider-Man Black Cat's relationship and a shock ending that will make your webs spin. Uh, don't miss uh, the uh, excitement—the uh. excitement as your favorite wall crawler returns in the next Game Reverse series. So it sounds like it's both taking place present and past.
3: Yes, uh, yeah. as it goes through this five-issue series. Hey, I uh, just, I'm uh, not reading them, but nope. you know, whatever. I just want to—I uh, just want to play the game. I don't care about the comics. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Dennis Hallam. Yeah, no, no offense, but like. Y- I, I got other comics for that. I don't yeah. need comics for the game. Yeah, I'm not reading regular Spider-Man. I'm not going to pick up video games sure. Spider-Man. Sorry, guys. Uh, hey, you. Ryan, I hear you like Warhammer 40K. What's that? Correct? Uh, oh, I'm actually oh, I'm more of wrong. a fan of the Warhammer 39,999. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then this news isn't for you. Okay, what's up?
0: Um, I guess it's for Ben. He's a bigger fan than you. Yeah. Marvel Comics has partnered with Games Workshop to produce new comic books based on Warhammer 40,000, Games Workshop's popular miniature war game. News of this collaboration was broken by Games Workshop on the official Warhammer community website. Past the initial announcement, however, it appears the game manufacturing company is currently not at liberty to reveal any new details. But that being said, it was able to reveal that Marvel's Warhammer 40k Comics are expected to arrive next fall.
3: Oh my God, you guys. What? Look I at you that, Percy? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love Marvel so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love Warhammer so much. This news was literally a dream come true. Like, truly a dream come true. Yeah. Because uh, Warhammer is like, it's not like I love Marvel, but like Warhammer is my favorite fictional universe because like it is just so chaotic and so crazy and like the weirdest future you could possibly imagine. Uh, that's just about space Romans and like evil demons, uh, and it's gonna be and like Dan Abnett wrote a couple of the books that I've read. Yeah, the uh, Horse Hersey, right? Yes, and uh, I- that Dan Abnett is a big Marvel guy. So like, if he could just do what he did in those books in the Marvel comics, th- it's gonna be like the greatest sci-fi comic of all time. Like, holy shit, this is like truly exciting news. I really hope they're allowed to be as brutal as they as the books are because it's about war and murder and and genocide and like really serious topics. Uh, i'm sure they will i'm super super excited like there is no better again because i love marvel there's no better publisher than maybe like image comics but like uh, that's like an independent thing sure so the fact that like games workshop and marvel is working together is is the the cream of the crop baby this is probably the way that uh you'll you'll certainly see brandon
0: probably getting into the warhammer 40k universe probably through this Mm -hmm. Um, give me that book back. that's really awesome Uh, WWE The New Day Yeah baby Boom Studios has revealed The creative team For its upcoming WWE graphic novel WWE The New Day Which stars The fan favorite tag team Of Xavier Woods Big E And former WWE champion Kofi Kingston Mm -hmm. Uh, It will be helmed By writers Evan Narcissus Am I saying that right? Uh,
3: yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't heard it.
0: But uh, I know who that is. He's
3: from Rise of the Black Panther.
0: Yeah. Um, and Vice Games founder Austin Walker, oh, who boy. we love from listening to Waypoint Radio, alongside artist Daniel Bayless uh, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yep. The graphic novel will chronicle the new days' rise to the top of WWE's tag team division, as well as the personal behind-the-scenes journey each respective member has been on. This is awesome. I've heard Austin talk about this stuff before on yeah, waypoint radio. Yeah, none of us, radio, so none of us really, cool. uh,
3: really care about wrestling, but we really care about Austin Walker, and we just want to support that guy. He makes me want to care about wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, Xavier Woods actually has a YouTube video game channel. That dude's like a hardcore video gamer called yeah. Up Up Down Down. Um, I know, I know him and his friends more through that than wrestling, and they're all really cool dudes. So like, it's cool that this whole work, like, this, everything's lining up for for Austin and these guys. That's, That's really, really awesome. interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm super into that. Heck yeah, I will check it out. Um, you guys may not be aware, but there is a new superhero in the Marvel Universe named Star. She was introduced in Captain Marvel. Star is a recent addition to the comic series, and she's now getting her own limited book series. Wow, quick. Kelly Thompson, writer of the current Captain Marvel series and creator of Star's character, will write the five-issue series, debuting in January. Star first appeared in the pages of Captain Marvel back in July in issue 8, Falling Star, which focused on the fallout from the reveal of Carol Danvers' Kree heritage to the world. Not surprisingly, Star's name and costume piqued the curiosity of readers who were eager to learn more about mysterious new character clad in Captain Marvel's colors. Marvel announced a new series at the October 3rd New York Comic Con retailer panel and said, quote, the excitement surrounding Star has been really fun to watch, Kelly Thompson said, and there's still a big surprise coming in Captain Marvel number 11 later this month, and it's the kind of surprise that sort of demands a miniseries like this to explore the mysterious sur- the mysteries surrounding her and her importance and potential in the larger Marvel universe. I don't
3: know if you guys have seen the previews for they're doing like a dark Captain Marvel oh, yeah. like, series where oh, yeah. she's becoming bad. So we've this we've seems talked to be, about that a yeah. little bit, yeah. So it seems to be leading up to that, and you guys have you guys know how much I love Kelly Thompson. I, I've talked about her a lot. She's uh, really
0: awesome. Uh, may, I have not been reading this Captain Marvel
3: series but yeah. we have it Megan I has it. it's really funny because when Captain Marvel got relaunched with Kelly Sue like seven years ago I picked that book up and sh- and she got relaunched so many times guys there she's been Captain Marvel's been relaunched like five or six times in the same amount of years and after a while I just had to stop reading it sure. and it's a shame because I stopped reading it when one of my favorite writers picked the book up so like it makes me I'm glad you guys have it yeah because like I can read it now or it could be Marvel Unlimited right, but right, like right. I want to like start. I want to support new characters, and if yeah. they're good, uh, I might pick this miniseries up.
0: Yes, I I was vaguely aware of this uh, only because I am picking up these issues yeah. for Megan, and so I saw that the star thing was. Is happening. Is Megan reading them? Like she's not caught up, but it. she has been, and uh, she's. L- I told her about this news earlier. So hey Megan, are those books
4: good that you have read? Yes they're,
3: very good. yes, they're very good. She says. There you go. Cool. Yes. All right. I love it. Uh, Wolverine. Dawn of X. Oh, my God. Real quick, before we get to there, uh, that was the fine. There was the the X-Men panel, and Wolverine was the very last thing. Sure. So all the news... They talked about all the new books that are coming out, which isn't really news because they were all already announced, but we saw a lot of looks. That's why I didn't uh, bring them Uh, in, yeah. Yeah, uh, but we saw a lot of really great looks for the future, and like... Man, it is so exciting! Like some of the things that are going on in these books, guys. like like I can't, I cannot tell you how exciting it is. Yeah, I was figuring because
0: already how news heavy it was. And oh that no, there yeah, wasn't I know a lot w- new there. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is like if there's anything from that you want to bring to our Hox Pox episode to mm-hmm. just to discuss after we finish, oh, and yeah. talk about where it's going. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um. Yes, but yes, uh, Wolverine, Dawn of X, uh, writer Benjamin Percy and artist Adam Kubert and Victor Bogdanovich. Thank you. Yep. Will launch Wolverine number one as part of the X Men's Dawn of X line of comics. Wolverine rejoined the X-Men for Jonathan Hickman's House of X and Powers of X miniseries with, an, with the announcement of a new ongoing series as the first comic coming out of the publisher's Wave 2 line of comics, Wave 1 consisting of X-Men, Excalibur, X-Force, New Mutants, Fallen Angels, and Marauders. Woop
4: woop.
3: This is also Wolverine's uh, first solo series since his resurrection. Yes. Hey, you listened to Wolverine the Long Night. I did. You know who wrote that? Who? Benjamin Percy. <gasps> you know who's writing the new Wolverine comic? Benjamin Percy? Benjamin Percy. Oh, That yeah. dude gets Wolverine so well, and he's also writing X-Force, which has Wolverine on it. So like, this dude is like such an incredible talent and he's a big DC guy and now he's moving over to Marvel uh, this is a great great and Adam Kubert who was a major Wolverine artist in the 90s uh, th- this is a really really great creative team I will say a lot of people on Twitter including me are, are kind of bummed out that the first book is another Logan book instead of like sure. another character because like Wolverine sells so you have to have a, a Wolverine book but the creative team on this is stellar and right. Victor Bogdanovich is one of the best artists and he's gonna do great covers and I'm I'm so excited for Benjamin Percy because uh, that dude is a talent I also t- tailing
0: off of that do you feel like we need a lot of solo character series spinning out right now no because
3: we have the seven Series yes. coming out with Hickman, yes, uh, and I'm like, D- well, well, th- yes. Uh, Hickman is only writing one of them. He's not. He's no, he's, but I mean, with Hickman leading yes. the charge of um, it all. The thing is, and just real quickly, uh, uh, the thing about the X Men is like they they work better as a team, right? Uh, and of course, like there have been a, do- a dozen great solo runs, but they do work better as a team. So I do think with this big relaunch, they should focus on the team stuff. That being said, Wolverine sells a lot of comics, right? Yeah, so it like it it makes sense. Uh, I don't think you need it. But um, it's not happening immediately. It's coming in February, I right. believe. So like, there's still time. Uh, uh, so it's not immediately rushing a solo book. Yeah,
0: they're, they're putting, they're making sure everything else lands yes. first. Yeah.
3: Also, uh, in December, all seven books are are uh, are going to come out on one day. So apparently, something really big is happening on that day, and for the X Men, I'm like, I have to buy seven books in one day. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Oh my well, god. That's gonna be nuts. It's gonna yep. be crazy. I love it. All right. Uh, over at DC Comics, Young Justice character Amethyst is Dang. about to be the princess of her very own title again. At New York Comic Con's Wonder Comic Panel, DC Comics announced Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur's Amy Reader will write and draw a new solo series for the characters spinning out
3: of Young Justice. Cool.
1: So, I'm excited because I didn't know anything about Amethyst and then I started re- reading Bendis' uh, Young Justice room I fell in love with Doesn't,
3: her. Uh, didn't Amethyst have a New 52 short she run? She did, but yeah. it was
1: like Blinking, you miss it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was touch and go. Literally touch and go. I think it only came out for like, ah man, it was very short. It was was short, yeah. Um, so real quick.
0: Yeah. Following the character's triumphant reintroduction in the pages of Young Justice, the new Amethyst series follows teenager Amy Winston, a.k.a. Princess Amethyst, as she returns to her magical kingdom to find it in ruins. Her subjects vanished, and none in the realm of the Gemworld still loyal to her house. To solve this mystery, restore House Amethyst, and save her family, Amy must find new allies and confront dark secrets on a deadly quest to the farthest reaches of
1: Gemworld. I'm excited because this is a fantasy, this is a hardcore fantasy book, and the first arc of Young Justice took place in Gemworld, and I was like, I want more of this world. And now that we're getting more of it, I'm. it's going to be on my poll. I can't wait. Awesome. Because I knew of Amethyst, and she was like this princess, but she was very low tier on the DC Pantheon. Mm-hmm. Like super low tier. And now after reading on Justice, I'm like, I want to know more. I want more of this sure. character. And I'm now getting it. And I'm so Thank, happy for it.
4: it.
0: They, they, clearly, they saw uh, an appeal for that. Yes. So that's awesome. Okay. Uh, at New York Comic Con, DC co-publisher Dan DiDio provided an update on the DC timeline.
3: Oh boy, you guys. We're trying to
0: organize our stories in a comprehensive way. This will be the basis of all DC Comics for the future. We don't know what the future is, but what's happening right now is a high level of planning. What we've done is identify the generations of DC Comics. We're reintroducing aspects of our history back into it. What you see right now is a story that will be consistent. Uh, Didio then explained that reboots happen when continuity gets confusing or stops making sense. His quote, Wonder Woman is our first superhero, he said, of Generation 1. Generation 2 begins with Superman Generation 3 tackles Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, one of the things we're working on in the DCU is we're building an ultimate timeline. We're building this so we have a better idea where our stories connect. That's where we made our mistake during the New 52. We didn't understand which stories mattered, which ones didn't. Once we understand how these characters connect, then we'll be in a place to give you the true history of the DCU. That's hey
3: that real quick. That's that's always been the fundamental difference that I don't like about DC and Marvel because in Marvel everything matters. Yeah. DC like some books matter, some books don't. That's bullshit. All books
1: matter. You know what? I don't like that. Kind of reminds me a tiny little bit. It reminds me of when Nintendo's tried. Hey, there is such a thing called the Legend Zelda timeline. And as much as you guys know me, I love Legend Zelda. I don't give a shit about that timeline. timeline. I just, I just want to play the damn games. Exactly. I mean, good for Nintendo trying to piece it together. Good for you guys. I'll still read it. I still like it. But it's a cluster shag. Yeah. And I don't like this.
3: Is there any more to this? Or? No, that wasn't okay. Um, so a lot of people online. I even messaged you guys this. Um, uh, a lot of people don't like this. No, because if you look at what the ages of these car- with this specifically, Superman's like sixty, Batman's fifty, Wonder Woman's real old. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. Wonder Woman's like, Batman what, her is not hundreds? fifty years old. <laughs> right. Also, World War Two would take place in 1963 by this logic. I mean, yeah, it's it it you. I you, you I don't I don't even know it's so silly I, it's I, it's hard I mean like the world of comics uh, you don't have to make sense of it has
0: no. yeah even I mean, when, like Mar- Marvel struggle Marvel in my opinion struggle sometimes like even Al Ewing uh kind of pointed to it points to it we'll talk about it later but like this this idea that there's there's kind of different iterations yeah even though it is a continuous story yeah um because you know Spider Man isn't a hundred years old yeah you know, there's a, there's a Simpsons-y kind of logic to how Marvel works, and DC, because of its reboots, has constantly established a sense of reset. Yeah. Uh, that I like the Simpsons version so much more. That is, that is meant to make it more accessible to readers. What I understand is that they're trying to find a way to make it so that you can make sense of, like, where things connect so you can follow through on a story and pick up pieces. To us, as people who read comics a lot, that doesn't seem as uh, prevalent or necessary, but I can understand, like, if you're trying to appeal
3: to the new you have to of show course. them a guide. But no matter what, when because you, ha- it, because when you have only, Because it's only years. getting worse. Yeah. But Best when you have thing. eighty years of continuity, like it's gonna be impossible to say like, oh well here's a good starting point or here's like where you should do uh, we are past that point and we have been for literally decades. Like, I, I don't I don't disagree with you, but it doesn't change the fact that
0: I understand they're trying to find a way to have an easy point too for people who want to come into comics because you you always got the big thing like they still want to be attracting new younger readers Mm -hmm. or it's going to die out and so there has they have to find something uh, some way to get them to to understand where the stories can be
3: grabbed from I'll just say like all of us we got in the comics in our own way and I know we all we all started different places because like none of us started with action comics number one no my first Superman comic was like a random Superman number 700 or something my first
1: first Superman comic was a collection of the random superman covers
3: it's it's people they, okay people who don't read comics are like oh it's it, comics are impenetrable it's because you think they are yeah it, this whole continuity thing doesn't matter it's just about telling good stories like i right. i think I was, they're adding complication to something that doesn't need yeah. to be complicated like i was talking
1: to my, my new roommate she's a bit of a casey casual she doesn't know books all that much and she was asking me I was like oh what a, she was asking me about comics and i told her I was like there's this thing called multiverses but the cool thing about that is that you get to pick and choose which multiverse you want to stay in. Yeah. Like if you want to stay, go back to the old school, the original DC books, just read the archives. If you want to look into newer stuff, look at Rebirth. Look at even the New Fifty Two. If you're into that sort of yeah. thing, there's so many. Di- there are so many jumping on points where you can go. And if you're interested in the other stuff, you're. It's easy to go into that. That's yeah. why we have trades. That's why we have stuff like Comixology, Marvel Unlimited. It's so, ugh,
3: man. Yeah, I, I just, I agree the, just the
1: whole thing of oh, we're trying to make it all one cohesive thing is like no. There's. It's there's impo- you can't do it. I don't want pre crisis Superman showing up in my. It, I, that's pre crisis. But he's is going
3: to show up in Crisis on Infinite Earth. That's fine. Brandon Rout, baby. That's totally fine. That is totally fine. He's going to spin the world. That is 100% fine. Yeah. But. No, I'm with j- you, I
1: just man. want. I just don't like this I don't like making a whole you don't need to make who- 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 it all just say there's multiverses yeah.
3: there's it's a multiverse it's a complicated mess but you know what that's what we got I'll end it with this so uh as you know in the X-Men right now um, um spoiler alert the X-Men are kind of immortal now and they're never gonna die again and a lot of people have problems with that are like oh well if like if they if those characters died and then they were brought back like why should I care about that I'm like have you never read a comic before this? Yeah. You know, every, every, I wrote the entire Marvel universe has been killed before. Oh yeah. So if you if you can't accept the X Men coming back, then Hell, you can't Galactus, accept anything. Galactus murdered the entire Ultimate's universe. We're yeah. crying out loud. Uh, I I just think it's I think it's making a mess get,
0: where you don't need it. I get so tired of that idea. Like if if the characters, uh, if death isn't an important factor, why does any of the story matter? And I'm like
3: because the emotional impact is that's, still there. That's yeah. not that's You're missing the point. Hell. <laughs> if if that
0: were if like death were required to make stories matter, then Dragon Ball wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. 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 I mean 100%. come on, how many times has
1: Krillin died? How many times has Goku died? Yeah. Vegeta. Oh, I, all I of think them. I think legitimately Goku's died more times than yeah. Krillin. Hell, they even made a joke in DBZ at Bridge where chi was like, "Oh, I haven't died." And then Chichi was
3: like, "Oh, give it time. You're with the right crowd." Everyone on that team died at least once. Yeah. I just think it's a silly and, and their own the, Their own continuity makes Batman like like fifty years old. I'm like, I read Batman; he's not fifty. I don't like that. No, I don't.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's all right, Dan.
3: You do your thing. They can try.
0: I couldn't do Brandon's impression, so I didn't even try. It's cool. (laughs) Um, sorry, Brandon. Uh, so it's okay. DC Black Label announced the Last God. What is the Last God? So uh, we'll tell you. They just released the first look at its upcoming high fantasy horror series, The Last God, by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Ricardo Federiki. Sonny Go and uh, Kai Carpenter. The Last God tells the story of two fellowships of heroes fighting the same threat 30 years apart. The eldest group defeated the last living god to save the realm of Cain Anun. Yep. From the (laughs) end of the world and an undead army and became the rulers of the land. But in classic Beowulf fashion, they might not have been telling the entire truth because 30 years later their kingdom is starting to crumble and a second group of heroes will have to face a terrible evil once more.
1: So you're telling me this is fantasy horror... Completely 100% original with no superheroes in it whatsoever. I
0: don't know if it's
3: completely original.
1: Mark Doyle,
0: executive editor of DC, was quite enthusiastic about the possibilities that The Last God brings to DC's Black Label imprint. Quote, The Last God is an exciting new chapter for DC. It's an epic original story set in a a bloody high fantasy world. I cannot wait for people to read this
3: book. Is this the first original thing they've done? Yes. Yes. Wow, this is great! Yes, yeah, this looks awesome. Yes, I was and, sure and it was going to be some obscure character and unconnected
1: to the rest of the DC. Universe.
0: Fudge!
3: Yes, yeah, dude. This is. Oh my god! It feels like an image book almost.
1: It does. Like I saw that you. Uh, I want to say it was either Sparks or, or it, it was Ryan. Ryan. If, wow. Yeah, of course it's Ryan. <laughs> but you you sent us the, the thing and the, the the picture the cover and I'm looking at this like, this is DC,
3: but yeah, there's, and there's, I there's no superhero. I assume it was like some like obscure '50s characters are bringing back. But, no, this looks righteous. I am so down. Yeah, this looks really cool.
1: Haven't I been saying the past few? months that i've been wanting to read something like a fantasy horror or watching fantasy horror something. i know you love fantasy yeah yeah and now i'm starting to like horror because of you two hell yeah you jerks i mean <laughs> i mean <laughs> there,
0: there's the witcher there's there's hellboy
1: oh yeah boy
0: these are all comics you can read all right i do have i'm, s- I'm just 12 saying. volumes of hellboy i can give you i have a big oh. compendium of the witcher comics hell yeah you d- oh you do
3: yeah, yeah i do. do i gotta check i gotta still
4: read
0: that, Former Harley Quinn creative team Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti Palmiotti, have reunited for a new four-issue limited series titled Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Announced at New York Comic Con, uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey serves as an official sequel to Connor and Palmiotti's best-selling run on the Clown Princess of Crime's mainline solo series, which began in 2013. Comic is scheduled to launch this February as part of DC Comics' Black Label imprint and will be shipped monthly. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey follows Harley, who finds herself in the crosshairs of Gotham's worst villains after the Joker puts a $10 million bounty on her head. Yikes. In order to find out why her ex-partner has sicked this rogues gallery on her, Harley enlists the help of Black Canary, Cassandra Cain, Renee Montoya, and The Huntress. Ooh. Wow, that sounds mm. like, like a movie cast almost. Wow. It does sound like a movie cast. Interesting. How how bizarre. Mm. Like, perfect timing. When's it
3: coming out? February? Yeah, February. Wow, I think a mm. certain movie's coming out at the same time. Mm. That's so interesting. Is it really? That's so odd. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: a coincidence.
3: Uh, is there any more to this one? Or no, that that's it. Okay, um... I, get, I we've all I know. Brandon and I have expressed like we're not the biggest fans of this modern interpretation of Harley Quinn. Uh, that's why I have things like Harleen, that new it's Harleen, right? Harleen, yes. yeah. Like books like that are, are doing so well. Um, this just looks like the movie into a comic, and, with an added character being Batwoman. Yeah, and I'm just like I, I kind of don't really care. Uh,
0: I mean, uh, did anybody read that they're the original series are referencing the Clown Princess of Crime? No,
3: that's that's her solo run where she's like. Was that, that from DCU? Uh, it's been going since 2013. So like, oh, yeah. it's it's it went from like New 52 into now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Mm. Uh, I yeah. started. I Brandon them to me, I would read them when it because it says was... it is supposed to serve as like a, a sequel? sequel series. Yeah. To I it. mean, they were on that book for like like f- over fi- like 60 issues. They yeah. were. Yeah. They were the team for that book. Yeah, and again, like it was a great selling book. Like people love that. It's just it's not for it's not for us here. Sure. Or, um, if I mean I'm probably not gonna read it. Uh, Neither I, am I. I mean I've I'll... never I've never read it. So, and also like I. I... <laughs> If you're going to put out a Birds of Prey book, just put out a Birds of Prey book. Don't put Harley Quinn in it. We're getting that movie already. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay. At
0: Marvel, uh, Marvel's next big thing panel at New York Comic Con, Marvel announced an all-new prequel miniseries to the Earth-X trilogy.
4: Hell yeah, dude.
0: Marvel's X by Alex Ross, Jim Krueger, and Velabor Stan Stanjevic. Sure. Uh, will center on David, the last human on an Earth filled with deadly monsters. His only chance of survival is to travel to New York to find Captain America and uh, the and the other heroes. Created by Kruger and John Paul Leon, based on concepts by Alex Ross, the 1999-2000 to 2000 Earth-X miniseries envisioned a dystopian future for the Marvel Universe in which all of humanity superhuman has developed superhuman abilities. It inspired two sequels, 2000's Universe X and 2002's Paradise X. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the synopsis reads, David has a problem. He lives in a world of monsters that would love to devour him. He's the last boy on Earth, the last human being on Earth, and these creatures that see him only as prey, they're his former neighbors. He has one hope, to get to New York, to get to where Captain America and the rest of the heroes are. Alex Ross and Jim Krueger combine their abilities with artist will be to tell a very uncanny prequel to the legendary Earth-X trilogy. Heck yeah, guess. The first two cover pieces have been released with art by Alex Ross. They look great. Crazy
3: goblin stuff. Yeah, um those earth X books are incredibly interesting. Cause like uh, the, like, like my hero academia, like there's a lot of superheroes, like imagine a world mm-hmm. like that, but it's Marvel universe, but like, uh, like Captain America is super different. Like all the characters look super different. Oh, uh, sweet. It's just like a cool alternate universe. And like Alex Ross coming back to do some art. I'm never mad. Uh, yeah. Alex Ross is always great. And he's like he writing stuff. it. Yes. He's that. He doesn't often write, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm into it. Yeah.
0: That, that sounds cool. I, I haven't read the Marvel earth X stuff, so I'd have to take a look at that. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, Cates, Donnie Cates, oh, baby. spoke about absolute carnage and he said oh, that he and Ryan Stegman have had their full run with Venom plan from the beginning and this event is the end of Act 1. Quote, bigger dangers, new bad guys, new things to be terrified about. were on the way according to him. Following the event, the next story in Venom, starting with issue number 20, will go to Venom Island to see Eddie clash with the maker. Ooh. For this story, classic Spidey artist Mark Bagley. Yes. Joins the book for a story inspired by a classic Eric Larson and David Michelin story where Venom hunted Peter Parker on a remote. Hell island. yeah. They've been teasing uh, Venom Island for a long time. I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. Venom's always great. This is awesome. Yeah. And Mark Bagley coming on. I'm super happy. Hell hyped. yeah. Uh, Donny Cates is then announced that he is leaving Guardians of the Galaxy with issue 12. This is truly sad. But and he said the conclusion of it is going to be brutal and kind of hardcore. And then he passed it over to Al Ewing. Who's going to be taking over Guardians of the Galaxy and the new writer of the space team? His quote is One of the things people know me for is world building. With Guardians, I get to do universe building. I'm basically taking over space. Yes. Artist Juan Cabal will join him on the book for a new number one in January 2020. He he promised a cast of billions, including more members of the main Guardians team than the traditional cast. The new Guardians of the Galaxy ongoing series will see the Misfit team finally come together as a family, but things aren't as peaceful as they seem with some of the Galaxy's biggest empires in turmoil. This leads to the return of the gods of Olympus, who were last seen in the Avengers weekly event No Road Home, which Ewing was a writer for. After
3: being killed, the Olympus gods were resurrected with a major upgrade while heading off to the cosmos. Guys, so the X Men are our new gods, but the Olympian gods are returning, which means Hercules is going to be in this book. I bet. Oh Oh my God! Hercules is going to be on the Guardians of the Galaxy. You guys, oh my God! Incredible. This is some good shit. Because
0: almost, almost like it's working with a movie that's coming out. Don't right? Don't even. Don't 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 you think? Don't even tease me.
3: I mean, I think so. Oh, Galgamesh! Oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh my gosh, Galgamesh! Isn't it Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh. Thank you. Gargamel. <laughs> That's. I'm thinking of Gargamel from the Smurfs, Gargamel. What? Oh, Lord. Hank Who the hell
1: is Gargamel? He's from the
3: Smurfs. He's the, Smurfs. the evil wizard he's he's the bad guy. Oh, he's the bad guy who's <laughs> trying to get the Smurfs? I got Gilgamesh, the first hero, and Gargamel mixed up. Sorry, guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> any more thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy without Al Ewing? Yes. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is incredible. We all love Donny Cates. Uh, we, knew, Kate's. we knew he was leaving and... There's maybe only one writer that I was confident could take it, and it's Al Ewing taking it. Because his stuff, as I've said before, Brandon too, in mm-hmm. Mortal Hulk is probably the best Marvel book being put out right now. I love X-Men, but like, that book is sensational, and that dude's a truly great writer. Him taking over Guardians is like, oh, I'm so happy. And Very the Greek time. gods, oh, it's so wacky. Yep. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, this is like this is a <clears throat> really great time at Marvel right there, now. Like there, truly good stuff. There
0: are some interesting things happening happening between Cates and Ewing, and and where Cates is going next, which we'll get to. Oh my. Um, so we'll see. Anyway, continuing with you with Ewing, uh, Immortal Hulk races to its next phase with this month's issue number twenty five. Uh, this story will play, will play with Ewing's long-just saying ideas about the Marvel U now being the eighth version of the multiverse by showing fans what the ninth version will look like, a version of the universe where there are no humans left except for the Hulk. The
3: story will also see Roxxon make its move against Bruce Banner with the Minotaur playing a key role. Oh my God, D- guys, Dario Agar, he's the Minotaur. He's the leader of, of Roxxon, and he's a businessman who turns into a Minotaur. He's one of the main villains of, I knew, of I Thor knew be so happy. and War of the Realms, yes. Uh, guys, I've I know Brandon and I have talked about Immortal Hulk, but like that book is doing things that I've never seen in a comic, and it's with the Hulk. And real quick, Galactus was the last person in in his universe, right? And then when he came into the new universe, he became Galactus. Um, that's what Al is doing with the Hulk right now. He's basically turning the Hulk into Galactus for the next universe. And it's like it's truly god level cosmic stuff happening. Uh, and it's like it's just so cool. Like man, don't sleep on Immortal Hulk, guys. It's so good. All right,
1: get it when we get to LA Comic
0: Con.
3: Hell yeah, dude. For I, got real. Some, I got book shopping to oh, do baby. this next oh, weekend.
1: Man. Holy <laughs> shit.
0: Dan Slott's Iron Man run is getting rougher for the hero as the reverberations from events going back to Matt Fraction and Brian Bendis' run with the character. Oh my god. Tony Stark is finding that after replacing his own mind and his own body over the years, he is no longer the same person he was. Ultron coming to the book, the non-Stark will wrap his run with Tony Stark Iron Man number 19 only to see a new series called Iron Man 2020 starring the hero arno stark from the 80s digitally created series of the same name and drawn by artist pete woods
3: i have iron man 2020 baby of course i do
0: created in 1894's machine man number two arno stark iron man 2020 was the first cousin once removed though sometimes nephew of a tony stark from an alternate earth after gaining control of the iron man armor arno served as a mercenary and worked with the villain sunset bane against a resurrected machine man quote it's gonna get weird slot promised Quote, robot revolution, what side are heroes going to fall on? Everything you love about Machine Man from Next Wave, it's Hell going yeah. to be bigger than you thought. This is Marvel in 2020. Sabolski said the covers to the new series will use Marvel's new fifth ink printing process to pop with neon designs. Poppin'. Ryan, you got you got anything on this one?
3: Um, I love Iron Man 2020. I think Arno Stark is a cool character. It's a cool idea. Uh, I'm no longer reading Iron Man. I gave it my chance. Sorry, Dan slot. You're not doing it for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I really like this idea and I will pick up this first issue because I really want to support an Arno Stark book because like sure. him being the main character of a book is like, I, I never thought I'd see that. So like, I got to support it. I just hope it's good.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot to say on no, that yeah. either. Uh, Get ready to read the final stories for some of your fan favorite Marvel Comics superheroes, guys. Announced at New York Comic Con, a series of The End one shots will chronicle the final tales for members of Marvel's Mightiest Heroes with a star studded creative team, including Eric Larson, Joe Kelly, George, uh, George Janty, mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah. And more. Uh, featuring the last adventures of Captain America, Doctor Strange, Miles Morales, Venom, Captain Marvel, and Deadpool. Real
3: quick uh, if you guys don't know, this is not the first time they've done this. So don't be so. So don't be shocked. I was about to say no. I was... I, there is there is a bunch of Marvel the end books that came out in the late nineties or the two thousands that I've read that are good. It-
0: it is the first time for all these characters. Though. No, for Am these characters, yes. But like people
3: are making a big hub up online, like why are they writing the finales? I'm like, this no, no, is, no this no. is kn- a series they've. Done. I knew they'd done that before, but yes. the, this is new. for these characters, yes.
0: Uh, they never did it with Captain America, correct? No, again, all these I characters. Says,
3: no, just double ju- checking. Just double checking. Yeah. I just people online were freaking out. I'm like, this is not a new thing. I
0: love these kinds of things. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, that that was ever done with Superman um, in DC Comics is whatever happened to the Man Tomorrow? Yeah, which is a uh, oh, which the is Alan appropriately Alan Moore's yeah. uh, What If. Superman story ended and the crisis didn't happen yep. and I always think that's such an excellent you know, story which I wish comics would do more specifically DC comics when they decide to reboot a multiverse is like okay but like if it didn't happen like how would this character story end because you, you so rarely get ending
1: stories you know yes. what I really liked that uh, um, Alan Moore's Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow because I did read that it's a great book I loved guys Alan I, Moore's a good writer that yeah, was a, a great writer. mustache Superman yeah. yeah holy
0: crap oh hell yeah yeah and I, then his little baby
1: crushes the cold into
0: that the diamond book, that book is especially considering like what what that pre-crisis world was like if that's how it had ended it's yeah. like dang that's that's an ending that's a good ending uh, that again, is a great ending I am
3: an Iron Man fan uh, Iron Man the End is a really good and really sad book because <laughs> it's yeah. basically Tony like succumbing to like technological poison and killing like killing himself basically right. it's rough uh, it's awesome
0: All right, so here's some descriptions for you. Captain Marvel. 50 years ago, Carol Lamvers went into the deepest reaches of the cosmos to spread peace and justice, and she hasn't seen a familiar face since. Whatever happened to the planet she once called home. Written by Captain Marvel author Kelly Thompson. Woo! Uh, Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, makes his final journey through a cyberpunk sprawl that forgot about magic, re-teaming the critically acclaimed creative team of Leah Williams from Gwenpool Strikes Back and Philippe... Philippe... Sorry. Philip Tan? Philippe... Andrade oh, okay. Absolute carnage, Immortal Hulk. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, this is great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Miles Morales, humanity makes its last stand in the only place strong enough to survive, Brooklyn. <laughs> former Spider-Man, Miles Morales, leads the last bastion. Former Spider-Man
4: yeah. leads the
0: last bastion of civilization into the future. Penned by Miles Morales, Spider-Man author Saladin Ahmed. Hell yeah! Captain America, Steve Rogers, fights for survival in a post-apocalyptic wasteland populated by hordes of Red Skulls. Guys, all these. Books. Legendary writer artist Eric Larson of Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Nova returns to Marvel for an oversized last tale of Simon and Kirby's American hero. Real quick,
3: Eric Larson, <clears throat> much like a Rick Remender, is a guy who is like, F the big two. He went and founded Image Comics. Um, he's very much a, like, I only like, do these things if they're good. Uh, so him coming back, doing Marvel stuff again, really, really makes me happy. Yes. Wade Wilson may seem like he is uh, unkillable, but there is more than one way to put an end to him.
0: But don't take my word for it. Quintessential Deadpool scribe Joe Kelly and record-setting
3: Deadpool artist Mike Hawthorne team up to prove it to you. Deadpool is done Joe for. Joe Kelly wrote the best Deadpool run in the mid-2000s. Mm. That dude is the reason Deadpool is famous now. He turned Deadpool into that character. Uh, these are all great, great books. This is so good.
0: Venom. The alien symbiote who bonded with Eddie Brock has been through a lot, but not nearly as much as he has coming. In a tale that literally spans over a trillion a trillion years, I'm sorry, trillion years, Venom travels the length of space and time as the last defender of life in the universe. Written by Adam Warren and art by Chamba. Adam Warren? Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with him, I don't think. No, I'm not either. I was surprised it wasn't Cates, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that dude's busy. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm like, it's just a one-shot. I'm like, yeah. I, I thought for sure maybe he'd write Venom the end. Same. Especially yeah. because I don't think Venom would be on this list if it weren't for his popularity oh, right now. 100%. Yeah, uh, so that was surprised. surprise. Speaking of Donny Cates, though, mm. in the biggest comic news to happen, oh, Donny Cates spoke from the heart, saying that since he was young... It was always his dream to write two Marvel characters. The first was Venom, which he's had terrific success on. The second, he revealed by reaching under the panel table and pulling out Thor's hammer. And he said, that's right, I'm writing Power Pack. Meow, meow. He joked before they revealed Kate's and Nick Klein will be the next team on Thor. This has been the biggest dream of my career. Jason Aaron is my idol and is a big reason I got into trying my hand at writing comics. I was hosting a podcast at my college and I went to interview Jason Aaron at that college. And it was at that interview where they said, you should come be an intern. That led to his first gig at Marvel and his career. (coughs) Nice. Excuse me. Um... Lost my place. I apologize. And Kate shook with excitement as he said that just like his Venom partnership with Stegman, Klein will be his artistic partner for his full run. Matt Fraction once said that when you read Thor, it should sound like Zeppelin. Well, I want my run to sound like Norwegian black metal. Yes. yes. Matt
3: Fraction reference.
0: The run will focus on a cosmic Thor with a new costume and wild adventures in space. Every issue is an event, said Cates. Cebulski said that they've had meetings in Marvel editorial where the team had to ask, can we do this? Can we let them do this? <laughs> The new Thor number one follows the events of War of the Realms, with Odin naming his son the new King of Asgard. Even though the Ten Realms have now found peace, a new threat called the Black Winter threatens to shatter this new era for the Realm Eternal, and the cover art for that first issue was released.
3: Yes, uh, so Jason Aaron has had a eight seven to eight year run on Thor. Uh, that's that's probably the best Thor run ever made. Uh, besides nineteen eighties uh, Walt Simonson stuff. Um, like like uh, the, the, his his run on Thor is gonna be remembered forever. And it's like it's so good. It's one of the first comics I remember picking up when I got in the comics, and uh-huh. I've been reading it to this day. It's a shame that he's leaving, but man, like what what almost a decade. He, uh, and and Kate's man. What? Yeah, Kate's is the best. Kate's so far,
1: everything he's written has been a whole run. I feel hell yeah, it has. Like Venom had um, cosmic Ghost Rider. Thanos wins. Um. Frickin, I already said Venom, but mm. now, now he's touching Thor? Mm-hmm. Oh, Guardians. That was the other thing he wrote. Guardians yeah. was, was big. Right. God Country. Death
0: yeah. of the Inhumans.
1: Yeah. That's less. <coughs> it's good, but not great. Yeah. But, but yeah. still, almost yeah. everything Dan Cates has touched has been either he's gold. He's never written anything back. It's
3: either been gold or silver. Yeah. The one thing, and again, I'm going for comics Twitter here. Um, a lot of people are bummed out that after you know this entire time of Thor, like he's getting a radical new design after going through so much stuff. And like he just he, he has a destroyer arm and an eye patch and stuff and they're kind of getting rid of all that stuff, and I I agree like that's kind of a shame that he's losing some of that character stuff, but this new direction looks wicked wild, and he has like a co- he has like and a well, cosmic outfit on. It looks yeah. so cool. We'll have to
0: see if there's a reason too.
3: Well, you know? I mean, I, I, he even said like on Twitter mm. like there is a reason things are changing and like of course it's story stuff, but it's uh, oh, I'm not mad about I it. Try sure and look
1: up our the
3: picture um, you sent us. Yeah, Nick Klein is a terrific artist and again like stegman being the core guy on venom having one artist really makes a vision come clear
0: o- obviously having our lord and savior donny Kate take over is really cool jason aaron uh did Kate's. have an awesome run uh it's you know everybody had, nobody writes a character forever so oh of course you know uh yeah. but strong run long so uh, the strongest that's,
3: that's awesome yeah yeah um, i'm just looking honestly at- probably the most consistent marvel book for seven years for real It'll be interesting to see how Donny Cates uh,
0: takes Venom and Thor into these uh, new where we're going next because we now know that we're you know heading into Act Two of Venom essentially, yeah. and, and where Thor's going to go and I imagine quite a full run.
3: Well, because uh, for a while. Spoiler alert! But like, Noel sh- Noel has shown up in Thor stuff and right. and so like now that he's there, writing, w- there was a lot of like crossover stuff. Yeah, going so on. now that Venom and Thor are being written by the same person, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some weird cosmic crossovers. Yep, cool I'm shit. excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, between uh,
0: Ewing, Hickman, and Cates, uh, the future looks bright at Marvel. Oh, it's so good. Best. i it's never I've been, been a better time. Cons-
1: I'm seriously considering picking up Thor now. Hell yeah, baby. I probably should have been doing it a long time ago, but sorry. Nah, you're only seven years late. It's fine. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you guys ready
0: <laughs> to move into trailers? We're finally there.
1: We're finally there? Hell yeah, baby. Let's right. rock and roll.
0: Let's start with the free guy promo that came out, which is really just the uh, for the cast members sitting around, which includes Joe Carey, Good for him. Yeah, uh, from Stranger Things, pre the hair. haircut, the hair he, um, he got a haircut, that's guys. Right. and I don't
3: know if you've seen it. I it looks awful. It, I did. That, it's for a role. It's uh, for a role. It's for uh, a role. So but man, it's it looks bad. He's not the same. No, <laughs> it's all right.
0: Uh, this was a cute little promo. Uh, really, just uh, poking fun at the fact that Taika Waititi and Ryan Reynolds said Green Lantern once, yeah, and they're both trying to distance themselves from it. Makes uh, sense. Whatever it takes. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> uh, but what was cool is this put on free guy on my radar. Which I didn't know what it was about. It stars Reynolds as a bank teller who discovers he's a video game character and desperately attempts to stop the game's creators from destroying his world with Watiti as the owner of the company producing the video game. Nice. Which sounds really cool. Yeah, he sounds yeah. like an NPC who's like,
3: oh, can you not do this to my wife? Yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Y- you
1: know what it sounds like a little bit? It sounds like, oh, what's that movie that Will Ferrell was in? A uh, Stranger Than Fiction.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. But like yeah. a, but like like a video a, game yeah. version. He was yes, a character. I, that I movie's yeah. awesome.
1: That is, awesome. That movie is yeah, really good. It's,
0: it's Stranger Than Fiction for video games. And Which that's really I am cool. so in. Yeah. And and just having Reynolds and Watiti, now Watiti oh, yeah. being like a much bigger player uh-huh. uh, in, the, in the industry, like that's yeah. awesome.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: <clears throat>
0: uh. NYCC saw the release of a sneak peek for the Owl House, and we watched it. Holy, we sure did. Com- uh, this is coming from Disney, uh, for the Disney Channel, and I imagine not long after Disney Plus. Yeah, um, it's going to uh, drop in 2020. Um, it's created by Dana Terrace, who was previously a storyboard artist for Gravity Falls and later a director on the 2017 Ducktales reboot. Um, it's uh, the fourth series uh, from Disney Television Animation created by a woman. After Pepper Ann with Sue Rose, Doc McStuffins with Chris Knee, and Star vs. the Force of Evil with Darren Nefsy. Cool. Um, I really like the look of this. Yeah, uh, so this is I. the kind of like, uh, uh, it's filling a niche of, I think, when um, the old days the Adams Family cartoon would have been, or uh, even in a sense Scooby-Doo kind of-esque stuff, just putting out little more horror-based, uh, but like in a kid-friendly way. Yeah. Yeah. Like spook- the fun sp- kind of spook- spooky, spooky stuff. Like, Gra-
1: yeah. like Gravity Falls was a was a great um, like horror mystery uh, show that did have some creep- that did have a lot of creepy elements to it. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And just walk- looking at the aesthetic for Owl House, just the second we get in- get into the Owl House, like they go through the door by walking through the mouth of an owl. And then yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> it yeah, him. and it burps. Yeah and just and just seeing the character designs I'm I'm in yeah, the, I'm 100% the designs
0: sold. are
3: really cool the humor is good uh I I'm excited yeah. as a big fan uh, of I, cartoons I, I this is awesome again I don't watch uh like Disney channel or any or any of the modern cartoons but like it this seemed like uh, for me like more mature than I thought a Disney cartoon would be yeah. you
0: know um there is like Disney car- Disney channel keeps its television animation a lot in waves and like yeah there's the Disney Junior stuff that has like you know the Lion Garden there's like you know aimed at uh that you know younger audience younger audiences that's like uh you know Tangled or, or Big Hero 6, the series. Yeah. But this is very much in the same vein as Gravity Falls
3: or Star vs The Force of Evil, where, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of aware that, oh, like, teenagers watch cartoons, too. Yeah. And I adults. Like, the Adventure Time, to- like, almost tone, where it's like anybody could watch it. and for uh, that's, Or Hilda. Yeah, or Hilda. But it's just like, uh, I guess Disney, like, I just don't watch enough of the stuff to realize, oh, they make this, too. I, yeah, cool. this
0: is, you would probably get a kick if you ever sat down for it. um yeah, You got a big list. But, like, Star vs The Force of Evil. Excellent yeah. Oh, show.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't think i was gonna like star versus force of evil i actually got turned on to that show because of a of a thing I, a clip of it i saw a nine ga- on nine gag nine mm-hmm. Gag, and that got me on star versus force of evil i'm like this show was put out by disney because the first few episodes i'm like i don't know if i like this but then it just started picking up i'm like no this show is freaking awesome yeah mm-hmm. like the whole like when princess marco makes her first appearance i'm like this show is Polo. effing great
0: right and uh, uh, Gravity Falls is notorious for being like oh, a, no. a surprisingly more adult
1: Disney Channel show. It kind of set the trend. For, I like, want to cool. say new I say, new stuff at
0: Disney Animation.
1: I think it was you who turned me on to Gravity Falls, Sparks, and I thank you so much for that because that show is effing amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad that Disney Animation keeps uh, pushing forward um, progressively. I will say because uh, you're not done with Star Wars The Force No, No, I'm, I'm Megan probably... Megan and I are still finishing the last season, uh-huh. but we did watch a couple episodes last night. I didn't mention this in my nonsense, but I'll mention it here because it's relevant. Uh, they showed that a character turns out to actually be at least bisexual, if not flat out a lesbian. Right? Really? And I was like, dang. And they went for it as much as you possibly could on a Disney cartoon. Right on. Uh, Like, it, it was not overt, but it was clear.
1: I think I know who it is. Yeah. I think, but I'm not... Do well, you want to... Go ahead, take your guess. Um... Jen? The Are one the, the the one with the beanie? No. Jenna? No. Okay. Fail. <laughs> All right. It was a guess. It,
0: it's it's good. It's good. Like it's they good? did it in a full way where like it's a character who we hadn't seen for a while and we see them again and then it's oh, like a okay. uh, uh, yeah. I, I actually learned a whole lot of things about myself and then I... we see them go away uh, with a person who had clearly been implied to be their partner and they're both holding hands. I really uh, in a a very re- that. Romantic romantic I need setting. to
1: rewatch Star vs the Forces. Of...
0: Oh, is it is it Princess Scissors?
1: Or, no, no, no. No. Um, nope. Stop guessing. Okay, I'll stop, stop guessing. guessing. You're off. I'll stop uh, guessing.
0: Anyway, uh, just really cool stuff and I'm glad that Disney is like still pushing that direction. Although unfortunately, Star vs the Force of Evil canceled. I am still mad right. at.
1: Disney for that but question is um, Forces of Evil is that on Hulu like now or is yes it all of the seasons all- are now on Hulu yes okay I know yeah, what you I'm can watching watch it later tonight uh,
0: enjoy that now because it's probably when Disney Plus launches I'm still moving to that once I know you'll it. have that too I'll but have um, it. I'm, I'm just letting you know alright uh, Walking Dead Universe
4: the stupidest name yeah I really hope that's not what it's it's a
0: dumb name but I do like the concept I really I really think it might be rip I mean I think that's dumb but I really think it might be Stargate Universe that
3: makes sense though Stargate no Stargate Universe. Was no, a no Stargate Universe. Makes they should sense. have taken a page no, from yeah. Steven Universe, just called Walking Dead Future. Jesus. Oh my God, cyber zombies. <laughs> no, just like te- no, it
0: is the future. It's it's a long time after the Walking Dead. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the first generation that was born into the dead world. Air yeah. quotes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, not a long time after, but uh, a, over a decade. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, this looks more dynamic and interesting than any of the Walking Dead stuff has in a long
3: time. I will say, like from an artistic like lens, like this is the best looking show like yeah. it has like more going on uh, at least it's from like, like what we saw it's like runaways in the walking dead yeah yeah like, and it feels like that yeah like a bunch of bunch of kids like we're following a mm-hmm. bunch of teens i yeah. i'm i'm kind of into it i'm i'm
0: kind of into the idea of it I, it it's i think what i like about it is that nothing tells me it's the walking dead yeah you yeah. know like it's it's basically just the setting of zombies in the walking dead world which is what the other spin-off show was supposed to be, but there were a lot of things that were like, don't forget, it's The Walking Dead Don't still. forget, Morgan's um, here. Yeah, exactly. Things like that, even before that, even in the first season, it was just like, it, it was very much like still in that sense of like, this is still The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. This feels like it's not, it's not playing to a specific tone that The Walking Dead shows have mm-hmm. been. It's kind of its own beast. The only thing that makes it Walking Dead is the fact that like, like overtly is that the
3: zombies are made the same way. Yeah. The, it, the, the costuming, it the makeup, It does kind of feel like, I mean, of course, it's still, like, a horror show with zombies, but it definitely feels like, uh, like, for a younger audience, almost. Because, like, it's following younger people. Like, it doesn't seem to be, ad, like, there's a lot more jokes. It's not as, like, this is dread, nothing but dread. dread. That's
0: what I mean. It's, like, it doesn't feel like it's beholden to the tone yeah. that the franchise has been defined by up to this point. Yeah. And that, more than anything, makes me go, I think I'm going to give this a chance. At least watch first episode, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to give this a solid shot because I, I'm, into, I'm into this... Th- this idea of like rebuilding society fundamentally well, not even just that like what is your perspective when you've grown up in a world full of zombies yeah. oh yeah I'm, I'm into that that's a cool concept and the fact that that's being explored in a way where it feels like it's very artistically free I'm cool with it you know what uh, video game does that very well The Last <laughs> of Us it does you're correct mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm, I'm into it now I am so too. we'll see I'm shocked I definitely I'm like the one character who seems like grossed out by everything but has but has to live in this world anyway oh, yeah. uh, like like very clean at all times is she the one who vomits on
3: the on no the, no the other one that's like stayed the there kid. when they vomit
0: and like is looking away but is wearing like the brown blazer yeah oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah I got the second
1: he walked out I was like dude that is not zombie wearing yeah. attire why, yeah. why are you doing yeah, this yeah. he's gotta look good I really like it um, yeah. so we'll see uh, th- this is the most optimistic
0: I've felt about a walking dead show in I don't know how long four years for me <laughs> Uh, s- three years. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh yeah. Um I, I, I was kind of poo-pooing the idea of having another spin off series, but if this if it's going to be this like different w- really different, I'm I'm cool. Yeah. Like I'm into it. Same here. <clears throat> and and uh honestly I I hope that if it if they do any connections to the other series, it, it takes a long time to get there. Same. Um Avengers damage control.
3: I love those things.
0: Uh let me talk about what it is and then we'll talk about what we think of it because the trailer is really just uh, uh, teasing up the design of the suits that you're supposed to be wearing in a brief clip of uh, Shuri. Yeah. Um, So the Marvel Cinematic Universe is entering the world of virtual reality in a new partnership between Marvel Studios and ILMX Lab, an extension of acclaimed special effects studio Industrial Light and Magic. The virtual reality experience Avengers Damage Control has released its first trailer featuring Shuri's designs for a new armored prototype blending Stark Industries designs with Wakanda technology and showcasing the vibranium infused power suits. People play in teams of four to test the design and take on a familiar enemy from the Avengers past that wants to steal the technology, according to a description for the game. Teams must stop the enemy before they unleash an oppressive new age upon the planet. There will be appearances from Avengers like Doctor Strange, Wasp, and Ant-Man alongside others. It's unclear whether Actors Bandit, Cumberbatch, Evangeline Lilly, and Paul Rudd will reprise their respective roles in the game, but considering it is a Marvel Studios project and Letitia Wright's already in it, it seems likely. right, guys, real quick. An mm-hmm. anime from uh, their, an re- anime one more thing. Okay. Releases for a limited time starting October 18th.
3: Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, an enemy from their past. So the past Marvel movies. He wants to usher in an age of something. Who is it? Ultron. Yeah. It makes sense that to Justin to you. Hammer. <laughs> Man, dude. If <laughs> Sam, <laughs> if,
0: Sam
4: <laughs> if Rockwell comes just back,
3: back, I will buy a VR helmet to support Sam if Rockwell. He comes so, back. so let
0: me be clear. This is not a VR game thing. Yeah. This is going to like the void like a space that Disney. is at downtown Disney where they've been doing the Star Wars and wreck Ralph yeah. ones, which have been received very well. Okay. Um, this
3: is a go-and-do-it experience, not a game. Got it. Because okay. yeah. we, we did watch a trailer for Iron Man VR yeah, that does that's not for look the, this good. is, an entirely, is this, for the PlayStation VR. This is yeah. an
0: entirely different kind of experience. Yeah. And from what I understand, the Star Wars one in particular has been incredible. I've, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Um, so Marvel Studios also putting all of the work into this where they bringing in the actors, Quality. at least Letitia Wright and everything, and... Yeah. Um, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, uh, I certainly am interested. I think we should go try it. It is oh, yeah. near us enough. We could do this. Heck yeah. Um, so I'm interested in
3: taking the time and, and let's go do this. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. Definitely. Uh, I'm still just not crazy about Shuri designing yeah. Iron Man suits, but that's just me. <coughs> yeah. Whatever. I know that there's that fear that like
0: Shuri's going to be the Iron Heart now, and I'm like, what I think it's mo- I don't think that they're they're thinking that, but I do think what it does open the door for is that Riri could now come from Wakanda.
3: Which I don't know how I feel about that either. Uh, it, that uh, I s- you can make it work, man. I but know, like her could, her character takes like she's from Chicago and her parents were like, in, like okay, were killed. This could place.
1: just me being narcissistic, and if it is, I apologize. <clears throat> but I really like the idea I had where she is Rhody's niece, and yeah, then he correct. has to take care of her because he's next of kin and her parents died. The yeah. idea Ben had. Shut up. <laughs> Did, I did think of that. I'm pretty sure other people
3: have thought yes. of that. Same uh, we just, we, we actually
0: all collaboratively talked about those ideas, and, yeah. and you and
1: I were both thinking the same
0: thing, uh, which is do we were doing want the Future of the sh- MCU. I just yeah. don't want Shuri yeah.
3: near Iron Man suits, because it just gives it, gives it gives no, no, an no. impression. It
1: gives yeah. the idea that she becomes Ironheart, and I I think I've heard some people say, oh yeah, she should become the next Ironheart, and then I'm screaming, no, it's Riri Williams, you yeah. idiots. I,
0: I think that the intention is for it to, to be like the Iron Man prosthesis for this virtual reality thing, like helping to armor up people to help the Avengers. Yeah. Yes. Because um, it can't just be the Black Panther costume because the Black Panther costume is specifically enhancing T'Challa. Yeah. So it's using the basis of Iron Man to be something you get into, but Wakanda technology to enhance its power. And also yeah, like, sense.
1: and also the Iron Man design mm-hmm. could be an homage to Tony Stark because obviously he, he died. 100%. And yeah. everyone is like super sad that Tony Stark is gone. So this could be Shuri's way of honoring Tony Stark. Very true. And her just like mixing her technology with his everything. You're saying it'll is be
0: right. it'll be interesting to see how they if they even treat this as any kind of like acknowledged like, canon.
3: Yeah, going forward. Yeah, um, because you know it does damage it, control technically exists in the in the MCU. It's, it is also interesting that they're calling it that. Yeah, Because yeah. damage control is a company that is like a construction company that yeah. fixes buildings after superheroes destroy them. And who would and and Tony Stark had designed that
0: company and, and built it and everything. What rich person would take it over and yeah. help fund it after that? probably T'Challa. Yeah. yeah. There are re- there are links here. I can see it. Okay. Um. Well, it, I want to go do this. So we'll so We'll talk about more I, in the future because I think we'll get together as a podcast and go do this experience. Hell yeah, baby. That would be fun. Um, it, Honestly, four, I got four-person sure nice four so. teams, by the way. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, you and experience. there's four of us, even mm-hmm. though Brandon's not here right now. Uh, I know for a fact that at least Megan's going to want to go I'm probably pretty sure fanny, no, and probably so, yeah. Fanny, so we'll probably be dicing it up a little bit. Probably. But we'll, we'll do it. We'll figure um, it out. On Avengers news... Uh, there was a new Avengers game trailer. I think the trailer looks really good. It definitely looks better than everything we've seen up to this point. Yes.
3: I think, uh, so now I am sold on the story. I wasn't yet. I am still sold on the story. I am not, des- I am not sold, sold. on the gameplay. No, because it the, is still the game design. A, it is still a Destiny type game where yeah, like. Yeah, I'm still not sold on that either. And like everything I've seen, it looks like generic third person action. So I'm yeah. just like, I'm there for the story. Kamala Khan coming in is cool though. Dude, that is really great. Uh, but again, as I talked to you before this, uh, this game has been in development for almost five years. Yeah. And there's gonna be a lot of inhuman stuff and When can, Inhumans was big. When Inhumans was big a couple years ago. And again, I love that Kamala's there. And she is an inhuman, so I'm glad they're not changing that. Yeah. Sure. But it makes me wonder that there's gonna be relics from a couple years ago that's gonna be in this game. I'm like, oh we that sucks. Yeah. I, I don't know if it
0: matters as long as the game is handling that those elements properly. Yeah. Because as long as it works in that story, whatever. Uh, um, but so but we'll have real, to
3: see real quick in the trailer uh, Bruce says that we did this to Kamala Khan as in they created Inhumans or something hmm. <sighs> And that's what I'm not a fan of. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. Terrigan, again, a couple years ago, Terrigan Miss was a big thing. There was there was Inhumans versus yes, X-Men, yes. and I'm just worried that that's what we're going to
0: We're going gonna, to have to see uh, how this all shakes out still, even with the game design. Kamala Khan being a
3: main character in an Avengers game is an incredible, awesome, yeah. uh, forward-thinking thing. That's amazing. I yeah. love yeah. it. it is. She, her powers are super cool. Like, they look great. Big hands, baby. Oh, yeah. It's my Reed Richards that I'm not getting. <laughs>
0: uh, I was definitely hit, sitting at a, well, I don't care. Uh, when the last thing for this game came out. So now sitting here at, like, maybe, we'll yeah. see. Yeah.
3: But we still have to I'm see. I'm still kind of iffy. Uh, let's talk about the Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman.
1: Yo. Guy
3: Ritchie's going back to gangstership, baby. I'm okay. I
1: really dig this. Have you seen
3: lock, 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 Stock, and Two Spoken Barrels? No. Have you seen Snatch? No. Okay. Oh, you Snatch should, you, is so You guys, good. you should watch that movie. Hey, I'm into this because I like Matthew
1: McConaughey, and also Charlie Holmes is one of my favorite guys, so I want to s- support him. Sons okay. of Anarchy,
3: dude. I mean, no, okay. Uh, okay, I'll give you that one, and that's it. <laughs> Um, yeah, hey, I looked in Pacific Room. I don't care if his accent goes I, in and out. Every uh, once in I'm a while. personally really excited about Hugh Grant. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. sold me. What has
1: that, he that been sold in me recently? Hard.
3: Uh, Cloud could,
1: Atlas. That was five I don't years ago. I, I know. I haven't seen Cloud Atlas, so I didn't know he was in that. Uh, he's. I'm sure he's doing. Oh, he's, he's actually really good no, in it too. He's okay.
3: on a. He's on like a uh, like a BBC or a Showtime TV show. Okay, like he's doing stuff. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I I really like. The, the whole look of this uh, I think Guy Ritchie's bringing a lot of uh, what he does best to the table yeah
3: dude gangsters like great character stuff uh, really flashy uh, like, flashy scenes I like how Matthew McConaughey is talking about Henry, how Mary Jane is his only vice what's his yeah.
0: Henry Golding is that his name who the one from uh, uh, the Asian American uh, oh actor.
3: I think it's he- yeah I think so yeah it's I'm gonna look it up. I feel bad that I'm forgetting it. Henry I'm Golding, sorry. Yeah.
0: This has a star-studded cast uh, from H- Crazy H- Rich Asians. He's the guy I want to be Namor,
3: so I, I should have his name in my Namor. Yeah, Namorita. Did you know there's a character named Namorita? <coughs> no. It's a lady Namor. Yeah, oh. Henry Henry Golding. Henry Golding, you got it.
0: Uh, he's awesome. I'm glad that he's in this. Cool. Uh, I I hope he has a really solid presence.
3: Yeah. In it. I love Matthew uh, McConaughey he he talking drugs. It's always fun.
0: Yeah. Uh Matthew McConaughey, Hugh Grant, uh Charlie Hunnam and Henry Golden. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it, it's not surprising to see Charlie Hunnam there after uh he and Guy Ritchie did the Arthur movie that that oh, didn't yeah. work so good.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that well, I forgot. One day I'll I will finish honest, that movie. No, I honest to god forgot that he was No, a, I know. A lot Ritchie. of people did. Everyone did.
0: Um uh anyway, uh in a similar vein Uh, Uncut Gems, you guys wanted to discuss? I uh, did. Adam Sandler films.
1: Saw the trailer for this in front of Joker.
3: Holy shit. I want to see this movie. Listen, guys. One A24. Yeah. Two Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's actually Adam, acting. Adam Sandler's doing his best John Turturro.
0: Yeah, 100%. Joking. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I know, like, we know Adam Sandler's done movies with John Turturro, so he's just picking... Yeah. He's really, like, uh, leaning I into was, that. There's no way you can tell
1: me that he's not at least pulling from John Turturro yeah. a little. I was freaking sold on the whole, like...
0: <clears throat>
3: Golden Furby necklace that he had. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. So, this movie is is about. Um, I don't know if it's based on a true story. Do you remember if it said that? Uh, I don't I, think so. Okay. No. But there are real I, I basketball know. stars in this movie. Yeah, like, right. a lot of the people in this trailer are real basketball stars. And it's about gambling and betting on, uh, like betting a, on games a, and stuff. Yeah. Like, a jeweler trying to place a sports bets. So, it's a, a gambler who puts, like, too much money into a bet and then it all goes yes, wrong. Yes. Uh, but, like, he seems really shady and kind of oh, gross. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a role Adam Sandler has never played. And this is the exact kind of thing I wanted Adam Sandler to do for the last, like, 10 years I just love the color scheme of it it looks like a, it looks, it looks it, it dirty it looks like something
1: out of the 70s kinda. yeah it, ha- it looks like a Martin Scorsese movie <laughs> yeah, yeah I know, but really, I don't think it's based on anything okay cool yeah but it takes but it takes place during the during the modern times like yeah. he's talking about the Celtics hey we need to play some <clears throat> uh, big money on the Celtics and it's like that's the stupid Kevin Garnett ever is, is that his name
3: Kevin I don't remember. I'm not a big basketball guy I don't uh,
1: know <laughs> yes <laughs> it is
3: it is okay yeah that, that, that guy s- is in this movie he sounds like he's a big Celtic yeah Um. but yeah I just it's Adam Sandler doing serious heart is in this too yeah uh, the the weekend, weekend, the the artist. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Palm Clementiff's in this. Yeah, she is. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Mantis from. Oh Fox yeah, Fox. I know, I know Palm. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for Adam Sandler to actually try, because all he a, does is make like shitty Netflix movies with his friends. Those like stupid I comedies.
0: I haven't seen Idina Menzel on the screen in like a live action. Don't you thing mean in a the weekendly talented?
1: Adele Dazim. no really wait Adina Menzel is in this movie yeah Yeah. she's his wife oh my god I thought she looked familiar yeah Yeah.
3: she's she can't let it go I love it oh Ryan Boo. yeah I'm just uh again A24 like I'm so glad Adam Sandler is like 24 is great uh uh, trying to act and like he looks sensational in this movie like I'm really excited yeah I'm I'm
1: down to see this movie I would love to see this movie with you guys yeah it looks looks intense I'm happy Uh uh-huh
3: yeah I'm happy too um let's move on to deathstroke knights and dragons this is oh. a one minute teaser for the new cwc show i haven't watched any of these cwc shows Neither have I. but i watched this trailer uh and it's deathstroke uh, murdering fools being snarky and i'm like I- i'm, I I'm into it, it. no yeah.
1: i i just love how he's going to general i'm thinking he's like oh he- you're here to kill me and then he's like i'm a mercenary not an idiot yeah the president is the the former president of this like whatever nation is pr- depressive do better and then he's like yeah oh there's about my fee and
3: then he's like oh yeah kill him and then pop 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 pop. you were saying yes uh yes uh deathstroke is a super awesome complex character who has a weird morality to him as you saw in this trailer uh-huh. like he'll he'll kill the guy who paid him if he's a bad guy which yeah. is which is neat but also he loves to kill teenagers so like he's a he's a really weird guy but uh this gave me almost like a genny tartakovsky like feel like or, like a real brutality you know what kind of that i that i was like i i will watch the show yeah i will watch that constantine show because uh, we, we got dc universe baby yeah Oh yeah. It's so a Constantine uh
0: yeah showed, yeah. Um yeah. Picard. Looks good. Whoa. Engage. Yeah. Uh now has a release date, January twenty third. Uh yes. that came out with this trailer.
3: Uh I am uh, as have you seen any Next Generation, Ben? I've seen bits and pieces of okay. it. I as, haven't seen a whole as episode. As right now, the 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 biggest Star Trek fan on the podcast, you are the Brandon now. I am the Brandon just for <laughs> just for right now. Uh, you are the Brandon. For this now. trailer, uh, I like that first trailer a lot. But this trailer, like after like seeing all those characters again, I'm like, oh shit! Like this actually looks really good. Uh,
1: even though I've never seen all of Next Generation. I know parts of Next Generation yeah. and I want to watch this. Like seeing... Uh, uh, seeing Riker come back. Yeah,
3: Riker and uh, Diana Troy and yeah. Data and like seeing like a bunch of Data clones and like... I know those people from that movie. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, right. We did. Oh, we did. Hey, check out our Star uh, Trek Nemesis, uh, Nemesis commentary yeah. from like two years ago. Uh, this trailer was really good. Yeah. Um, and it definitely sold me on Picard. Picard? Probably not going to buy that streaming service. I just love. I have a lot of Star Trek to watch. Yeah. I just love it when Picard walks
1: up and he's like, he's spelling his name, and then the guy behind the scene is like, it's good to have you back, Captain. He hands him the visitor's badge. He's
3: like, I know who you are, dude. Well, no, he says like, it's nice to see you up and get- up and moving around, <laughs> old oh, yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I kind of wish it was just him farming, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. And
0: it where he's like uh I'm trying to make the federation be what it's supposed to be and it's like this mm-hmm. isn't your house anymore. Go home. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, that's some that's some that's some good shit.
1: And he puts the badge on again. He's like I want to go back up there more than anything. I'm like, "Oh, yes. I would love to
3: engage. <laughs> engage."
1: Uh yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I know Brandon liked it a lot too. Of course. Lupon the 1st. <gasps> oh, oh my effing god,
3: you guys. This looks a freaking amazing holy shit i'm not joking i think that this might be the best looking animated movie i've ever seen yeah like in terms of sheer animation like like uh, pixar whatever like uh, Ryan, this is what i want every animated movie to look like Ryan, I, I, I am will, so in love with it i will
1: 100% agree with you i want every anime movie that comes out if it's not 2d i want it this style it looks so i want good. it like this it looks like it's a billion dollar movie this it's looks like, so bloody good
3: and it was in japanese so i don't know what the story is i don't <laughs> know what they were saying either but i love it yo man it's i freaking love it it's a good style I uh, really like it's, it. It's like, really you said like, it's
0: like a, what, Tintin up to a thousand? Yeah, yeah it's like Super that's Tintin. that's what you're saying. Super Tintin. Super Tintin.
3: Like, it, it, it's so, it's so. Boy, uh, that would be an anime movie in itself. Super Tintin. Tintin super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Lupin is a, he's a he's, a, he's, he's, he's a, thief. a thief and he hangs out with detectives and he sells crimes and he's a, he's a cool guy.
1: There's like mm. this creepy box. Once again, the trailer was all in Japanese. We, they, there are no subtitles to it. We have no idea what the frack they're saying, but it's still, it looks so gorgeous that you don't care. Yeah. Like man, I want to. I want to support. I want to support this movie real hard. So do I. Yeah. I, I it has. It, it is if, coming to. America. If there will be a fathom event, it's
0: definitely coming to America. Yeah. If there is a fathom event for it, which I suspect there will be. I'm pretty sure there is. I too. will let you
1: know. I need to. F- I need to make time to go see this movie. I want to see this so bad. Yeah. I remember watching Loop on the third on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. I only. I was only able to watch a few episodes because my parents were like, "Oh yeah, sure, whatever." You still have to watch Castle. Of I do Ostro. need. To,
3: yes, I do need to watch that. It's Miyazaki joint, baby. I know,
1: I know. Miyazaki Lupin the Third.
0: Thirty years. I haven't thought of it.
3: Yeah, I haven't thought of Lupin in since I watched it like on Toonami or Adult Swim all uh, years ago. But, I yeah.
0: watched most, didn't finish it, uh, just because of moving, um, uh-huh. uh, and then I didn't pick it back up. But I, I watched most of the most recent Lupin uh, anime series. Still excellent. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, awesome too. animation for that one too. Sweet. That was two yeah. D, but it's awesome. Um... Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, we'll be supporting it. You'll probably hear more about it in the future. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. The King's
3: Man released a new trailer. I like this trailer Just a lot. after we
0: finished recording last week, actually. Literally, yeah. like,
3: like, a minute after I checked the news, I'm like, yeah. oh, a trailer.
0: Uh, so, The King's Man, uh, this trailer looks a lot more like what I want yes. than yeah. the first one. Did. 100%.
3: The first one kind of just looked like a weird World War One movie with and and I'll say a,
0: a correction: we were
3: we were believing that Aaron Taylor Johnson might be playing Respite, and he's not. It's Reese Evans. Um, I we wanted it to be Alien Tilo- Aaron Taylor Johnson. I wanted to believe in him. We wanted to him have a win. I really did, <laughs> but uh, nope, it's Reese Evans. No, who was the lizard and Spider Man? <laughs> but he's a good actor. I mean, good for him. Yeah, he's good. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah this is what more I wanted like crazy action like really weird character stuff going on uh-huh. yeah. like the, the action looks awesome trailers just cut much better too yeah. Han- uh, G-
1: uh, Digimon hansu D- D- I know I, I can't Giamon s- Giamon Hansu is kicking ass with a the sword yeah. um, there's there's a lot of great looks like in-
0: he's going to get to be more of a character in this yes. movie than he's, ever, he's been allowed to lately which in the big, makes me happy he's hits always
3: just like a side character I, I, yeah. I really want more for him so do yeah. I I hope you're right sir I hope you're not done in the MCU he was oh. the voice of the black panther animated show that came out years ago that's awesome oh, uh, oh, on sweet. mtv i think it was mtv Wasn't
1: yeah. it? i think so well, i know Spider Man had a, they had a no that i'm cool.
3: talking about like like way after that
1: okay yeah all right but i <laughs> i love him in this i love uh um the main guy reese even reese Evans.
3: oh you're talking do about mean,
1: uh, um, uh do you mean uh
3: voldemort yeah voldemort got you oh ray fines yeah. ray fines thank you thank you his name is spelled ralph but it's pronounced rafe, rafe. english people are weird <laughs> weird names <laughs> Yeah,
1: I love I love him. I love the the um, Gimon Hansu. Just every, even Ras, the, Rasputin when he started talking, I was like, "Man, this is just, right. Rasputin
3: is like one of my strangely one of my favorite fictional characters exactly. who's also a real person." Exactly,
1: and also, um, uh, I want I want to say it was Sparks who was saying this feels more like a Kingsman style trailer or this. And um, I agree. This makes me think of the other two Kingsman films, and yeah. I really am looking
3: forward like to a this. like a weird like world plot, and then like a secret society having to stop it, and like the formation mm-hmm. of it. This is like that's what I wanted yeah. from that first trailer. And I
1: know, Ryan. It may not be your favorite, but I just love what they did to War Pigs in this trailer. No, this is fine. No, song.
3: I have a problem when they slow it down and make it like really dramatic. Oh, make it more operatic. like when it's like like a uh, like an acoustic oh, slow version. Okay, like okay. in every Hollywood big blockbuster movie. Yeah, no, this was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really oh, liked yeah. it.
0: I did too. Um, this has me more jazzed about it. I hope it uh, is overall more effective than The Golden Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Still the
3: only not great Matthew Vaughn movie. Right, yeah. And it's a shame. Still not mm-hmm. bad. No. No. But but definitely a dip. Yeah. And I hope this isn't a dip. Definitely. Because if this is a dip uh, as well- Get away from Kingsman then. I'm, I'm going to say I yourself. don't want any more of it. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Don't ruin yourself.
0: <clears throat> okay, finally- Real uh, quick,
3: Matthew Vaughn said he wanted to do a Fantastic Four movie, and- the second that I got put in my head, I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> I still, I still, still kind so of good. want them
0: to give it to uh, Adam Reed? McKay. Oh, Adam McKay, because he's he's been like chomping at the bit for yeah. it. Yeah, um, even if him. he doesn't do like a bunch of them, like, like just one yeah. would be okay with me. Um, he's shown he's one. got he's got some good chops for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Birds of Prey uh, released a new trailer. Sure First did. full trailer, yeah. uh, really. And um, the, the I have Joker and I broke up. I have some real quick thoughts from Brandon, who's Quickies. not with us, but he did share this with me. What you got? Um, to say? Birds of prey. Uh, the comic book influences that we see presented are all elements I don't like. So the film almost looks to be working against me in a way, i.e., uh, DCU Black Canary, New Fifty Two Harley. We disagree on that, <clears> hundred percent. <throat> Uh, looks to just be a Harley movie that other characters happen to be in. That is I and do. the I, young girl isn't that, credited yeah. as Cassandra Kane, so I wonder if that's who that is. It is Cassandra Kane. Uh, if it is, why is she so chatty? Um truthfully it looks fun. Happy to see the hyenas. Yeah. The
3: uh, uh the what the hyena's
0: Wait, I'm sorry, what were you saying you disagreed with him on?
3: Uh, uh, the DCU Black Canary. Oh, okay. I am a big fan of her being the rock star. It's the same thing. It's <coughs> kind of a, a steal from uh Gwen Stacy being like a like a drummer. Sure. Yeah. it's the same thing basically, yeah, right. but it's it's with Black Canary becoming a rock star and it makes sense cuz her her superpower's her voice. Uh I definitely uh agree with you and and Brandon on the fact that I don't like I get it, but I don't like
0: how much it's focused on Harley Quinn over the uh, rest of them. You know Just what? like
3: the Suicide Squad,
0: <clears throat>
1: Birds, uh, Harley Quinn is not a member of Suicide Squad or the Birds of Prey. You know what? That was actually... Because I was, when I was watching the trailer, I was like, man, the trailer is good, but this is a Birds of Prey movie, not a Harley Quinn movie, and that trailer is 99% Harley yeah. Quinn. Just like
3: Wolverine, man. Now,
1: that being <laughs> said,
0: this is like a first and kind of short trailer, uh-huh. and they're selling you on the character you're already familiar with because everyone's new. Yeah. Right. So if the next trailer doesn't feature her as much and shows us a lot more of the others... I might change my tune about it. Yeah. yeah, but right now I'm like, it still looks good. It does. It, it looks does. good. It, and and I it looks love, fun. Yeah.
1: I, I do agree with Brandon. I love seeing the hyenas <coughs> again because that that was a big part of Harley Quinn, and I also love the, the, baby. the bits of Ewan McGregor that yeah. we saw. Oh, he I gotta looks, pull up that quote. He looks so great, and he just him talking it was like, man, this is good. He's got to have fun. in I this. I really hope that pull
0: line of hers uh, in this trailer is not the final cut but just for this trailer where she's saying turns out i wasn't the only dame in gotham looking for emancipation uh. i <laughs> did not like that delivery yeah did not work for me S- i do think the beginning bad. line where she's talking to yeah uh, that was good yeah where she's saying uh harlequins are this nobody cares about us beyond that yeah that was fine but that delivery of like i wasn't the only dame in gotham i'm like oh no yeah uh-huh.
3: there's a quote that <clears> humana <throat> crager okay uh I guess this might be a trigger warning if you're really sensitive about stuff. But Ewan said, "What interests me with Birds of Prey is that it's a feminist film. It is a very finely written film. There is a script, a real script that looks on misogyny, and I think we need that. We need to be more aware of how we, we behave and, be, and uh, behave with the opposite sex. We men need to be taught to change. So it's going to be all about Black Mass being a huge old misogynist, and then the girls going to kick his ass. Okay. So I am super. I so I am super down. I kind of <laughs> thought Black Mass was that at the beginning. Yeah, but like it's taking a firm like uh huh." Almost like like social justice extends like, like we're taking the shit out like this is this is bad and yeah. it's like this is a super lady film and I'm all about it. It's the birds of prey. There, yeah, I'm still
1: totally okay with it. Yeah, well, that was the word. thing. things. I'm still totally down with it. I was,
3: oh, uh, what was it? What's but I know Sparks it. and I are big Mary Elizabeth Winstead fans, massive. So yes. like the fact that she's just in a big blockbuster is like is a win. She, she's Huntress, right? Yes. yes. Oh thank God! I just want to see more of her. Helena. So,
1: so do I. About, well, my biggest grab with this trailer is that it felt more like a Harley Quinn movie than a Birds of Prey movie. Because when you say Birds of Prey, I'm thinking a Huntress, uh, Black Canary. They're all there. They're they are, but they're barely mentioned. And it was and it was again. It's like Queen it's like X Men movies where Wolverine's your lead character. This you're, is you're this right, is marketing. You're right. This it, is yeah, marketing. Yeah, it is marketing. I understand that. I mean, once again, like you said, Sparks. If they come out when they come out with another trailer, and we're focusing more on the birds and not just Harley Quinn, not just the prey, then I'm like, okay, I'm down for I'm it. I'm also all for if like this works really well, and they make a
0: Birds of Prey sequel that doesn't have her in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is what I'm optimistically hoping it would head towards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still
1: gonna see this, this movie. Still looks great. Obviously, this yes. movie looks fun. I, I can't think the action wait to see looks really like the action really, looks
4: great. Look really good. Yeah, the I like the great. color palette. Yeah, yeah. Of
0: this movie a lot. Um, yeah, and I'm also I agree with Brandon. I'm glad the hyenas are there. Hell uh-huh. yeah. Uh, it does look fun. So I, I'm hoping that a second trailer, a longer trailer will show... Did you know that the uh, hyenas are
3: named that for Abbott and Costello? Yes, I did. I love it. Abe
0: and Liv. Um, I want to yeah. say I did. But you I do mean. now. Um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that a second trailer will feature more of the other characters. Yeah. I want to see than, that than mask. Her. I want to see what Black Mask so looks like. So do I. And um, I... Also, I'm very interested in the like, uh, kind of whatever it is. It looks like a dream sequence or something where she's in the red dress. Where she looks a oh, lot like yeah. Lady
3: Gaga. Uh, I was actually I was thinking more Madonna, but uh, she looks but a like Lady, Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga. Madonna too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both of them. I mean, Lady Gaga lost Madonna. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Will the Joker be in this movie? No. No. Good. Thank I you. think
0: I think the only amount of him in that movie is going to be that that drawing,
1: the reference, oh God, which God. I'm totally okay with. And she's tra- I also appreciate
0: eye, that, it. that that drawing did not overtly try to make it look like Jared Leto, so we can just move away from that design.
3: Yeah. Yes, yes, please, because I'm over it. Same here. It makes me. It really makes me wonder because uh, uh, to wrap up this Harley Quinn thing. Um this movie was announced, but they also announced like a Joker and a Harley movie and a Harley movie and a Joker movie and all this shit. So I'm wondering if all those movies are still happening because we are getting the Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie. So it makes me wonder if they are still going through with those plans. I don't think so. I hope not. The same here. Yeah. We'll see though. Mm-hmm. We shall see. All right. That's it. Last trailer we're going to talk about is Primal starring Nicolas Cage. I think it looks great. That's all. Go watch it guys. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Killer cats, killer Kevin Duran, baby, on a boat. Primal. That's all oh, man.
0: There you go. Alright, guys. Uh time for our Joker review. Ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> we'll be diving in full spoilers. Uh we're time? not doing any spoiler for the discussion unless nope. you guys uh, feel like it. I don't think so. I think nope. we're just gonna nope. go nope. for spoilers. it. Spoilers. Do you guys um, want to
3: know a really funny thing? Hmm. Um this is a rated R movie. Uh and it made more money this weekend than Justice League did.
1: Oh.
3: I just want everyone to remember that. Uh-huh. Joker's awesome. <laughs>
0: A lot of movies make a lot more money than Justice League. No, did, I yeah. know,
3: but this is a rated R superhero Joker movie that uh-huh. made more money than the Avengers movie. Is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's it just boggles my mind. That's why they made more money than the that's first. That's no, Justice League that's, is like the Avengers. Oh, that's, okay.
0: uh, that's how badly Snyder screwed up BVS, and that's why nobody needs to make a Snyder cut of anything. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just, uh, let's just more controversy. We're not talking. We're not talking about Joker. That part.
1: Joker. Joker. Yes. Jokes abound. So hot damn! First gentlemen. impressions. Hot damn! Ben? That's my first impression. Hot damn. Okay. Uh, Ryan?
3: Um, this is three weeks. Uh, this might be the best month uh, of movies in my entire life. <laughs> the best month? <laughs> the best m- The best month because I had Ad Astra and then All I got right. Villains and then I got Joker. And that's three really great character movies about real, real things. And I'm like, man, this, 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 this is a good time to be a movie guy. Let me tell you. Yeah. I like this movie a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, I overall really like it. Um, yeah. I,
0: I have some, some little things. Uh, it's, I think it's we agree no way on them. Yeah, it's in no way perfect, um, but Nothing uh, overall, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, I I will say, like right off the bat, I think uh, in a different kind of vein, and certainly not to the same degree, this movie suffers from the same thing I felt from the Godzilla film. Both of them, actually, where the trailer is selling me on a kind of uh, you know lofty film that I don't think this film actually is. Uh, with the way that it, it presents itself, in, uh you know, this emotionally daring, dramatic thing, almost like it's trying to tell me something, and I don't think Joker necessarily goes that kind of distance. Yeah, um, not that I'm saying that makes it bad, but
3: I definitely do feel like uh, that that same effect is there to us. A, a I do degree. think it is trying to say something, but it isn't. Yeah, it's not like uh, one the trailers, and two, like kind of the marketing thing. It's like. Uh, there's been a lot of hyperbole and this is a really good movie but I don't think it's the greatest comic book movie of all time no uh, it's not the best movie of this year uh, but I do think it's a really well crafted character piece about about someone with a mental illness and who doesn't get the help and descends to the madness
0: uh, I'll say that uh, the film lives and dies on Joaquin Phoenix's performance if this was a different oh, actor yeah. this
3: movie would not be the same at all yeah. No. Yeah. Joaquin Joaquin is a and it's the reason I knew that like I believed in this movie from the second I heard about it because of Joaquin Phoenix because that this dude doesn't take uh, small roles. He doesn't do movies just to do them. He is a hardcore emotional actor and you guys saw the movie. He puts everything into this role. Oh, he does. It is It is. It is a It is a Oscar-worthy perfor- no, performance. I've, I haven't seen the memes. Pete, There's this great meme
1: of someone carrying a giant Oscar statue and saying, I'm yeah. going to Joaquin Phoenix's house. I 100% think I, he should be nominated for an Oscar. 100%. I, I 100% well, yeah, I 100% think, as of now, I think he should win.
3: Um I I don't know if I've seen enough movies to say I I I know
1: I haven't but as of now he is my front runner.
0: He
3: is definitely like deserving of it, I'll say that. Yeah, yes. I'm not I'm not going to commit to say he's winner. No, uh, I'll say he's nominee. We still got like December like all those Oscar, all the Oscar push yeah, yeah, yeah. films are coming and out. Plenty of films I know we haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. so I want to talk about uh one of my favorite aspects of this movie and it's an unreli- unreliable narrator for for many characters because Arthur the main character he was lied to his whole life yeah. and then we are lied to as the audience. Because uh, everything is through his perspective. So yes. when he, we see things like... Uh, I know this was a concern with Brandon. Uh, like, oh, he's going to get the girl. like I don't want to sympathize with the guy getting the girl. Sure. He doesn't get the girl. No. He actually never even talks Had to the girl. girl. Never he, got her. He, yeah, it is all in his head. And again, uh, I do... Let's say this. I sympathize with him at the beginning because he is someone with, with serious issues, and he's not getting the help. And it, it is a comic movie. It is Gotham City. Like It makes sense. It's a Joker movie. You see him become the Joker. So I don't sympathize with any of his violence, but I do think this is a good movie of showing that like people like this really need help, and sometimes no one's there for them, and that sucks. Yeah. It's what, really awful. One that of being said, he's still a really terrible person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the things I actually really love about this movie
1: is, you know... Um, Going back to other DC films, you see the Warner Brothers logo, you see the DC films, you see the DC logo. This one only does the Warner Brothers, the 1970s specifically, yeah. Warner Brothers logo. Oh, no um, mention of DC Comics until the very end. So
3: I was wrong about when this movie is supposed to take place because I thought the Zero the Gay Blade came out much later. It came out in 1981. So this movie takes place in 1981. Okay. That, and, right. and there's no there's no cell phones or anything that no. give me any indication that but, it's not, which is cool. It's a period But piece. of course, Gotham right. City, what I also like about it is, is that Gotham
1: City is based off New York. And yeah. you can tell that this movie takes place in the, I thought it was the late 70s, or, but late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. But during that time, New York City was a, a shithole. Yeah, it was. New York City was, it was rough. It was horrible back then. So, t- Rudy see, cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah,
3: but what I, <laughs> when he was competent, uh, not also not in the best ways. He shipped off a lot of homeless people to just other cities. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, there's a lot of complications with him. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, not, we're not here to talk
1: about him. We're here to talk about the Joker film. Yes, and joke, and just seeing this movie, seeing Gotham as a cesspool of just horrible things.
3: It feels and, like Gotham City.
1: And one of the things I do like about this movie is I love how it doesn't explain stuff to us. You can see how Gotham is bad. You can see how this takes place in the, in the earlier decade. It does not take place in 2019. It does mm-hmm. not take place in the 1990s. It takes place in the early 80s, late 70s. Mm-hmm. It takes place when things were horrible you have the garbage strike you you don't hear the words gotham city you don't hear anything about i mean they say gotham city yeah you don't hear but you don't hear that until later on yeah all the new stuff was they're saying the city the city is under a thing and you don't hear a main batman character's name until i want to say 20 minutes in when um when penny says i'm waiting for a letter for from thomas wayne
3: and and i definitely know todd phillips todd phillips the director doesn't care about comic books he went out of his way not to make a comic book movie that being said it is a it's a movie called The Joker. Uh-huh. So there are there are elements that I wish simply weren't in this movie. I wish it was just a movie about a guy who goes crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know Sparks. We agree <clears throat> on the ending. Yeah. Do uh, we want to talk about that later or now? I, I don't know. I'm, okay. just, I'm, just, I'm just flowing through. No, I'm it. just checking.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We can we can talk about it. Um, I I didn't need
1: uh, uh crime alley.
3: Yeah, that's that's the that's my least part of the movie. My least favorite part. know what? Part.
1: I didn't need it but I liked how they did it. Uh, I didn't like
0: how they did it. You don't mean Nope, no. Uh, I would have preferred that Thomas and Martha and Bruce walked out of the theater. The uh, guy wearing the clown mask turned and looked at them, and that's it. That's it. Okay. Because that that is is so much much more subtle. subtle, Because I don't mm -hmm. need to see Crime Alley after that moment. He walked out of a Zorro movie. I know what happens. A clown guy watched them and pursued them. I don't need to know. I know they got shot. Mm -hmm. I know Bruce was left with his parents in Crime Alley. I've seen it so many times. It's the only time this felt like a comic book movie. People want to throw the Uncle Ben argument at me that we can't have him in the MCU because we've seen Uncle Ben die twice, so we don't need this kind of thing, even though I'm not even arguing to see him
3: die. I just want to see him. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't need to see Crime Alley anymore. Yeah, right. I don't. And, I don't. And I'm again, done. I, I, really, I, I really love the ending and everything about it, except for... if except it for the Crime Alley If, if it would have stopped with the Joker guy turning his head, we know what's going to happen there, and that would have right. ended with subtlety and like, oh, man, it does set up Batman, but it doesn't say it. But then you show it, I'm like, I've seen this literally not, every single incarnation of Batman.
0: Not only does it like hardline show you it, it doesn't stop showing you it. We get to a point where we jump past... Joker on top of the car with all the people and he's sitting in the asylum and he's laughing and we're still intercutting with Bruce sitting in front of his parents dead bodies and I'm like stop it's not about him Yeah, I don't want him in this movie yeah I thought that was the worst choice in this whole. And film. It, I, I wanted to bring on it, the level yeah. of like the weird musical note in it, chapter two, that we all thought was stupid. Yes, it was on that level where I'm like,
3: "How did this happen? Why is this a thing?" I just bring it up because I want to get all my negatives out of the way because I'm m- I'm mostly positive. Sure, uh-huh. it's it's the one part where I was like, "This lacked all the subtlety that this movie kind of had before," and I was like, "I really wonder if that's a studio choice because I definitely don't think Todd Phillips wanted his his emotional character driven movie to have Batman in it because it was never right. about Batman. No, it wasn't. Uh, that's really the only real hard negative I have. Um, I I have a slight other one. What's up? Um, I I
0: had to think about it for a while, and I'm like, no, I do feel this way, and I I really had to think about the way that it portrays it, Um, and I'm going to try and word it properly. Um, I still don't like, this is a problem I have, um, I specifically come down really hard against uh, a Broadway musical called Dear Evan Hansen for this, Mm. um, that pushes this idea that uh, if you only took the right amount of pills for some vague and never specified mental illness it would solve your problems. And not only does it perpetuate that idea with the amount of pill bottles and we never know exactly what's wrong with him and because Todd Phillips said explicitly, I didn't want to say, I don't even necessarily want to say he's mentally ill, I just want to say he's a little off and in left step with the rest of the world. That's his exact quote on what he said and I'm like, cool, but you still say he's mentally ill. Yeah. Um, and you have him taking all these pills. And then the film further justifies the idea that like once he's off the pills is when he's really bad. Yeah. Which Whoa. are both really dangerous notions about the way we have to address mental illness and the way people... Are, are medicated and taken care of because of it. Both the idea, uh, going against the idea of like, more pills means better. Yeah. And also the idea of like, when you're off pills, that's when you're bad. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that the film just plays into those tropes hardcore. Uh, I wish that that hadn't even been a line said. That he'd stopped taking his pills or that kind of thing, and I probably would have forgotten about it, but I really didn't appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, I you know what um, it's, it's, it's a troubling and, yeah. and problematic thing, and it is one of the times where it makes me feel like I know that we're using these devices to tell the story in a way that is very tropey. We're not actually delving into his psyche, which is fine. It's the Joker. I didn't need to, but I would have wished I would have rather had mental illness almost left off the table entirely then. Yeah, or at least handled in a more thoughtful way where we where we're like, you know, people who have like. Y- you're implying this character could have like multiple things, but we're never hearing about any of them because he has like eight bottles of pills. I'm yeah. exaggerating a little, but not by a lot. yeah. um and and like the reality is like person has maybe one or two. And I would have found that a little more subtle. And, and it it just went for the extreme because, that's that's elaborating and, yeah. and uh something that pop culture does a lot like this
3: is not the only film guilty of it but we really need to step away from it yeah okay um yeah. uh dude that's a it's a really good point <coughs> that i didn't really think of um i yeah i didn't i honestly didn't think of that uh, it, The i don't and this isn't necessarily a counter like again like everything you're saying is 100 right i think the fact that one it is gotham city two it's in the 1980s and it's it is a heightened not real world uh it is it is a tough balance between wanting to tell a real story and a a fictional story, you know what I mean? For so sure, like, and, that, and that's one of the things is yeah. that
0: I, I think if you're going to make that a... a Whether or not he feels that... Because, again, he says, I never thought of him as mentally ill. Whether or not that's what he feels about it, the film portrays this idea 100%. of him carrying mental illness. And we're regardless of the fact that it takes place in the 80s, if you're going to say that because it takes place in the 80s they over-medicate him, that's fine. Then that has to be a point. Uh, we, we have to be... Uh, we're not... Joker is such a high profile film. If you're putting mental illness at the forefront of it, we have to be more progressive, even you're right. with a period piece, yeah. to be saying like we have to be more responsible about how we're portraying mental illness and what we're saying about it. And uh, yeah. and again, like I would have just I would have been more happy if the line where he says I'm now off my pills had just been tossed out because it implies yeah. this dangerous narrative of like that's when a person is no longer trustworthy or reliable and they become dangerous and reckless and, and uh and over medication is a problem. Sometimes actually having the medication is a problem and we, we can't play into all of these things so much. That's a very good point. Um, yeah. And that's and that's just a uh, that is a a intrinsic factor of a thing where like my overall like what does get me about Joker is that I feel like we present a lot of ideas but we don't explore them. Yeah, and yeah, mental yeah. illness is one of the biggest ones where I'm like, uh, you use this to, to shorthand a story, but you're not thinking about it.
3: Yeah, I I uh, it's a movie we have both seen Falling Down. I imagined when I first saw like the trailers this to be a Falling Down. Like of course a Joker has some some problems upstairs probably, but right. I. I, you might be right if they just kind of they didn't they they explored something and then didn't didn't delve into it right and i and I guess I didn't necessarily bother me but now you'd bring it up like it is a dangerous thing to do and I yeah. actually that was really eloquent of you and I appreciate that thanks yeah. yeah uh that's a that's a really good point um and if you've listened to any of Todd Phillips's comments like I don't think the dude even know what kind of movie he was making because some of his some of his comments have been really uh much like the things you were talking about yeah, very yeah. damaging and the things he's saying about like quote unquote woke culture and yeah. all this stuff—it's like I don't even know if you knew what kind of movie you
0: were making, my uh, man. I I agree in a lot of ways. I feel like um, he very explicitly says we never discussed we never discussed what was wrong with him. It wasn't even a discussion, so we never wanted to say it or anything. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it's problematic because you're you're just throwing things out there
3: about mental illness, and yeah. that's that's risky. Yeah, like the stigma, um, like oh, like like about pills and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just something that. Much for the same reason, like this this movie got way too much and way too crazy media attention about like what kind of thing it was going to cause because of what people were just perceiving the film to be. Yes, uh-huh. uh, because of how pro high high profile it is. It is a high profile movie. It does present something about mental illness, but it's very unclear. yeah, mm-hmm. and it's playing into the worst tropes of it that we've seen in pop culture up to this point and and we're, we're getting to the point where we've got to think about it differently. And yeah. I, again, like it is not the only thing guilty of it, but it's a very high profile thing that is guilty yeah, yeah. of it where we're seeing it. Um and it is a focal point of the character. Yeah, and, you're right. and like I said, broad the Broadway musical dear Evan Hansen also guilty of that and I and I don't like that either. Um but, you know, I wish that there had been opportunity to to uh there's both like the uh social unrest like the the economic dis- uh, disruption of Gotham that is isn't explored quite a lot in this film. I don't mind that as much because the it's about him that, not about that. That part didn't and, bother and me. That, right. But I mean like it's there but it's not explored. But much in that same way is how mental illness is handled. It's there, but it's not explored. It's used as a tool. Yeah. Uh and and that's just you know I've beaten this drum enough, but we can move on to oh, other yeah. things. But but uh I, I really, really wish that, that had, had had been addressed in a different way, handled with a more deft hand.
3: Yeah I yeah uh that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um let me see. Uh I really there's a small character, like, there's the the, the, the social clerk that, that helps him Then has to say, oh, I have to stop my meetings. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry? No, sorry, uh, uh, the lady who's here. Who, oh, oh, yes, yeah. okay. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry is awesome. Like, he's cool in everything he's in. Yeah, he's but In awesome. fact, he showed up for five minutes is great. But, like, the social worker who's helping him, uh, that's, it's the small, like, little character moments that I like, that I really do like in this movie. It's She's like, Arthur, I just want you to know, like, nobody cares about you and nobody cares about people like me who want to help you. And, like, that's, like that's the kind of stuff that I gravitated towards more towards the movie and I guess I just ignored the other stuff and you're bringing up some good points. Yeah, um, really
1: yeah.
3: are because um, when I was watching this
1: movie, when I got out of it, I was thinking, I was like, this is a good Elseworlds origin story for the Joker. It's sure. it still is. I it love, still is. I, like I love how the film s- opens with him constantly laughing and you can tell. Oh my God, is disorder, dude. Yeah, how... And then it explains that he has this condition, and then it later further on explains how he got said condition. Yeah. Right, and that I'm like wow, that actually
3: makes sense for a character like the Joker. Right, yeah. um, and like dude, again, Joaquin's performance like he is like actually like it looks like he's harming himself almost like when he's doing these laughs yeah. and he's like choking. Like he's trying, trying, trying not to, stop. to stop. Like, like it's that really that scene, like the scene on
1: the bus where he's trying where he's making the face of the kid and mom says stop, and then he starts laughing. He's like no, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to do this on purpose. Yeah, and then um, like. Later on in the later on in the film on the subway scene, those the three Wall Street guys that ends up killing, and I do feel for him, but he is a horrible person. See, here's I, the I, thing. Now, let me, let me yeah, he is a horrible person, but the way he descends into the madness, and that like later on he kills his mom, which was uh, I, my jaw was on the floor when that scene. Yeah, happened. that's rough. But he was tra- But these three asshole drunk guys start harassing this poor girl on the subway. He starts laughing because he can. He tries to tell them that I. and They start singing this the send in the clown song mm-hmm. and then finally start kicking the crap out of him. And then he kills them essentially in self-defense, it does become a murder. Cause the guy was running away and doesn't need, doesn't need to kill him. But then he sees like, Oh, I, but then when he goes to the media and the media is like Thomas Wayne specifically, which I did not know that that was Thomas Wayne in, in the trailers, which I was like, Oh, that's Thomas Wayne in the movie. Okay. oh Yeah. Sure. um When he says he's like, Oh, these are three great men. These mm-hmm. were three good boys. And they're like, no, they weren't they were assholes who were try who were probably going to do horrible things to that girl on the subway and they were beating a, a man senseless for no good goddamn reason
3: yeah. uh yeah i Again, like that's why there there is a small amount of sympathy because like yeah. like that that part the self where- okay, so like the first shot at uh-huh. self defense I buy. Yeah. Sh- sure, I don't want to get beat up either. Okay. Shots
1: two, three, four, five, six a word. That's
3: knocked. when I realized okay, th- okay, this guy is unhinged. Yes. Like he definitely could have stopped after that first shot. Definitely. He chases a dude and murders him. Uh-huh. And he, he felt good about it. Yeah. That's when I was like, Okay, I see I see the direction it's going. And then- and then i'm um, i was in i was in for it yeah and then of course
1: the first when um, he's watching the show with his mom He's watching the uh, Murray Franklin show, and then there's Bobby that D, that Robert that De Niro. I love see him. that where he it's him in the audience. I'm like, is this a flashback? No, this can't be a flash. And then it's revealed to be all in his head. Oh, the
3: second he was like, oh, come on up, my son. I was like, oh, this is all fake.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is this has to be Murray is dream. like
3: the father figure he never had yeah. watching him on TV.
1: And I love when the girl gets the lady gets introduced, and then I'm, you start thinking is like, oh, it's this is this, this has this has to be in his head. This has to be. Yeah. And then she shows up at the hospital later after his mom was like, is it in his head? And it was revealed it is. I like that misdirect. How, yeah. and the, oh, Thomas Wayne's your son. No, he, that can't be Thomas Wayne's kid. And
3: all this misdirection. Again, the unreliable narrative. Unreliable like Everyone's lying. or Nobody knows what's true. And that's, again, the Joker has like, uh, I want my origin to have multiple choice. Even this movie gives you multiple choice. Yeah, in a way. Killing
1: Joke reference. Yeah. Even the when he does finally go on the talk show. Dark Knight Returns reference. Oh, uh, that's, man, like, that is so like I'll tell you what. Dark, uh, like when he makes that with the old
3: lady, that's straight from the freaking Dark Knight returns. Yes. Um I will say um the first the movie two hours long, the first hour and a half, uh-huh. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I think the last thirty minutes is like is awesome. Yes. I think like once like the talk show stuff starts happening and Joaquin is in full Joker mode, uh-huh. he is like you can't take your eyes off him he is like he's exhilarating to watch and him yeah. and bobby bobby d i always call him bobby d bobby de like him like not taking his shit and going like you think it's okay to kill these people you're disgusting and yeah. it's like seeing the joker i'm like M- i almost would love to see more of this Joker. and hit and him deciding to kill robert
1: de Niro instead of himself was to like a holy shit moment yeah yeah it, it was real good yeah yeah <clears throat> um, like earlier when I said I liked how they did the, the Thomas yeah you're right we probably didn't need to see it I do agree with you Sparks but I like how all the Thomas Wayne stuff's great it's just no, the ending no, no, Batman I, I like the part where we d- up to the, the shooting scene where the city is under a riot where Joker has this whole thing and obviously it's being s- displayed throughout all the televisions the city is on fire and, the, and then we get to the, the Park Palace Theater where the Waynes get out and we see Joe Chill with the gun mm-hmm. and I'm like and I thought, and when I saw that, I was like, I like how it was because of the riots. It was because of people wanting to get back at the rich. They see the Waynes as the richest, most powerful yeah. family in Gotham. Uh-huh. Thomas Wayne not being the great guy that we've known throughout comic lore all these years. I mean, my Earth 2 stuff. Yeah. Being that he is a bit of an asshole. He is a bit of a
3: dick. And again, like all that he's Wayne. still, But yeah. he's yeah.
1: still saying that I'm the only one who can save Gotham. Yeah. And d- ends up the getting, white knight and
3: ends up getting shot in an
1: alley yeah. because he was a rich pompous again,
3: asshole again I I, re- I think it's it's almost beautiful again if the, if if the actual shooting didn't happen if it ended right. with Joe Chill turning his head yeah. that would have been a beautiful look, like oh look, it's right. all connected the, the, like, the way the shooting the, the
1: way that the shooting start or the way that it, the events that lead up to the shooting are awesome I like because yeah. it's not just a random thug walking into an alley killing the Waynes
0: can I tell you what gets me the most about it is like there's and I don't, almost don't blame them for this because it's been done too many times but there's nothing visual. Engagingly different about watching them get shot, so I didn't yeah. need to see. We see, see it. the pearls right. again. I, I turned. The I pearls, turned to Ryan yeah. the moment that the theater was happening. I'm like, if I see those goddamn pearls, yeah, I swear. Them, also, sure pearls. enough, there they were. Like, I just, I, yeah. it was so unnecessary in this film it could have been studio interference for that part it, it sure could have but like uh, i think you're you're not necessarily in disagreement with us like yes it's cool to have the idea i'm uh-huh. all about the idea but that this led it, to the murder yeah. i just didn't have to see the actual shooting yeah. i only needed to see the guy turn and look at them and i you know the, what happened and
1: yes. you see the gun and then it cuts to joker mm-hmm. on correct do, doing his thing correct which oh man um
3: i, I want to talk about uh the scene uh again it's 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 Again the line isn't good where he's like he's off his pills but I do think that scene still is a really good scene, oh, scene I think where, it's a good me the scene where he kills Randall and yes. lets, the, uh, lets um I want to say his name is Harry yeah, his, his 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 little friend. Yeah. yeah, and and he kisses him like on on the on the head. He's like, I you were the only person I think it's who was Gary. Gary, okay. G- you were the only person who was nice to me, Gary. I was so leave. sure. Oh,
0: and the 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 tenseness in the theater. Dude, I and was they so They realize tense. that the door is deadlocked and he yeah. can't and, reach it. And he it. can't reach it. And they're like, oh, he's gonna kill him. So did okay. <laughs> he knew it. Part, and He's gonna kill oh, him.
1: Man, every my theater laughed when he tried to reach up and he couldn't reach it. it and yeah. it, it, it is it's like a it's like a sad it's it's a
0: nervous like oh no for sure thought because the you're second done. we
1: see randall i knew he was dead the yeah. second we see gary i'm thinking not him because he didn't do anything wrong he was literally yeah. tr- a, a good person to arthur yeah and and then when he like goes opens the door closes it looks at him he's like you're the only person that was nice kisses him on the forehead and lets him go i was yeah. like that's that's Holy a shit
3: that's a really good scene and that and that actor is a it's like now he did it so well
1: randall when like when he goes up to Arthur and he says, Hey, here's what happened to you, he gives it to him, he's like, Hey, you can find a way to pay me back. You're my boy. I was like, Hmm. Randall's an ass. He is he an did, ass. no one deserves. He's to also, die, also but very, Randall's a jerk. He's also very creepy about it. So yeah. I was like, Hmm, there's some underlying stuff there. I don't like it. Also, Arthur brought a gun to a children's hospital. <laughs> Which holy crap God, what a guy. And even his boss, um, when he tells us like, Hey, I got complaints from that music store, he's like, I was jumped. Oh, then give it back to sign. I can't. It's shattered. Yeah. And when he just like stays quiet and starts beating up the trash mm-hmm. outside, I was like, "Man, this is—it's
3: an intense movie. It yeah. is.
1: You're you're right. He can't be sympathetic, but the second he gets the goes to the hospital, and he finds out about the hospital records. I love when he's in the hospital's room with his adopted mom, and then he just goes completely batshit.
3: Yeah, man, it's it's that's that what is
1: that is insane. Yeah. Because I remember we were talking about when the first trailers were tra- dropping in that maybe he was being abusive to his mom. That uh, wasn't the case. No. And he finds out he's been lied to his entire
3: life, and then he just goes, "Nah, f it." Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna make my own life. Yeah. Uh, what' not you say some, some of those <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh,
0: let me think about it for a second. I was still trying to gather some thoughts. Uh, I, I think. Um, I, lo- I like the inclusion of little, little Brucey Wayne. I I'll li- tell you. I'll tell oh, you yeah. what. I wish the film had leaned a little farther into the idea that Arthur was kind of always this person. So do I. Uh, so yeah. do I. It's there but it's not there enough. This also still kind of goes back to that same mental illness health. Uh, yes. It, I, I, I always the, like the, you know, all it took for me is like trying to convince Batman that uh, all it took was one bad day to push me over the edge. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the whole notion of that line is that that line isn't true. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is it's that, like, effect. It, the, the one day is an excuse,
4: but yeah. you were always this. Yes. yes.
0: Um, And they lean it, they... Hint at it when at the Arthur. End. I was gonna say they hint at it when Arthur is alone with the gun for the first night. Oh yeah, and he's imagining the scenario where he says that guy's not a good dancer and shoots him. Uh huh. And I wish there had been more of that. This implication
1: that you know this is actually in Arthur the whole time. He just hasn't really let it out. And like that's the where, scene, like, yeah. the after he kills the third guy and runs mm. away on the from the subway and locks himself in the bathroom and starts his dancing scene. I love all his dancing. Scenes. I do too. I, that's I, the way he expresses himself. Yeah, so, yeah, I was like, that is just so good. Like you see, it's obviously the trailer shot of him in the makeup, his first makeup. It's, good. it's a good-looking movie. It is such a great yeah. scene, and even the scene from the subway, where the cop, the detectives find him, and he drags and he loses him in the subway with all the other protesters. That's I was scene. like, that is this is just so- again the last thirty minutes. Like I have, I have almost no complaints. I mean, I about get that Tom minutes. Phillips doesn't like comic book films, but he made a damn good film. No,
3: yeah, um, and that's the thing, like. He wanted to make a "quote unquote" like realist, like th- this. What if, what if this was real life and someone became the Joker? And yeah. I think this is a a decent version of that. Yeah, I think there's it's a there's good no Ace
1: chemicals. It. There's just him painting. There's like like when he finally when he takes the makeup brush and paints his tongue. Yeah, it's like what the f- yeah. Right, even yeah, yeah. the first scene where <clears throat> where he's at work, and he's trying to make his him smile, and he's crying on the end. He's crying. Yeah. It's ooh. I man. really, uh,
3: uh, the Joker is a really fascinating, fun character in comics, and like you know, like yeah, uh, uh, he's he. There's so many different interpretations. Like like uh, I
1: said, this is a good origin yeah. story uh, from
3: an Elseworlds from yeah. someone else's. I premiere. really, uh, I like the, about the character, like all he wanted to do was to entertain people, and he found a way to do it in just the worst yeah. possible way. Like he is still an entertainer; he's still making people laugh, just not in the way he might have thought. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that's like for this movie, it's like he he got to be happy. Which is, I guess, what you want from your main character, right? right. Uh, I just think... I, I perfectly would love the movie to have stopped when he's on top of the car at the end with the riots. So did well, I. he is like, I am the Joker, I'm the the clown prince of crime, yeah. here are my minions. I thought the
1: movie was going to end, because yeah. it goes to black for a while, and you still hear I mean, music. I was expecting the credits to roll. I would have loved it if it ended there. And then it goes to this, the hospital scene, which... The only part of the hospital scene of him that and I really do enjoy is him walking out with the bloody feet. Yes, oh, that's that's a good look. Because what? That's the, a good okay, shot. so one of my one of my <clears> big, <throat> big big things that I did like about this movie a lot is that it didn't name drop unnecessarily.
3: It didn't name drop like literally anyone. We but the did it like
1: we only name drop Thomas Wayne. We get introduced to young Bruce, mm-hmm. which is fine. Alfred shows up, but we don't know it's Alfred. It's, but we, you know it's his awesome. name's no, no. Alfred. It Pennyworth. is that's yeah. what that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I like. It is Alfred, yeah. but they don't name drop Alfred Pennyworth because yeah. it's like you know who these guys are. So for, I, everyone in the audience see has knows Batman. And made, by that
3: same logic, we didn't need to see the shooting. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yes. Um, I turned to Sparks before Alfred showed up. I turned to Sparks because his mom's name is Penny. Uh huh. I thought we were doing a really weird twist where we're like, uh, this was like. This was Bruce Wayne, Batman, but it's the Joker instead. Like he is the son of of, of Thomas. Thomas Wayne, uh-huh. uh huh. But because her name's Penny, I thought she was going to be like Alfred Pennyworth, because her name's Penny. So I oh. thought I was going to do this entirely weird direction. I was thinking the same thing, and as then you. It, and I actually almost would have preferred that. Uh, what he's saying is that we thought we thought that Al- Arthur was basically Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Penny was Alfred Pennyworth, and they did have a relationship. Okay. Uh, but he's trying to hide See, that. See, at
1: first, when when, Ar- when Arthur gets the letter. I was really scared that he was going to be the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And then it turns out he
0: wasn't. Again, um,
3: all un- it's all lies. Everything
1: in this movie yeah. is a lie. I love it. Uh, your
0: read on the ending, um, since we brought up the hospital scene, is it that there's the car scene, then he obviously got captured, and that's where we're sitting at, at yes. Arkham Asylum?
3: He is, this was not all a dream. Uh-huh. None of that nonsense. Nope. No. He got you've caught.
0: Seen, you've seen that reading, though. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't like it. I didn't I didn't, see, I didn't, I didn't, uh, even consider it till I read it, um, but that that some people are that's saying such, that that's the cheapest trick. That it's in, Arthur. That it's history. Arthur telling a fib. Well, but not with the Joker. It's the it's the joke. It's Arthur telling a fib about his origin. Yeah. To the uh the person in the in the room, who and that's kill- what who the whole kills. thing has oh. been. And then he's laughing at the end. And the only thing that I think even kind of gives it credence that I didn't think about, and then someone did present the argument because I went, "That's stupid. Why would it be that?" Yeah is uh why is it cutting to Bruce with the ki- with the parents while he's laughing in the hospital room at the end mm. why is it cutting between those two images like arthur knows about bruce and his parents being shot and that's what he's laughing at why is it doing that cut especially if we've time jumped to him already being arrested from that night <laughs> for me that's but that's, yeah. but that's but that's the part where like yeah. i don't i still don't necessarily buy it i don't think that the pieces are there to make that true but i'm also like
3: <sighs> to me that just it, again it, it it goes back to the shooting it was like this is like the batman origin and it's like it's like here it is and like the joker was there and blah 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 and it's like i didn't even read i didn't read it as like he's telling a fib or, or he was tied to that i just thought it was like batman you know guys know batman and i, I just again, tying back to shooting like i didn't need that scene either i yeah. just thought
1: i actually didn't think about it i just thought this now it could have been arthur hearing that the waynes got shot this is what i'm saying and him, this him is just what laughing because the person he went to thinking it was his father Got what was coming to him. Yes, and that's why he was laughing. Is like, our um, Thomas is dead. Screw that guy. He got what he deserved. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, yeah. that. I mean, I just saw it because when I first saw it, I was I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, cut, there was a cut to Bruce. I was like, oh, great origin of Batman. We know this. The, the and then p- it cut to him talking to the uh, therapist and walking out with.
3: But he has shoes. a great final line.
1: It, you wouldn't get it. Like, I, I, It's my favorite.
0: It's can I tell you a favorite? joke? Yeah. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, murders are Jesus. Why, what's so funny? You wouldn't get
1: it. Yeah. That,
0: w- yeah. that is a great final yeah, Actually,
3: line. you know, re, it's not the worst read, especially with the Joker, but I just, it, it kind of neg- like it negates a lot of the movie then, I feel like. But that's what I'm saying. Well, and and I... Again, it's multiple choice, so it might not even I'm be not, real. I'm not agreeing with it, yeah. and Todd Phillips is leaning
0: into it, being like, uh, anybody could read What? blah, blah, blah. Of course.
3: Um. But uh. He's not taking a Russo or McFeely no, stance. No, no, uh,
0: but... I think what's what gets me about it is like um, I don't feel like the proper pieces are there, but I also kind of agree with the argument that the the story overall doesn't have a lot of meaning uh, outside of outside of that. So if you did say that it was just a lie, it doesn't change what you saw. No, you're true. Like it's it's all meaningless anyway. Yeah, uh, like you said, it's a film full of lies. So like if it leaves the Joker's origin completely ambiguous still, and it's kind of his own imaginary version of this is. This is how I, uh, you know, his own bowl yeah, yeah, yeah. of I did this. That's how the Waynes died. I did that. Um, yeah, yeah, makes sense. I can't, I can't invalidate it entirely. It's a little odd. Yeah, um, and I still don't like the 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 cutting with the the.
3: Bruce with the body yeah. shots yeah. in
0: the in the ending scene. I do like um, the, the, the final <clears throat>
3: shot of like hit like him being like a Scooby Goo gang yeah. running in the hallways with the but, guys uh, chasing him. Yes,
0: I agree. I sure do wish though that if that was that was the intent that it was clear because it didn't feel like that to me yeah. when I, I didn't consider it until people were saying it and I and then and then it confused me because like people were saying it and uh they were saying like it ruins the whole movie because it, it now it's just saying that it all was, you know, this imaginary origin he'd established. Um and the whole that's what they were saying and I'm
3: like everything was always a lie
0: and I'm like I don't agree with you that that's how it ended because it's not clear to me that that's what the ending is saying however if it was clearly saying that I don't think it would ruin it I think that's actually probably a good idea because the whole thing when Joker was coming out what was the first thing everybody on this podcast said I don't want that I don't want to know Joker's origin true and even yeah. I think Ben railed at the hardest I when did. it first was announced I most certainly did yeah and and you're not wrong like we don't want a definable true no. origin of the Joker every, which this
1: isn't every... even if it's either an Elseworlds story or just him lying yeah, yeah. Like, every time some Casey Casual comes up to me and said oh I want the origin well oh but this is not like killing Joker like killing I always tell him even to Casey Casuals who don't know uh, I'm talking to him about this film, I tell him the Joker doesn't have a true origin story. There is Killing Joke, but uh, Alan Moore has stated that it's it's just his interpretation. Even Batman the Animated Series, the story, the Mad Love episode and the Mad Love comic book, um, Batman tells Harley, "Is like, what version did he tell you? The, was it the circus? Was it the figure skating? Was it this? Was it eight? Was it C? Was it D E F G? Which was it? Do you know how many things he has? Even in Killing Joke, he says, "I want my origin to be multiple
3: choice." It reminds me of um, uh, Scott Snyder's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Death of the Family Run. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the, that was a good. The, run. the Joker. Um, oh no sorry it was after that it's uh, it's after that Endgame. With, uh, Endgame. It Endgame? Endgame yeah where the Joker tells like maybe the Joker's been around for like a thousand years and he's been this boogeyman of Gotham for and like he's been an immortal and he's like is that true I don't know could, yeah. could be could not be and I like that it's ambiguous so uh, uh-huh, I, sure. d- I do upon listening to it more I don't Hate that idea of it, like oh, it was. lie. Everything's a lie. It just to
0: me isn't what the film tells me. Yeah, same, uh, same. But but I I can see the read, and it doesn't bother me. Um, it certainly makes the Bruce sitting in the alley thing at least make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I. I find myself uh, a little upset with it because if they did embrace it, which you know Todd's not, so good good for him. Todd Phillips isn't embracing it, but if they did, it's a very easy way to shy away from. Well, this is why nothing I did had to have weight. Yeah, this is why I didn't have to carry much weight with how I handled mental illness or yeah. anything because it's a lie anyway. So who cares? Yeah, uh, and I don't appreciate that uh, e- even that that idea I, that you can just wash hand wave away uh, so much of like uh what what can be mishandled in yeah. it um, because it's like well this is a lie. So uh, if if you're gonna go that way then make a decision
3: yeah bringing up again falling down um at the start of that movie you don't realize that that uh uh michael douglas he's actually a huge asshole oh massively yeah he and like like he has this domino effect of like these bad things keep happening to him and he and then he eventually becomes like a killer right um but the thing we learn about the movie is he's oh he was always that person and i do wish the joker did more of that because me too i do think like a little bit like he kind of always was like from his like from his debating as a children like he grew into a bad person unfortunately yeah and i do kind of wish it did embrace that a little bit more because he is the joker right mm-hmm. like like uh, we you are adding some sympathy to
0: a guy if who doesn't need it if you todd phillips your decision is that i don't even necessarily believe it's mental illness but that he's out of step with the world as you said then uh convey it don't don't yeah. try to lock it onto a mental and say it's actually more than this yeah. He cannot be treated yeah. Uh, he is out of step. He is not this. Uh, I guess that's unrealistic, but it's also unrealistic to say like, oh, it's these vague mental illnesses, and yeah. uh, once he's off the pills, he's truly again. Free. It's it's the
3: problem with trying to make like a like a gritty Martin Scorsese movie, that, but it's also a comic book movie, right? Like you want to be you want to be taken seriously, but then like you gotta you gotta do it seriously. Yeah, to yeah. me, yeah. To me the, it's shallow. To
0: me, the worst offense is, is entirely like the shallow portrayal of mental illness yeah. is is one hundred percent just playing with fire. Yeah. Um. Uh, there are other things, but that. that that don't bother me like uh, I haven't said enough of this kind of stuff but like my, my big positives are um, when the Joker kills I felt it I felt the impact like it's so easy when you read the comics to kind of forget like how weighty s- these things can be especially with yeah. the Joker it's very uh-huh. cavalier how it's handled most of the time when the Joker kills someone but in this one it's like you feel no rem- realize how hard that would be to watch when the Joker shoots Murray Franklin in the face yeah. Yeah. on live television mm-hmm. realize who he is and that he does not care and you feel the 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 tension and the fear of like a man who has nothing left to lose yeah that actually comes across in this film and i praise it for that yeah, well, yeah. yeah. um the the other thing is uh everything about the reveal of zazie beats uh not really being there with him mm-hmm. is an excellent moment yeah it's uh, so, good. so and i had great. a quick question do you think he just walked out of that room
3: <sighs> oh do you think like he killed her I'm asking. I, I I I wanna say like because we've shown that he lets the good people live. Yeah. I wanna imagine that he uh
0: they definitely they definitely uh it leave it up to the imagination yes. for a reason. There's certainly something to Zazzy Beats' horrific reaction when he puts the fake gun symbol up to his head. Uh huh. Yeah. Um something horrifying comes across her mind and we just hold on that death stare. Yeah and it is a death stare uh-huh. on her uh almost like he blames her for not being what yeah. she what he imagined i would believe if you told me he killed her yeah and again i, would, I love the
1: ambiguity of it i mm. would believe it too i want to say i just I, like there is I was, no right answer yeah. i just want to know your I was, guys re- i was my interpretation what is that he just just stared at her and she's like afraid and he's like yeah there, there really is nothing here for me and he just leaves
3: yeah Cause she. This is pre him killing his mom, right? Yeah. No, this is after. This is, is This is. Yeah. Uh, I, killed... This is I killed her and I had a bad day. Yeah. Okay. Then there's a possibility he could definitely kill her. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> once again, if you do say he did kill her and we just didn't see it, I would believe it. Yeah.
0: Because I'm I'm imagining we don't really know who this character was, but no. who her character was. I would have called the cops after he left. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think she did.
1: No. So I think she died. What about her kid? Also, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she, I don't well, know. in the books, the Joker does kill a mom and leave the baby there. Yeah, yeah. F- with no one to care for it. I think so does Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I'm just saying, like,
0: uh, for him to have killed his mom one day, the next day have killed Randall the way he did. Yeah. If you told me he killed her too. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, she only and she only meant anything to him in his imagination. She's uh-huh. a- practically a stranger. He can kill her easy.
1: Like yeah, he's. She straight up says like, "You're you're Arthur from down the hall, right?" And he yeah. just and he just stares at her, which. Oh, just like that whole reveal scene. I was like, oh my God. It's it really was, good. It was all in his head. Because for a split mm-hmm. second in the hospital, I seriously thought that she actually did like him. That's like she was with him. I was like, but that's so... So oh. that's, that is the one part that makes me not
0: believe the read that it is him telling a fib. I don't mm-hmm. think if he was telling a fib, he would fold his hand to say, I was an unreliable narrator up to this point about yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would do it. Same, uh, if he was lying. Uh huh. So I don't think I don't think that's the read. Like, I think I think it is. Like another real. great
1: shot. Another great part of um, was when he goes to Pogo's the comedy for his comedy club, and he's having his laughing fit. He looks and he sees her in the audience, and then he's about to tell a joke, and you hear the laugh track uh, rise up, and they're walking together arm in arm, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something and it's w- made to imply that, that he had a good well. set. Yeah, uh-huh. but I, I, when he's walking, I was like, we don't hear the joke. Something went wrong. Some. Well, we hear it on the
0: replay from Marie Franklin's show later, and there are no laughs where there were before when Uh we're doing that and she's not been
3: revealed to be fake yet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... uh, Again, man, that whole talk show scene, I love. Just like Robert De Niro, just like, it's like, you you think you're okay? You think you can just do this? You're a monster.
1: the question, the guy with the beard, was that the same guy from Stranger Things or did they just look alike? Which guy from Stranger Things? The the um the oh, God, the, the the FBI like the is conspiracy it? theory guy. No, no definitely not that the was Mark Marin, uh, who's on Glow. Definitely and not podcast. the same guy. All right, but yeah. Yeah, but that whole guy who's with Franklin Murray and like when they go see Joker, uh-huh. That's Mark Maron, yeah. And they're, ta- and they're talking, and they're talking is like, no, we can't we can't have this guy out. And he's like, no, no, I'll be fine. it will be fine. I'll be fine. Should have listened, Murray. <laughs> Should have listened. Yeah,
3: yeah. Again, like uh, taking like uh, I I know um Todd Phillips helped write the movie. Uh, but there was also someone else, and that, uh, that other person clearly knows the comics because this is straight from *The Dark Knight Returns*. Oh yeah, definitely. Multiple things. Uh, like there was its a l- nice, it's a nice little uh, little
1: moment. There were some great comic book references to Joker comics. Um, obviously, I am
3: not—I am one hundred percent convinced that the beginning lines are talking about there's super rats in the city, he's talking about the Rat Catcher. He's—he's a—he's a Suicide Squad villain. Oh, he's a Batman okay. zealous villain. Okay, uh, and I'm like Rat Catcher in the sewers. I believe it. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's probably not. But obviously, the talk show scene
1: made me think of *Dark Knight Returns*. Um, there was another scene that oh, there was another part of that of the movie that uh, made me think of a book, and I completely forgot. The, the scene in the out.
3: bathroom when Joaquin finally confronts Thomas, and he's like, "You're my dad." Scott Silver is the other writer. Scott Silver, gotcha. Uh, but like that bathroom scene, where he's like, "You're my dad," and he's like, and Tom's like, "Dude, you are so delusional. Like, you need to you need to get your shit together." And then he punches mm-hmm. him. and He's like, "Daddy," like yeah. that was such a rough scene. Yeah, Joaquin it,
1: is so good. It in was this a movie. Gr- it was a great scene though. Yeah, but it was also made me think it was like maybe his mom's not really telling the truth. Yeah. And again,
3: was, th- then you see the picture, like uh-huh. like you're so beautiful, sign Thomas Wayne or whatever. I'm like, is that real? Is that not real? Like, no, we don't know. And I yeah. love that we don't know.
1: And then we get to, the, and then we get to Arkham Asylum, and he and the guy gives him the the the, um, the like the, his, the record, his file. the yeah. records. Yes. Yes. And he looks up and is like, wait, this is your mom. And he's like, he reads that the child was abandoned, so we don't know where the Joker truly came from. We yep. don't know where Arthur truly came from. And she does, and we see it, get that flashback of her in a, a ter- well, it looks like an interrogation room. But she's like, "No, Thomas cooked this up." He's like, "No, you're not with. You were never with Thomas. Yeah, you never were." And then your boyfriend abused your son. You let this happen.
3: Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, and then then she gets committed, and uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah. all the all
1: uh, it's. A and she's still talking about how oh, I'm waiting for Thomas to write me back. It's like, what?
3: Yeah, everyone like lots of delusion going on in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even oh, Thomas yeah. Wayne is
1: delusional. Yeah, kind of is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I I like a lot of where the ambiguity is placed most of the time yeah um, uh-huh. it makes sense for the character yeah uh, but they're still like you know we, we've said yeah. um, uh, I really like the performances on the most part um, from almost everybody yeah oh yeah um, yeah uh, I sp- uh, really like the scene where he c- confronts Thomas Wayne in the bathroom oh yeah, yeah that, that was a really good one yeah I brought that up yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I, overall I really like it uh the cinematographer does an excellent job in this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's doing a decent chunk of the work along with Joaquin Phoenix for making this movie
3: be as oh, good as do it you is. you know what's great? The music. And you know why the yeah. music's good? It's because it's Danny News collaborator on Arrival and he's doing Dune and he did Sicario. Uh, the, the music is so good in this. You said very, hereditary. Very films? hereditary. Yeah, like, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the type of music. Like You guys saw Arrival and, and stuff like that. Like, uh, it, it's very moody. Right. I love oh it. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was very effective. I love the
1: violin parts, especially yeah. when he's in the bathroom. Yeah. Doing his dance after yeah. he kills the guys.
3: Yeah. Um yeah, I'm uh I gotta say, like uh, I don't wanna talk about this like out a lot, but like there's so much controversy surrounding this movie. I'm like, this is the movie we got and everyone was so crazy, like Man, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, this isn't the. Uh, this is not the movie I thought it was going to be this at is all. Not,
0: no, exactly. The, everybody, the, I blame the media for yes. for pushing this in a direction. I blame Todd Phillips in a sense for his responses too. He yeah. has not um, helped this movie at all. No, he's uh, he's added fuel to the fire of that controversy discussion yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in a bad way. Um, the the sense of like what this film was going to represent and everything was was misguided and obviously like everybody blew up way too soon. Oh
1: um, yeah. Ryan, I was. Br- uh, right before we started recording, I was, I was looking on Twitter and I saw your threads about how people wanted to s- how people saw it, but they didn't. Watch oh God, it.
4: this
3: is I I yeah I, I don't remember the person that I found on Twitter who said this, but there's a lot of people who have seen the Joker to say they saw it, and then people who actually watched it for what it is. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really a really apt thing of like Good. not actually seeing what the mo- what what the movie is telling you mm-hmm. uh, and just assuming what it is. Yes, like when I because when I walked out of the movie, I
1: saw I thought that this was. I mean, I'm walking out of there as a comic book fan. I was walking into it as a comic book fan. I knew this was going to be a more realistic take. I know there was not going to be any Batman whatsoever. I knew, I had a feeling, I knew what I was going into. I wish there was no Batman. I was walking out of it thinking as a comic book film, as a realistic comic book film, it was, it did a great job telling a different version of a a origin for the Clown Prince of Crime. Yep. And I I honestly did things like, man, people were just, they blew up. Way too crazy. There's like people were saying is like, oh, like, obviously Todd Phillips didn't help, but some people were like, oh, the, the Joker's gonna be sympathetic, but we can't. He's, he's not sympathetic. Stop. You don't have sympathy for him at all. I obviously understand where the concerns were coming from based
0: on the marketing that was happening yeah. I understand it it's just the oh, media so the media just perpetuated it into such an extreme that it, it blew became it out the question at every single just dis- possible outlet mm-hmm. of discussion for it and it just didn't need to right um, and that was way too much like even I admit that like you know when we watched that one trailer I was like I, I voiced my concern that I'm like ooh, I don't know where this is going but yeah it, it, it doesn't mean that like everything that we discuss about the movie should have been related to that after mm-hmm. that point mm-hmm. there is legitimate controversy that you can bring up to this movie, uh, you know, around its portrayal
1: of certain things, but that's not one of them.
0: Right. Yeah,
3: exactly. I think people are looking at the wrong, th- the wrong things about this movie. Like I right. would
1: agree that um, its portrayal of mental health may be a better talking point than other things. Hundred percent. Like, because, like you so eloquently put it, Sparks, that it, it, it honestly, it, it
0: bums me out. I'm waiting because I feel like Waypoint will do it for sure. Oh hell yeah. Um, it, it bums me out that more people aren't talking about right uh, the fact that like this is this is not doing anything.
3: Helpful uh-huh. for the portrayal dude, of
0: mental health in films. In fact, yeah. if anything, it's it's actually hurting it and even you more. You guys know yeah. how
3: much I'm on Twitter, and like I, Sparks, you're the first person I've seen talk about this. And I know a lot of people have seen Joker, and a lot of them yeah. are just. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people shitting on it for none of those reasons. And I'm like, yeah, oh boy, here yeah, we are. I
1: feel that the outrage is at something that is it's at the it's pointed at the wrong thing. Yeah, the outrage should be pointed at what what's uh, Sparks's point. The middle, the um. The portrayal of mental, yeah, a it's, mental it's, it's illness it's in a, this film—it's
0: just a—it's a really weird place for me to sit at with the film because I really do like it. I think there's yeah. a lot of good things in it, but it, but but at the core of the film, like what really bothers me is that there's nothing that says like uh, that that says overtly. Again, like going back to, I just wish that there was something that said this is who he is and it's not mental illness because yeah. it, it very much leans towards mental illness as the problem yeah. of who he is yeah. in a damaging way, yeah. and I really wish that wasn't the like, read, but it is. Like if the film um, went- and and. sorry Uh, sorry, real quick it's mm -hmm. just it's it's uh, done on that level where it's subconscious that's why no people aren't really thinking about it or talking about it it's done on that level where it's subconscious and you don't realize that it's damaging your perspective of it but it is it is
1: it's feeding a beast that's existed like unfortunately when you said when i didn't really remember the line that i'm off my pills now i feel great and then because i remember a friend of mine um she does this channel on youtube called how to adhd and there is that um netflix documentary about adhd that came sure. out uh, of the it's called don't forget to take your pills or something like that that film mm-hmm. and there's a lot of outrage about it in the in the community who of people who have adhd because apparently that documentary t- said oh if you don't take your pills you're gonna be crazy something along those lines i could be very it's, it's perpetuating been, a stereotype yeah it's been yeah. it's been a very long time and if i'm saying anything wrong i apologize and please let me and educate me on this but i was thinking when i saw this oh god i had a train of thought god damn i just lost it shit it's okay oh it was like I remember, when Sparks, when you were saying about if he's just a bad person, it reminded me of Batman Hush. When Batman has that inner monologue in the very beginning of the book when he says, because deep down, Clark is a good person. And deep down, I'm not. Yes. That's not true, because you know you're a good person. Yeah. But if the Joker straight up says, like, no, it's not the meds. I'm just a bad person. That And that would have been
3: okay Yeah that's that's the well, I don't know the, if it would have been okay But it that's would That's the have... one thing that I do wish It kind of was more like falling down I'm Like no yeah. this guy was a bad guy From the beginning It just uh-huh. didn't yes, it didn't help down, that All this bad stuff happened to him Falling down is an excellent example Of what this. What I really wish Okay this you had guys have been. been saying that a lot What is falling down It's a It's a, it's a uh, 90's uh, Michael Douglas movie about, Michael Douglas movie okay. And it's about a guy That's why you said Michael it's Douglas essentially,
0: It's essentially about a guy Who did just have one bad day But he was also kind of a bad person Okay Before that And he just goes
3: worse Because he's having that bad day Gotcha The movie starts gotcha. Where he's stuck in traffic and he just has like a meltdown in the heat and it's, it's like a hundred degrees in L.A. and he's stuck in traffic and like dead in traffic oh. and he uh, he just gets out of his car and he starts walking and then he goes to a grocery store and he has a bad encounter there he goes to and he gets just set off domino effect that just gotcha. reveals the real person that he was gotcha right. and, okay. and like
0: to the point where he has this great line at the end of the movie where he said where uh, the guy the guys uh, cop is putting up the gun to him and and then he's all of a sudden standing there and it, for the first time like really calms down and he goes I'm the bad guy it's such and a, the guy says so- of course and he says.
3: How did that happen? It's so such a beautiful moment.
0: Yeah. Um, So I wish Joker had more of that. Also, Taxi Uh Driver, which is a Martin Scorsese movie, which is what what which is a big inspiration for this. Which is all the more reason why, like, how it, it very much again, Joker is not the only thing guilty of this. It's just. Uh, a high profile one and one that I was kind of hoping would dodge it. Even yeah. yeah. Even the comics have gotten a, a lot better and farther away from implying this idea of just like if you say mental illness you can just put it under that umbrella and put it away and say that's what it comics is Comics has just gotten gets to really be filed good, yeah. away because mental illness just being used in these kind of projects is always just a way to like shorthand something and say we don't have to explain it and it's like it's far more complex uh-huh. and we have we know that the uh, portrayals of it have become far more damaging for a lot of people because of perspectives that it perpetuates mm-hmm. that affects a lot of people. Brandon on this podcast is a person who suffers from depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, you also deal with depression. I there's, just don't like talking about there's, it. There's uh, obviously levels of that that are going on with Arthur in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's more to it, and it's com- it's complicated. It's complicated for anybody who's <laughs> who's going through this. And, yeah. and it's so yeah <laughs> not, Honestly, to get, not to get too political but no, the yeah. thing that the controversy is coming around is all mm-hmm. about like the gun violence and everything yeah. and the reality of it is that it, a lot of people have been putting out there is like one part of the problem is that we're not handling mental health better in this country because that's a big part of the factor too mm-hmm. and this is just further of that same problem um and i really just wanted joker to dodge that bullet yeah. Uh, yeah. i really so, just really did
3: i've seen every single todd phillips movie and he's mostly made comedies um uh he did war dogs which i think it, which is more like a drama comedy but um dramedy dramedy yeah um the dude makes re- he, he's a really good filmmaker but i i do think now after seeing joker i think he is just too frat boy dude bro to Try. to make an actual heavy movie because he makes incredible comedies uh and i think the joker is a good movie but uh i thought this movie was going to have more depth and it's kind of shallow it is. And, and and I guess if the movie, if the trailer's presented in a different way, I wouldn't feel it that way. I still like it a lot, but I, I do wish, and you're helping me uh, realize this more sparks, much like the Last Jedi discussion, uh, certain things should have just been left out of the movie. Yeah, same here.
0: Certain things should have been left out or certain things should have been given more detail. Yeah. Uh, Or alternate avenues to explore. Again, like this kind of goes to like, because he doesn't commit to a decision about is the Joker lying at the end, Uh, it it leaves it in this vague face. Because if the Joker is clearly lying, you can at least wash some of this away of like, why am I not getting an alternate perspective telling me what's wrong with Arthur or telling me a different angle of like how these pills are are helping him or blah, blah, blah scenario or whatever have you. Um, It's very much, it's a character film that doesn't want to dive too far into its character because if it does, it ruins the mystery. Yeah. And because of that, it has to stay vague and in staying vague, it creates slightly damaging portrayals of some things Yeah, that's that's what it comes down yeah. to at the end of the day and it loses impact and, and I wish it was more of a character piece because the thing is like it, it because it wanted to play into this vague land of like is this the origin of the Joker or not uh, it decided not to commit to like this is a origin and actually dive towards that character 100% because it doesn't have to be biblical it doesn't have to be gospel from here on out uh, that this is the true origin of the Joker it just needed to commit to like if we're doing an origin character piece you have to go in. Into the character, yeah. This didn't do that. Um, right. It's still cool. There's a lot of excellent elements. Obviously, the performances are stellar. It's well shot. Uh, there's a lot of great things in here. There's a lot of cool sequences. I don't think I, I definitely haven't been that tense from moment to moment in some of these scenes, like I was in a long time for a movie. Yeah. Um, the way you it carries it me, me through, the way it carries me through the Murray Franklin interview, yeah. is is just like. Hold
3: your breath, waiting. Kind it reminded of moments. me of uh, the beginning of *Inglorious Bastards*. Oh ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Christoph Waltz. That's that is a very good uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a- I was my, my butt cheeks were tense the entire time. I'm like, who's dying in this scene? Is it Joker? Is it Murray? Is yeah. it like some I random? I thought I.
1: Oh man, I was for sure thinking he was gonna finally pull the trigger on himself, but yeah. no, he pulls the trigger on no, Murray. And Murray
0: made him mad, <laughs> and that's and that's excellent. It's 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 really cool.
1: Um, like I love. Also, I love how he goes from, I love this person. This person is like the father figure I never had to hating him in the span of five minutes. Yeah, right. Uh, I do think,
0: one last thing, uh, in the speech that he gives to Murray that there's a little bit of a uh, a missed purpose here in the sense that he is saying to Murray that uh, in a a kind of turn of this society created me Mm -hmm. uh, of what he's saying, He's at the same time trying to say that he's not the political representation of it, and in truth, he isn't. If we look at all his actions throughout the film, everyone he's killed up to that point is always some personal uh, offense that he considers to himself, yeah, not to a larger like. It's great that everyone's noticing him, and he likes that, yeah. But it's not. It's not political. It's not in service of some greater, uh, you know, soldiering purpose. Um, but he handles the final moments with Murray as though he is representing an idea of turning against a society that that R- treats people like this on a whole rather than just him personally. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that gets mixed messaging in a way that uh, it could have been cleared up better. Um, I'll yeah. say that even though the moment is still uh, well done. He in the same stroke that he's saying I'm not a representation of, of this. I am the representative. Well, I think that's this. why Murray
3: is like, like he doesn't say it, but he's like, clearly you are. Look at what's going on in the city. Yes, yes, absolutely,
0: and and that's fine for Murray to say it. It's that Joker himself says yeah. it before he shoots him. Yeah. When you are a society like this, you get this. Yeah. Uh, and, and instead it could have been like when something that is more of him, more personal to him. Um, it, and again, like that, that is part of the like the film just being too shallow, not wanting to decide on a on a. Intent, purpose for the character of messaging, or yeah. or what it's trying to say about him, and that's what you get. You you just get vagueness out of it. Yeah. Um, on some on some level, I kind of wish Joker, the like final look of Joker and who he is, had made his appearance because you say like the last three minutes are really awesome, and they are. I kind of wish he'd shown
3: up a little sooner. I do too. So do I. <clears throat> yeah, because I feel like uh the trailers kind of gave away like the I didn't give away everything, but like I kind of saw like. The beats, uh, the you beats. saw the beats, yeah, and I also Zazzy beats. Uh, but like, I, oh. like the whole, like of course, like the little moments, like of the reveal that like Zazie beats wasn't actually his girlfriend, like something that is great. But like I kind of knew the flow of the movie until the, until he was the Joker. Yeah. Then I'm like, now he's the Joker. I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. Because I knew he wasn't gonna shoot himself. I knew he couldn't. He wasn't gonna do that on stage. No. Right. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I do think like the final moments of him like leaving the theater and like the riots happening and like like he getting rescued by all these jokers and like mm-hmm. him like mm-hmm. I think that is super awesome and like super cool and yeah. like feels when very he's comic writing it, when he's riding the cop car watching it it's like you did all this and he's yeah. like
0: I know it's isn't great it isn't it? yeah. I
1: love his laugh even when it's not intentional it's like great whenever walking joke C- whenever walking uh, Phoenix starts laughing even when it's his condition I'm like that is such a great Joker laugh yeah. Uh,
0: I have seen a argument out there that is, um, uh, when he becomes full Joker, he goes very very effeminate. Yeah, he's, uh, he's more quiet kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, which and and they say like that that only happens there in the film, which I don't agree with. That's my point here. But um, they say that it's a very uh <coughs> negative uh. A homophobic viewpoint essentially no, to create no. because of this uh, I, I'm not agreeing with the argument yeah. I'm just presenting the fact that it exists that because uh, again like what I'd go back to is like if you watch the movie there are plenty of moments where he shows this uh, what we would call a constantly dancing effeminate yeah. characteristics uh, just the way that he like uh, responds to Murray when he's uh, in that visionary fantasy,
4: yeah, of, he's
0: of very uh, imagining himself being greeted up to the show by Murray and everything, he's very much in that same area. Yeah. Um, he just leans harder on his inflections, and when he's uh, the final Joker at the end, so I don't think it is le- like creating this idea of like uh, if feminism is is scary or or dangerous. No, so, I just but, um, not a, to me, but, I, but
3: I, that's a read that's out there, and you know, I don't like it that. Is. To me, it just seemed like he he like he was like. When he's like in his like soft like oh I'm kind of talking like this like that's yes. when he's in his like his real mode yeah that's who he is I like when he comes down yeah. and starts dancing
1: and he when he asks Murray to bring him out as Joker like, my can my can thought is like Joker he, like he's that's how he
4: talks full in he yeah. is
1: full into the Joker that's what Joker sounds like yeah that's that's essentially
3: that's a weird read I don't like that read no I agree it's weird so I, many weird I, I takes I in this movie man I didn't movie, see
1: man. it as like him dancing being I just saw that was, Dude, I dance all the time that's that was, dancing I just I just saw him dancing around as just. That's the Joker. That's the way he expresses his happiness.
0: It's it's a it's very much a pe- a, a point of view. My opinion. It's very mm-hmm. much a point of view that I feel is trying to uh, coming from an attack specifically on uh, the way some gay men sound because it's the inflection and in tone. And like I, I'll admit, like I, I know I know people who who are homosexuals and they they have that same inflection and in tone. I agree. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like it's there, but I don't think that that's an intent of like demonizing it. Not at all.
3: Yeah. Not at all. Anyway.
0: Um, that was that was kind of I just wanted to bring it up. I think that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um I think I think that's I
3: think it's a nice Yeah, nice I think we fleshed that out a lot. Uh, overall like I still really like the movie a lot. Yeah, for, it, for for a movie called The Joker, a movie kind of nobody wanted. Uh, this is uh, uh, besides obviously the things we talked about. I think this is a specifically because jo- Joaquin Phoenix. I think this is still a really good movie. Definitely. I think for me, if you like put uh, this, you
0: change the scale of what it is, but like of expectation to reality, it would match for match. Like go the expectation of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then the reality of it. It would probably be a similar. Uh, I like separation. this way more than Godzilla. No, 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 no. That's not... I'm saying the separation between the expectation of what it would be and the reality of oh, what okay, it would yeah. be is like on that same disparaging level when it comes to the project. Not that the films are comparable in yeah. like their quality level, but that separation between what I wanted when I went into it and what I got.
3: Yeah. Uh, I will say like I definitely... This movie... I was expecting it to be way more brutal because it is the Joker, and and there is brutality, but like he's not killing a thousand people like I thought the Joker was gonna do at the end. Which it makes his, which makes those moments effective. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a much more personal story, which which I really liked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: um,
0: yeah, I really, I, I, I really do value a lot of things in it. Yeah. Um, this is a good, this is a good chat. I yeah. like it. Oh yeah.
1: All right, uh, let's go ahead and rate it, Ben. I would. I was gonna give it a nine, but after think about it, after listening to what you had said, I think it's it's still a great movie. I still really enjoyed it, but I think it's more of an eight. Sure, That's still a
3: good score. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's a great it's a it's a great movie. I went in there thinking. Uh, I went in there originally when we first found out. Obviously, I was the most harsh on this because I'm like, we don't need an origin Joker, a Joker origin story. People are gonna think, oh, this is the h- concrete um, origin of the Joker. It's not. It's an Elseworlds story. And another another multiverse, this is how the Joker became the Joker. And it's still very down to earth. It's still very um, realistic, kind of like what uh, Christopher Nolan wanted his Batman films to be. And I still think that this is a good... This is still even more realistic than that. Yeah, it it is. And it it puts the Joker in a way that not a lot of people have seen, but in ways that uh, I don't agree with. But it's still a good movie and for comic book fans like myself who know who like this character a lot i'd say it does a, a well a really good job
3: but do you, you give it an eight i still give it an yeah. eight yes uh, so there's a, there's a, um, Brian Azzarello, Lieber, Mayho book called Joker. I've read it. It's, it's great. Yeah. And it's about like a henchman who's dealing with the Joker and in there the Joker is a regular dude who's just like super crazy. Like he gets out of Arkham and flips it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and I was kind of hoping it'd be a little bit like that. Uh, uh, and I got some aspects of it. Just like, yeah. I, 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 again, we keep using the word realistic cause like we think about comic books, you know, yeah. multiverse. We think shit. about Superman flying yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Superman, uh, brought, does not exist in this world. No. Uh, uh, I I guess maybe I uh, probably like eight point five. Um, I was gonna give it a nine as well, but then uh mm-hmm. uh I got knocked down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I still think Joaquin Phoenix gives a performance of a lifetime. You don't was. disagree? Yeah, but do um, not disagree on that. Like front. this movie would probably be a lot lower if it wasn't for Joaquin. Like hundred oh, percent. Right. Oh yeah, he, he made this movie. I, 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 I did like all the other
1: performances. Like no, I, yeah. I love um I I can't remember the name. The lady from American Horror Story who played as his mom. Oh, Penny.
3: I don't remember. I don't know her name, but yeah. Yeah, but
1: I liked oh. her a lot. I liked her uh, a lot. I liked Robert De Niro. I think I, it's
0: Candace Flores. Uh, Ooh, that might be right. It might be Fanny Yeah, I really love Bobby D.
1: Her Fanny told me her name last night. But I also like um Thomas Wayne. I liked his performance a lot. did how too. I got a lot of Earth Two vibes a little bit from him because he is a bit of an asshole. He's like, Oh, only I can save Gotham. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're an asshole. Gotham has fallen. Yeah. Run by a Go- bunch of clowns. Gotham is lost. And yeah, and that's when the that's what they're all clowns like only one person one one person took a stand against people who were who were attacking him and then he's like oh we're all clowns people have made st- who are successes everyone else is a clown and then of course the rest of society is like oh you mother effer you say yeah. what
3: yeah I give it an 8.5 that's a
1: solid score
0: yeah, yeah uh, I agree with you 100% I think without Joaquin Phoenix uh this same script like this this movie tanks a lot harder mm-hmm. uh, uh I was close Francis Conroy there you go that's the name of the mom um yeah, I think, I think with, with the same script, because a lot of the work is done uh, wordlessly. Uh, and I think without Joaquin Phoenix doing it, I don't think the script is nearly as strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I would probably also land at probably an eight. Uh, to be honest, like ever since we saw it, my, my opinions have still been evolving as I've been gestating on those thoughts about yeah. like, the, the mental health issue that, that I felt was at play there. It took me a while to pinpoint what was bothering me about that. Um, so y- it might evolve over time, but at at the moment, I'd I'd land at an eight as well. I think uh, there's enough of a lot of good stuff there, um, just a uh, uh, slightly troubling man. Uh, honestly, other elements. if you
3: just like erase a couple mm-hmm. lines, like yeah, it fixes so much stuff. Oh, it yeah. really does. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, and it's all about you know making choice. Uh. Um. Uh. You
3: know, and and not
0: keeping things so locked into this. You know, let's leave it vague. Now,
3: I'll tell you what I. I never thought I would say this, but like I would love to see more of this character. Uh, now, do, I, now that he too. is the Joker, like I don't, I don't like he's not going to be the Joker in Robert Pennenson's Batman. Like none of that nonsense. But like this is such an interesting world. Like this realistic. Mm-hmm. Like Gotham is being taken over by, by the criminals. Like I would love to see this continued in some way. Sure. Like honestly, like even if it's a, a Todd Phillips mini universe. Like um, I would. We we're getting a Batman. Like he showed us Batman in this movie, so like that exists.
0: Uh, yeah. I I'd be into it. It's it's a cool portrayal of Gotham for sure. Like the, the the world building is there. I I would like, of course, a lot of what I'm saying is I, I'd like more detail fleshed yeah. out in a lot of these elements. So um yeah, uh but that I think that'll do it. Yeah, I think that will yeah. do it for our Joker review. Hell yeah. yeah. Um let's move right on into our book club.
3: More Batman, please. Welcome to the fake nerd comic shop.
0: Yeah hi um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific?
4: Um anything
0: readable? All right then. All Can right, all, all right then. <laughs> all right, Sparks, oh. take it away. Uh,
4: uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to
1: do a I was trying to do what Brandon normally does. <laughs> all right, <Sparks. laughs> I'm Brandon now. You're the Brandon now. Take
0: all it right, it Sparks, take it away. Um, we love you we love you, Brandon. We love we miss you, but I, I just miss him. Um and I said that right after Ben said I love you and miss you and oh, uh, makes it sound like I don't love him. <laughs> <laughs uh anyway i I do um yeah we'll continue on uh i picked this week uh batman haunted night uh by jeff loeb and tim sale before the long halloween yep they made something else they did this is this is what inspired them to make Uh, a long halloween series of one shots uh that i had never read before same so uh here we go batman haunted night is a story in three parts um part one revolves around scarecrow as a villain and part two revolves around the mad hatter and part three is a, a little bit more complicated than
1: that part three is my favorite yeah
3: i'm not surprised
0: uh you know I, what's funny i
3: think i i like i like all these stories but i think they get worse in the order i think the best one is a scarecrow one really i think scarecrow is yeah. really good yeah i think they're all good but okay. like i i, I definitely my, my interest was peaked at scarecrow. i like the
1: third one a lot because it's just penguin jetpack no, that um, not just because of penguin, Jack, because it's different. Yeah, because it's a it's a unique little twist on it. Yeah, it is. It is cool. But fly, fly, a penguin that flies? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, um, the Scarecrow one was actually really. I really enjoy the Scarecrow ye- one. The Second one was oh crap what was it? It's the Mad Hatter, Alice in Wonderland. Mad Hatter was I liked Mad Hatter not for the Batman story but for the Babs and Gordon story. Sure, I liked that a lot. Yeah,
3: is it is it the Scarecrow run that has uh uh, the lady? Yeah, the lady that Uh like that.
1: Oh, this yeah, this
3: is my favorite absolutely. So right, okay.
1: So the first two I have to say I enjoy a lot besides the Batman stuff. I like the character stuff, like Jillian Maxwell. She's I so was good. very interested in her throughout that whole story. I thought story. she was going to be Catwoman. I thought she was going to be uh, a phantasm really into or something. It, yeah.
0: uh, I, I, so, all these stories take place early
1: in Batman's career. Yeah. yeah. This is
0: very early on. Uh, before young, Robin. Young Bruce, uh, before long Halloween, before all that. Gordon's um, still a
1: captain. He's not commissioner yet.
0: Correct, yep. correct. Uh, which I really like. I love playing in that time period for Bruce. It's not um, like year one, but it's like year like seven. And <laughs> these are these are individual Halloween stories, which I love. I love individual Halloween yep, so
1: quick little thing if I do carve I don't normally carve pumpkins this year because I'm really busy but if the chance I do I'm doing the the smiley face with the with the smiles the bat symbol
0: wasn't that cool I
1: love that, that. was so this, good yeah. I love that not the first design we see it I love the second design when
0: he's standing in that window like Tim sales so good at his oh, god! But when yeah. he's standing in that window and he's looking in the sky
1: it's the orange I love that jack-o-lantern so and, like bat symbol I'm like this is this is my shit <laughs> that is something I'm going to do <laughs> if I do carve a pumpkin this year That's or next so cool. year or whenever because that is so freaking 100 that's awesome. Uh yeah, let's just tackle the, them in parts. So yeah. part 1 is the the scarecrow uh, story with Jillian Maxwell on the side. I think believe it's called Fear. It's Yeah. Fear, yeah. Madness and Ghosts. Yes. <laughs> um yeah,
3: I really
0: <laughs> like it. Uh, <laughs> we sca- scarecrow sorry. is uh I'm sorry, I was trying to keep down a burp. Oh. Um Scarecrow is uh, uh turning down power relays and he's trying to outwit uh Bruce. And I and I was questioning throughout uh if Bruce was suffering from the Poison gas at some points, tossing. like so if, was if, I. yeah. If uh, if Julie Maxwell was a part of that, I, I, I'm glad that she wasn't. Um, yeah, and he's uh, he's combating uh, the Scarecrow throughout the city. Meanwhile, he's also uh, for the first time really being first time that we we've seen in a while he's being enticed by this this lady.
3: Yeah, I think I, I love this so much began uh, uh, this Scarecrow run so much because it's reminding me of the Tom King run with him and Catwoman. And I uh-huh. love when Batman gets romantic because it's not really an aspect that's like you really see his heart. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to read the quote here because it's my favorite thing. Uh, this is after he realizes that the girl he's been seeing is this woman who kills rich guys and she's steals a, their money. She's he's a black, black widow. widow. She's a black, she's black widow, yeah. And She's uh, Constance from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, so uh, Alfred says, uh, wow, I'm wondering how such a great detective uh, could have made such a great mistake. Uh, I'll you this thought. Perhaps it wasn't Batman who made the error, but Bruce Wayne that's yeah, a really a good that's so one. effing good because yeah, yeah. Bruce a... gets defeated because yeah. he, he opens his heart like he
1: never does and look what it does it like ruins he's it. telling Alfred he's like Alfred there's something special about this I'm like I don't know Bruce she seems a little off yeah it's right. a little creepy. And it's
3: great because like he's battling Scarecrow who is like an actual villain and like and he's, and he's tired. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's just so he's tired. Always talking I love how, how he he's talking about how exhausted he is. so like he starts having this this thing with this woman and it's like, Well, maybe like this is gonna be all right. Like, nah man, you can never win Bruce Wayne. The scene
1: of of uh, where he's going through the maze and he ends up in a church and there's Jillian and Scarecrow is doing the the va- like he's um, officiating the this marriage and Jillian's like, it's time to take the That was so off. good. Oh, that yeah. was such good imagery. Tim Sale's art is just so Re- damn good.
0: Regardless of how I feel about any of the, the elements of the story we're going to talk about, I'm just going to say across the board, all the parts. Oh, Tim yeah. Sale's art's incredible throughout. Uh-huh. Um, the sequence where Scarecrow uh, uh, is getting to the cops, and he s- it says bark, and his face is changing in every yeah. frame. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was so What's good. What's the
3: thing he keeps repeating?
1: He keeps... Rum...
3: It's like a, it's a, it's like a quote. He just keeps saying like bad, like rum to the bone or something. You remember? You guys remember? No, I don't. Okay. I don't remember off the top of my head. I have to put it in front of me. There's a quote that's like, like a spooky quote. He keeps saying on the I will, though.
1: something about a hickory stock. The mouse ran oh, up. Oh, hickory clock. dickory dock. Yeah. Hickory yeah. dickory dock.
3: The hickory dickory, dickory dock. Yeah. He just keeps oh, just no. oh, doing that. Oh, shit. when he appears
1: in front of
0: Gordon. Th- yeah, when he appears above Gordon and he yes. looks so intimidated. He looks like the freaking alien. Yeah. Uh, yeah appearing over Gordon and he captures him. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a great sequence.
3: Um, yeah. I I yeah uh, I read this uh, last night. Uh, so did I. And I was like, man, this first story is great. It is. And I'm like, it ends with with Bruce Wayne being defeated, no, not it, Batman. I'm like, man, this is great. I but love. They, but he
0: sends the uh, when she's like a couple weeks she's later. She's in Brazil. When she's, uh, ju- so uh, Jillian Maxwell had been uh, uh, wooing Bruce Wayne in intents to like get him to marry her and then kill him and take his money and all that. Yep yep. And um, oh, right, the end. Yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah. And at the end, she's uh, been sent away by Alfred. Uh, and Alfred's looking out for her and uh, for Bruce, and so uh, you know Bruce learns the truth about her and devastates him. And uh, a little while later, she's wooing some guy who owns an island, and she's laying on that beach, and she gets delivered a little envelope that has the bat symbol on it. And confess, s- and confess. Says, confess! Oh, it's so good! Uh, and she's just horrified,
1: <laughs> like she knows she's been found. can't escape the yeah. bat. Oh man, that's so.
3: Does she know he's Batman? No, no. Okay. Not at but all. But she
1: knows she's been found out.
3: But right. Batman's there. By Batman. Like, <laughs> even
1: yeah. the, the epilogue, the epilogue for the story, the first for Fear was great because it's like, oh, she's already practicing her Spanish. Uh, because yeah, she's Because yeah. she's now set to marry one of Brazil's wealthiest men. Yep. And right. she's, oh, and next week he's gonna die in a car bomb. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So yeah. she's already practicing how uh-huh. to say how devastated she is. Mm-hmm. And then up comes this waiter, or the server who hands her, envelope, who hands her note, and it says, confess. Confess. So good! Oh, it's so great. Yeah,
0: I really like it. Uh, I thought everything about that whole story was so just engaging, the, and I love the. the, the I love just the, the running narrative. Gas. Yeah, the Sorry. imagery
1: of the fear gas, of yeah. the, the fear toxin. Like when Batman is running through the bramble, and the thorns are constantly. Oh, and the scratched. crows that come after him. Oh no! Even the because um, each part has like these different chapters, like the opening to chapter two where the crow has the the eyes, the pupils of the bat symbol, but its beak is opening up in what oh, looks yeah, like yeah. four yes. or three different ways. Yes. It's like, ooh, this is some scary looking effing imagery here. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I love the, the Scarecrow design. Like his, All the smiles for the villains are crazy. I have to say, Tim Sale, especially for a Scarecrow, draws really long faces. Yeah. I mean, the scarecrow like, not, is like a weird lanky guy. It's not bad. Yeah, I have to say, I know it's said a lot. Is they're like, very stylish. Joker's smile is very elongated and exaggerated, and things like my <laughs> personal favorite, along Halloween, which we did last year. But even scarecrow, his face is very triangular. This
3: is a more like. This is a more stylized yeah. Tim Sale than like like he is fantastical, but this is like mm-hmm. extreme more than uh, Long Halloween.
1: But the first the first time we see Batman when he's in the shadow and his eyes are and one of his eyes are red, and I love every time Tim Sale draws him in complete silhouette except for his eyes. Yeah. It's one of the best pieces yeah. of art. Now, are, are we done on this one? Can we go to the second one? Because I want to talk about the second one. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think
0: so. All right, so Bad Madness
1: habit. is my least favorite. Yeah, but it has one of my favorite character moments, and that's between Babs and gordon is sure. babs adopted is that right she is okay that's cool um apparently what i got from like reading from the diary and also reading back and just like reading into the story babs is jim's technically niece but he adopted her out of because like something happened to his, his brother slash sister gotcha. her parents i assume are dead mm-hmm. Got it. so she's from ohio she moves to gotham with jim so and she's
4: She's Spider-Man and he's
1: Uncle Ben. So she eventually will become Batwoman Cool. or Batgirl. Batgirl, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because obviously Barbara is Jim's wife. Mm Right. And I'm like, okay. That was always super weird. Yeah, and then we get Babs. Yeah. So
4: it's like, okay, I see um, where it comes from now.
3: Uh, he's a character that that's much prominent uh, later. Uh, he says that uh, he talks about his son just mm-hmm. for like a panel. I'm like James Gordon Jr., the serial killer, yeah. Nightwing, Nightwing, Batman's Joker. Oh man, uh-huh. she, yeah, James Gordon Jr. Yeah. is awesome.
1: But I love how um they're t- uh, he's talking to her and she's like, I want to go out, and he's like, No, it's too dangerous. Just that whole scene of obviously a man trying to connect to his daughter, and she's still not 100 percent sure. Like I don't like if you she crosses out my father, shh, Uncle Jim, shh, Jim, shh. yeah. He. he. She just refers to him as he. And the stuff with Jarvis Tetch, the Mad Hatter, he's never been my favorite Batman villain Same. personally. I've kind of been like whatever and for the whole House of Wonderland yeah, it's, gimmick. Yeah, uh,
0: it's rare that I find him truly
1: effective. He yeah. works well, in
3: Arkham City. He does. Yeah, Arkham City is where he is the best. Yeah.
1: But everything else, I hear the Mad Hatter and I'm just like, ugh. What I like about this is
0: that it's implying that this is like one of the first, if not the first time,
1: that Bruce has dealt with the Mad Hatter.
0: Yes, yeah. because like
3: and he talks about like how the Alice in Wonderland is ha- one of his favorite he, books.
1: Yeah, he oh that's another great thing. And about, how it bothers him. Yeah. yeah,
0: and like it shows the flashbacks to his mom reading it to him and everything. The night they died. The night they died. <sighs> and and so like uh what I love is that Mad Hatter unintentionally is such a personal problem for Bruce to have to deal with because of his connection to, to that book land. and uh, like I think that's really cool a really cool element that like he had to kind of just get over that it's not even a complicated thing that Matt Hatter's doing to him it's just like I hate this because I have to confront something yeah. I mm-hmm. don't want to I also
1: love the flashback between him and Leslie Tompkins oh when Leslie she's, when she's what when, like I was I I was talking to to Fanny on the car ride right home from Joker last night about who we're talking. I'm glad that we didn't see Leslie Tompkins in the Joker movie. I'm also super glad we didn't see Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking. I'm telling her about who Leslie Tompkins is, and then 40 minutes later, I'm bringing Leslie Tompkins in in Haunted Night. She has an I, affair
3: with Jim Gordon. The what? Right? Yeah, in Dar- in Batman Year One, they have an affair. Oh no, that's yeah.
1: that's uh, Sarah. Oh, is it? Am I thinking yeah, of a different that's, person? Yeah, that's, that's Captain Sarah. Oh, okay, good job. You got me, Ben. Yeah, Leslie Tompkins, she was the one who helps Bruce Wayne. Like In Haunted Night specifically, she yeah. helps Bruce go back to Alice in Wonderland because yes. she says almost the exact same thing that his mom said the night she died. There's only one great story to read on a rainy day and that's Alice's adventures in Wonderland True. and Bruce lashes out. And then later on when the kids get found after Batman defeats the header, he tells Gordon's like, there is a doctor who can help if the kids want, you right, baby, and it's so so good.
3: There's a a great uh, scene between Bruce and his mom uh, where Bruce is like, "Mom, we will you be wearing these tonight, the pearls," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Honey, we're just going to the movies. Pearls are for a special night." And then and then he's like, "Oh, can't we make it special?" And she's like, "I can't say no to you, Bruce." So I'm good, like, shit. I know. That's so sad. I know. Yeah, it's so good great. stuff. And then even when
1: uh, finally, I love the mm-hmm. scene where where Gordon's like, "She, he has my daughter." I'm going in full force. And then Batman says, hold your, hold your ground. I got it for this. me. Yeah. And then when, he, when Gordon bursts in to, to take down the Hatter and then Barbara, the uh, Babs for the first time in the whole um, story looks at Gordon and says, daddy, mm-hmm. I would like to go home now. That's such, mm-hmm. it's, so good. it's just such a good scene. It's so, yeah. <clears throat> and when she's being, when she's
0: being chased and she runs away, uh, when yeah. she's off on her own in the park, uh-huh. And she's like, I can't believe Dad was right this fast. This isn't like Ohio at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Ohio. The, like
1: the the muggers, the when the skull mask saying uh-huh. trick or treat, give me something good to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, ooh, that's not that's that's bad. Yeah. Then Batman shows up. Right. What's his name? Jarvis Tech. Jarvis Tech. Tech That's right. Tech. Yeah.
3: Yeah. why don't we attach on to the next story? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I also
0: found a uh, part two on a whole like uh, the weakest in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, but
1: I mean, it still has it has great character moments, but just the villain part I didn't really enjoy. Penguin yeah, with a jetpack is definitely better. Penguin with uh, a jetpack yeah, is so part three. <laughs> all, I yeah. was very taken aback by Tim Sale's drawing of the penguin. He's got again, it got that crazy smile and the the teeth. Yeah, that's what really got me was the teeth. It, and fe- his, it feels his like his they... unibrow. Everything about the it's about Boba little... was just.
3: Creepy into like the Batman Returns look, like, or he's a little more monstrous. Yeah, because I think. Yeah.
1: yeah, that story came out. I want because you know, I was saying, this came out 96, ninety six. Batman Returns is 94, actually. Ninety four. Yeah, because um, if you look at the to- uh, the last, what I like about Tim Sale, um, what I noticed throughout all these uh um uh, stories is that in the very last panel, the big um art, the final art piece, there's a little on the very corner. There's a little box that has TS in the year. Nice. I want to say it was ninety four when he wrote uh ghosts. Or no, Drew Ghost. Jeff. Jeff Loeb wrote it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, guys, um, Jeff Loeb's. A, he was a great writer. He was. I'm <laughs> um, sorry, Jeff Loeb. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff. Oh boy, it
1: sucks. You have some great things, and you have some not so great things. Yeah, yeah, it happens. But yeah. I want. I like this because I like the twist. I know Christmas Carol is Brand's absolute favorite, and then we have Majo's um, amazing. Noelle, and Batman I didn't and know this was going to happen. So I'm Neither so bummed he wasn't Neither Did doing I? The second. The second we... I love the twist on A Christmas Carol where it was Twas the night before Halloween. And right. I'm like, is this...
3: Who are the ghosts? It's it's Thomas Wayne. It's
1: Thomas Wayne as... Um, as uh, Bar- uh, Marley. Marley. As Marley. Yeah. It is Poison Ivy as ghosts. I love his uh, Poison Ivy. Cause, as cause, like, ghosts, ghosts of are... the past... Yeah. ghost of halloween past and joker joker as ghost halloween of halloween present, present and a dead batman as ghost of Halloween. that's right Future. that's some good stuff i just grim l- reaper batman yes i love this because it is grim it, reaper batman's design is awesome it is so Dude, freaking yeah. spooky I like this. My, it's my personal favorite. I think the best one out of all of them mm-hmm. is the first one but I, this is my, my personal favorite cause no, yeah. I, now that we talked about it this is second. It's the twist of the Christmas Carol. Yeah. It's not Christmas it's Halloween. Like I love when the Joker is talking and it's like oh you can't hurt me and then he's showing Batman the kids who are trying to go up to Wayne Manor to trick or treat and they're oh, so freaked out by it that they run away. Oh the
3: ending is so great too. Yeah. When he's trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: I really
0: I really like that. I like how it changes uh, what it is is it's this focal point of a change in the relationship between Bruce and, and Lucius Fox. Yeah. And oh, the, he sets up the part of and story. he sets
1: up the Wayne Foundation. Lucius, is great. and then yeah. when he, when Batman, when Poison Ivy is showing him through Ghosts of Christmas, the the past. Him and Lucius's first meet, um, first meeting in Paris, where he gets mugged, and then Lucius explains why the medallion's is so um, important to him oh, at the yeah. end of the no, story. He didn't. He didn't
0: explain no, no, it he, then.
3: he explains at the end of the story That's why the medallion's so young, important. Young Bruce Wayne's trying to be Batman, but he's not dressed up as anything. He's just right, beating yeah. people up. More, uh-huh. more reckless. More reckless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Lucius is like, "Hey,
1: we can probably. On my personal expertise is finance. We should. We can, can help each work. other out." And mm. Batman's like,
3: "Nah, I'm okay. What if I turn into Morgan Freeman? How about that?
1: <laughs> you got it, dude." But at the end of the story, because penguins takes Lucius' medallion mm-hmm. in the beginning of the in the beginning of the story, and then Bruce gives it back, and Lucius explains why it's so precious to him. Which f- now, for the life of me, I can't remember. It came from his father. There we go. There, there you go. Came from his dad. And he says, "I guess it's kind of silly." And Bruce is
0: like, "No, not silly no. at all." And what he... I what I wish this story had done is, I wish it had had Bruce directly acknowledge that he realized this was Christmas Carol happening to him. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas Carol is a book that he's read, and he's having a fever dream. About Christmas Carol. But it's Halloween. But But it's Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it's right at Halloween. And he's like, this is happening to me because I'm having that fever dream. Um, because it's established that like he's yeah, having he a was, fever dream yeah up to he that ate point. some bad shrimp and he yeah 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 so he fever. ate something and it went wrong <laughs> yeah it was shrimp that did this that's <laughs> so great it's so funny <laughs> but that I think that would have been fine and like the, the I just uh, I didn't love the notion that it's trying to play it like like Christmas Carol isn't a thing and like yeah. he's like yeah. oh why is this happening oh like that that part
1: like I was the, like the, the just, ver- just,
0: just he's a he's a well read man just have him say he's art he's what is this Christmas Carol
1: yeah I do I did kind of get taken out of the story a little bit when he's like oh it's Halloween yay and then he tells alfred i'm not going out tonight he turns on the lights and then he comes out with the bullet candy to the trick-or-treaters it's so good i, love I it. did like that i'm like man this is i did like that christmas carol. yeah yeah it's really cool i mean i knew um, it was christmas carol when i saw thomas wayne as when he's like i have this these are the look at the weight i bear these are the chains i made in life and then bruce i do like how it teaches bruce is that how he needs to leave a better legacy he can't just be batman so he gets with lucius to Bat- create the wayne foundation he brings yes yes, yes. he goes out to these little trick-or-treaters to show that Bruce Wayne, Wayne Manor, isn't a scary place. Right. The, it could be light up and a beacon of one, hope for Gotham. One of
0: my favorite lines is the the very beginning of it when he's walking up to the house and he says, my father's home. I can live here the rest of my life and I'll always think of it that way. Oh, shit. Oh, That's good. That yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, like, it, it's, it's well done. I just wish that there was some direct acknowledgement on his part where he's yeah. like, I, I'm in freaking Christmas Carol. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it just, it, like... it. This is a from the early '90s, so I can't totally fault it. Like, maybe it's, Christmas Carol wasn't as overdone. Maybe, Scrooge back then, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely is like, oh, just like acknowledge that this is yeah. what it is. But you know, it's it's older. It's so a I'll, Halloween. I'll give it the benefit car- of that. It's a Halloween.
1: Carol Do all now. of these
3: villains show up in Long
1: Halloween? Yes. Uh, yeah. Except for the penguin, uh,
3: pe- the penguin. Okay. Penguin is the yeah. only one who does not yeah. show up. Uh, in Long again, Halloween. Again, like we've all read Long Halloween, and we haven't read this, so it's cool to see yeah. like uh, like the inspiration for what that story becomes. Yeah. Because like, man, I, I Tim Sale's Poison Ivy is my favorite Poison Ivy. Yeah. Like she just is, like the way that like the leaves are always running off of her, like like her hair is the leaves, yeah. And her it's, corset is it's leaves. Gorgeous. Right. It's gorgeous. Um, there's. They I did.
0: They did have a lot of fun with the art, especially yeah. in the third part. Um, I really like it. Uh, I, I think that it's a really cool way of it, it, like building his relationship with Lucius Fox again, being so early in his life. Like it, that's, this is how they really connect. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like that aspect of it, and I like this idea. Uh, oh, uh, when his father's ghost, the not real Thomas yeah. Wayne ghost, appears, and he says, uh, "I wear the chains I, I bore in life. I forged in
1: life. Yeah, um,
0: Batman is the most thunderous chain of all, and it's this big, thick, heavy chain because he's." responsible responsible for batman in a way Uh and he's like batman is the most thunderous chain of all and he goes away and it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) like your father's ghost is bearing the legacy of the choices you're making and you're like oh oh dang that's yeah Yeah. it's a really good one
3: uh i'm thinking of uh the first first part again again because i just love i love the bruce wayne what's her name again uh Jillian uh, jillian maxwell um it reminds me again of tom king's run where um where he has this interaction with Catwoman and then this is like when they're in love and stuff like that and she, and she goes away from him and he's like, Alfred, she stole it and Alfred's looking around the Batcave and he's like, sir, she didn't steal anything he's like, she stole the knight she stole the knight from me. And Ooh. that's like, like Batman like owns the knight, Gotham is his city. And then like Catwoman is now the knight to him. And it's yeah. like, she stole the one thing that matters to me. And I'm like, man, Bruce Wayne is getting punked. I love it. No, I love I, it I so just, much.
1: I apologize. I just thought of this cute little meme of the, of the, this tiny little baby bat and this person's touching the bat and this bat saying, mm-hmm.
3: no, stop touching me.
1: I am the knight. I am the knight. So cute. She stole the night from me, Alfred. Uh, that yeah, is but
0: uh, Batman haunted night. Um, I thought overall really cool. Yeah, it
1: is Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale at their peak. Well, how uh, no, long it's not ha- long <laughs> Halloween is them at their peak. I think that is. This true. is a great. Forerunner yeah. or a uh, pre-runner to that. Yeah. I after reading this, um, I I had to read it on my phone. But after reading this, I thought to myself, I want this physical. I want yeah, next same. to Long Halloween.
0: Yeah, and a fun a fun little set of uh, Halloween stories, which it is, I love.
1: A, yeah, it's I I love Halloween stories and long. I mean, obviously, Long Halloween has Halloween in it, but ninety percent of that story takes place throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, right. But this being straight, these stories have to take place on Halloween, like the saying for Arkham Knight, the the Batman game. It takes place on Halloween. And I really dig that. And Arkham
3: Origins takes place on Christmas. It does. Christmas Batman Eve.
1: loves holidays. Yeah.
0: All righty. Uh, uh, I think that man. will do it for book club this week. Oh you know, yeah. Uh, oh, no. You're not doing it. Uh, we are foregoing our individual book clubs next week because uh-huh. we are doing a massive... House of X, Powers of Ten
3: discussion. Guys, so we're giving ourselves please to be, be sure we have time it? to reread or read it. Oh, I am yeah. I am taking a lot of notes.
1: <laughs> I am actually bump. I might have to sneak to the comic store tomorrow to pick up my other issues for... You You have to because you were talking about it. <laughs> everything's
3: <laughs> happening.
1: Many super things are Hell happening. Hell yeah, baby. Um,
0: all right, and then uh, I'm going off of Brandon's show notes from here on. Uh, are we looking forward to anything we want to bring up in the next coming weeks? I don't think anything big is happening, right guys? Nothing at all is happening at Saturday. At all. Saturday no. at Welles, totally not the thing I room. mentioned at the 4.07 br-
1: at 4 o'clock. Yeah, totally. Nothing that I totally talked about at the very top of the show. What that's going on in Los Angeles next week? Oh, or hey, this, up, this
3: upcoming week. Hey Sparks, did you know we have a panel next week? We have a what? We have a what?
1: A panel? Oh, oh <laughs> Lord! Oh Lord! You are out of the loop. But yes, we do have a panel at Los Angeles Comic Con this coming Saturday, October twelfth at four o'clock in room four oh seven. If you are going to the panel, let us know. Stick around, say hi to us. We are, we are going to be there with the awesome Mike Matola, who has been on our show before with Mike's Impossible Movie Trivia Challenge. And this week or this upcoming panel, we are doing the trivia challenge of one of my favorite films of all time, Same Tim done. Burton's *The Nightmare Before*. It's Christmas. a favorite for all of, ours. Also, for all of us. Also, it is gonna be a frickin' rumble.
0: Also, uh, you know, we'll we'll also be around the con. If you yeah. have to just be around the con, you can't yeah. make it to our panel. Um, you can always let us know. We are going to be there. Yeah, obviously, I love we're gonna friendship. be there. We're
1: gonna be there. Walking around Saturday, we're gonna be there. Walking around on Sunday, having a grand old time at the con. Joaquin Phoenix. Walking around. I was wondering where you're going with that. All right, guys, you
0: can find us on YouTube where we've been putting up our uh, basement arcade and our fake nerds watch and all that. We talked about it at the top of the show, so you can look forward to more of those things coming out in the near future as I find time. I am a busy man. Yes, you are. Uh, Holy shit. We are a Funko affiliate. You can use the link here to go to the Funko shop and use promo code SHOP10. 10% 10% off your purchase. Love it. And something that expect to us. We also have a Patreon. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah, yeah. You
0: can support it for the uh, small fee of keep the lights on and uh-huh. the ship in the bottle one, where Brandon will ship you a ship in a bottle. That's, double, that's a double a, ship. A, ship uh, yeah, double shipping. Um, we also have a bunch of merchandise up on TeePublic. Yes. Uh, all the links are here in our description. And uh, there we have a bunch of shirts and mm-hmm. mugs and all the things you could possibly ever want. Yeah, um, everything.
1: Cool designs, uh, designs by our friend Jen the Key Thief, designs yes. by our fr- another friend of the show who did a really cool 8-bit version of The Four of Us. Pydron, okay. Pydron, thank you. And, of course, and we have stuff for Fake Nerd Podcast, Miscellaneous, and Basement Arcade. And Suburban Proctologist. And Suburban Proctologist. Oh, my gosh, almost I forgot, forgot about bro. that. Uh,
0: thank you to the listeners, uh-huh. uh, because, of course, without you all... Um, We'd we'd still be doing this, but we'd be doing it privately and awkwardly. Yeah. yeah. Um Thank <laughs> you, of course, to Jeremy Volucci, who is mm-hmm. on Instagram at Jeremy Bellucci keyboards. Love you, Jeremy. Um, he provides us with all our theme music and our intro music all across the board, and he is also the person who runs Suburban Proctologist, which you can find on our links. Uh, you can also follow it on Instagram at subproc Podcast. Mike Matola, of course, who we mentioned. He's going to be with us at LACC. He's responsible mm-hmm. for all of our logos. You can find him at, at Mike Mottola. Uh yep. He's an excellent guy, and we'll be seeing you there at LACC. We're very excited, everybody. Oh, we most certainly are. Um, you can get involved with us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, all slash fake nerd podcast. Fake nerds at guy, Sorry. Fake nerd guys at gmail.com. If you want to email us, if you want any of our personal accounts, you can find Brandon at BG McClure
1: One. No, I'm just kidding. At BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Ben, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27 at Instagram or Twitter. And you can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. I did put up my last arc, my article for last week for Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. I discussed about one of my favorite um, tactical RPGs of all time for a little bit. And this upcoming uh, article that I am going to be putting up either tonight or tomorrow, I will be putting up soon, is about games that haunt me. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, haunting
3: in a different way, but you'll mm. fi- you'll find out why. You'll find mm. out what. <laughs> Spooktober. <laughs> uh, Ryan, where can we find you? I've been desperately trying to find a Hideo Kojima quote for this week, guys, but he hasn't updated his Twitter with Aww. words. So I'm at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Um, I'm also on uh, Twitch.com at DJ Tony Stark 616 because some jerk took my name. Really? And it wasn't me because I would have used that account. So find me on Twitch at DJ Tony Stark 616 Dang, for the 616 sucks. Marvel Universe. Ooh. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. All right. And I'm SparksWitty, S-P-A-R-K-Z-Witty. You can find me at Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, uh, we did. We've been getting a lot, a lot of new Instagram followers. We have. It's, honestly, Ben, it's because you and I have been on downright nerdy, and he, also, keeps, I he thought, keeps plugging the hell out of us. I also,
1: I think it's Sparks too. Sparks is the one who's been doing a lot of our Instagram stuff. You're doing good. You're doing Thank good, you, good stuff, dude. doing good stuff. Yeah, uh, as I am finally on Twitter.
0: Um, I I may be a little slow to respond. I'm I'm currently like building it up as far as like followers. Don't worry, followers, dude. I blah, am blah whor- blah blah. I am but, horrible on Twitter too. Don't worry. And about about I'm also I'm also in school, so like yeah, uh, and you have a job. You're far Far more likely to see me respond on Instagram, but I am on Twitter now and I, I will gonna, be I will uh, be beefing
3: it up. I will tag you in every single post, so I'm forcing you to be on Twitter. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you uh, you can yourself. subscribe
0: to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Tune, and Spotify, and iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us, please. It super helps out, especially on YouTube. Um, and I think that will do it. So until next week with our major LA Comic-Con panel and our discussion of Hoxas Poxus.
3: Ben, do your best joker laugh. <laughs>
0: Stay fake nerds.